Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. Now. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, welcome back to The Session, everybody. It's uh, been two weeks since our last show, and here we are again. Ready to go. Ready to roll. Archive working. And everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Double check. Really? And uh, lots of celebration recovery going on in the studio today. Bevo uh, turned a quarter of a century old on Friday. Yes, I did. Celebrated your birthday. You look good for 45. She's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking for an old Brad. <laughs> you are a total gulf. Yeah. You, got a, <laughs> you got a new walker and everything. I hate you so much. <laughs> How's it feel? Dude, I woke up on my birthday and immediately my back hurt and I was sick. <laughs> That's what happens. Old age, yeah. I, Sam, give me some vapor rub, please. Wait till you hit 30. <laughs> I'm not hitting 30. I'm then your tits will hurt, too. <laughs> everything hurts. Did your tits hurt? Yes, they did. (laughs) Everything hurt. Don't say tits. I don't like that word. You don't? No. What would you prefer? Fun bags. (laughs) (laughs) Sweater hogans. Mammary glands. Oh, God. (laughs) Shut up. Collar mountains. (laughs) Okay, you can't make me laugh that hard. I have SARS. I'm just going to hack into this microphone. Uh, Are you not drinking today, then? Oh, no. I'll still drink. You will. I just haven't gotten it yet. Okay. Check, can you turn down that fan out there for me? Yeah. Buzzing in the background. What was it, 138 degrees outside today? At least 140, I figure. Yeah. Woo. In here. Messed, uh, you know, so my bike, my motorcycle's like 20 years old, right? Or older than that, I think. It's almost, I think it's almost, it's almost as, as old as, as Bevo. Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Can't ride either of them anymore. And I usually... Oh. <laughs> well, it has no fun bags. No, she, no mine still runs fine. <laughs> She's good. She's good for riding. All right, good. But, yeah, so am I. 
Okay. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Really? I don't know. I'm just, oh. just saying. Right. 25 didn't take everything out of me. Okay. Oh, you got a lot left. We're not talking that. menopause here. Or anything. <laughs> That's right. Is well. it hot in here? It's cold now. <laughs> the ink has run dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, a snort. So, 20 years old, the seat's still good on the old bike, you know, everything's fine. <laughs> Things that you don't, you know, someone took good care of it. Yeah, that someone wasn't you. <laughs> wasn't ridden that hard. Well, huh? I left, and instead of parking it under the, the porch like a good white trash guy does, oh. like I usually do, where it's in the shade, when I left for Burning Man, I left it out in the driveway. Oh, no. And it was like the hottest week on record here. Yeah. Come back, two tears in my, oh. my vinyl. It just shrinks oh. up, you know, that cheap vinyl yeah. Yamaha seat. I ruined it. I felt bad too. Like I said, like twenty three years old or something like that, and it took me one week to ruin it. <laughs> to abuse it. Yeah, I've had it for a while too. I mean, I usually keep it under the porch, but one week—it's all it took. So anyway, I'm just—I'm only go. using that as an example to uh, to to tell you how hot it's been out here. It's been, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, not too bad in the studio today. Uh, there was also another birthday. Tasty celebrated a birthday uh, about a week ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I, how did you celebrate, Tasty? Well, I brewed uh, my uh, Plenty Light at the 21A. Oh, it was all on the same day. Exactly. Nice. Oh. All right, we're going to talk about the brew session, I think, later in the show, too. Terrific. And uh, what would you turn, 37? Tasty? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Man, <laughs> let me tell you, Tasty's a gilf, too. Tasty yeah, is a gilf. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could use the action. And then uh, <laughs> there was another celebration. <laughs> There's another celebration today. JP and I didn't get to make it. We were working, but uh, you got to go to John Plissé's uh, old, old chicken boy, if you'll remember, here on the program, uh, his engagement party. Big step. How was yeah. that? Yeah. Chad and I were over there, you know, having some of his... Uh, he made a really good cold, so that was, to me... That was awesome. Oh, good. The, the best reason to be there. It was really good. Could have been colder, but it was good. We were there for the beer. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have to play engagement party games? Uh, no, no, yeah, no, we didn't. No games. No. But were there games going on? Games uh, no, there wouldn't have been. That. No, that's no. usually just well, croquet. We're men. We're real men, so we wouldn't have stayed for that. I see. He would have left. No, right actually, then. we did sit in a circle and you know, uh-huh. do things like feelings, that. talk feelings. Yeah. Was there a feeling circle at the engagement? Well, party? no, we just went around and, 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 and said yeah, how we know you know Jonathan Rana. So. That's a feeling circle. That's, that's a feeling was. circle. They really did that. <laughs> yeah, except but we were we were pounding. We were we had plenty of beer and. Well, another, you know, we're in good shape. <laughs> Plenty of lubricant to let the feelings yeah, come we, out we, in yeah. the circle. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh, I went to school with Anna, and yeah. I've known her all my life. And yeah, comes to us, we're like, we're, we like beer. We're ready for the beer. <laughs> we're, uh, we, we homebrew. We're, John's great. Yeah, John's That's awesome. Russell. But his free beer's better. Yeah. Best of luck, Anna. Don't know yet, but. Don't know you that well. Wow. <laughs> I want to have a feeling circle. No, you don't. <laughs> right, well, let's just have one. <laughs> have one we right can now. have one right now. No, go, no, not we, right now. We can go around the room and tell each other how we feel about one another. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm just pointing out it was a big weekend of celebrations going yeah. on. You know, lots of stuff happening. And uh, I don't know what the hell. We'll celebrate being back in the studio today. There you go. Yeah, let's party. So, yeah. <laughs> Doc's not back with us. He did make it through Burning Man, in case anybody's worried. But uh, I do believe it's his wife's birthday uh, oh. Oh. weekend. Another celebration. Yeah. So he, uh, being the, a good husband... <laughs> You guys tried to get that one off. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Uh, I was like, so come on. You so can, what? Yeah. I was like, just push the birthday back. What's the difference? You celebrate on a different day. Oh. Yeah, but no. 
He's been, he's been a good husband. <laughs> so uh, he's doing birthday family things today. So no doc, but we do have Tasty and Chat and the Beeves in the chat room. You can hit the chat now button. JP's here, of course, uh, not in the chat room. Lucky you guys. Uh, just hit the chat now button right there on the homepage, and it'll, it'll take you right in there. Uh, if you're not a forum member, you'll log in automatically as a guest. Uh, but if you want to sign up yeah. for a forum, then you get to y- your own username. And every time you log into the chat, that's your name, and you get to keep it and not let people borrow it or deface it. Yeah. Let Bevo guide you right in. That's right. Right into the chat room. So that's how you're going to ask your questions today, as always, plus 888-401-BEER. That's our phone number, 888-401-BEER. Uh, our guest today, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company out of New York, upstate New York. Uh, well, Shat pulling the East Coast card on us again. Okay, well, upstate, it's a stretch. Is it? Westchester County. It's kind of, it's within it's like city side limits. state, isn't it? Yeah, Westchester. it's... Uh, I kind of got blown away by one of the uh, guys in the forum. Oh. Hey, it's not upstate, man. I was like, yeah, I know. I grew up around that area, too. Okay. Nope. I see. So Get not pissy. Upst- well, all right. <laughs> all right. Sorry. It's, uh, what is it, outer city then? What's it, a suburb uh, of the city? Yeah, it's close. It's, well, excuse uh, it's, us. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a little geography. We don't whatever. It's upstate New York. It's all about the beer. <laughs> yeah, anybody who matters doesn't know that, okay? Call it whatever I want. It's yeah. on its way to the upper it's half upstate. of New York. Is that what, it's on its way. To the, it's uh, along the highway to upstate. Yeah, it's almost at the train station, which gets you to the part which might lead to upstate New York. <laughs> if you can. So it would be a gateway to upstate. I get it. Yeah. Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Go to CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com and do your research now so that you have your questions ready for when we get him on the program, which is in the second segment, as always. And uh, really excited to talk to him, actually, because... It looks like he's doing some really interesting stuff with beer yeah. and barrels. Um, they've only been existence, in existence for a very short time and have already received some pretty impressive accolades. So happy to be talking to them. Uh, it'll be Scott Vaccaro, who's the owner and brewmaster of uh, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Do you think there's any relation to the Captain's Chest uh, bar out here, Bevo? <laughs> That'd be awesome. uh, the old sweaty casket, as we like to call it? <laughs> Probably not the same captain. I don't think so. The, we'll have to ask. The beer selection yeah. at the captain's chest. Different captain chest. of that ship. Not yeah. too much of that beer I ever saw a barrel. Not very good. No. Yeah. No, it's all... Yeah. I think you well, can get Guinness a, in a can. The rusty cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sweaty casket. Yeah. The dirty barnacle. <laughs> yeah. that's. I love that place, though. We'll have to... Maybe be an anniversary four should oh, be at the... We'll squeeze in. Should be Take over. At the old... That room holds like six people. Yeah. And then they're... Well, ten if you're really old. Yeah. That would be and then awesome. The, smoking is illegal in bars in California, and then there's the lady who sits next to the wall of alcohol yeah. with her cigarette. Yeah. You mean the owner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that place. Well, we'll ask if Captain Lawrence has any relation to the uh, dead coffin that we like to go to out here. Like is a stretch. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do our normal announcements, some things to let you know about. Uh, Of course, we have a new website out, and people are ranting and raving. They love it, as do I. I think it's a very nice website. Uh, Andy Rue built that for us. You can go to andy-rue.com, check out his portfolio. Maybe you uh, need a website done for you or your company or have a friend looking for a website. Don't be afraid to send him over to Andy. He's a pro, and uh, he does really nice work, obviously. But what I wanted to point out also is, uh, you know, there's a couple new features on our new site that we've talked about. Uh, The BN Army blog now belongs to the BN army it's not just uh the brewcaster blog anymore that is now defunct and uh, if you want to submit articles to it you can uh so far not a lot of articles being submitted uh we did get one which i posted i thought it was a great write-up of a 
of a beer festival. Um, and, and that's really kind of the point. If you've gone to any good festivals, maybe you've gone to a beer dinner and you want to do a write-up about that. Yeah. Uh, I think Paxton just had a fantastic beer dinner in Maine, and I know there was a pretty strong showing of BNers. Absolutely. I heard that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't mind seeing a nice blog about that or any other yeah. beer type of event that you go to. Uh, maybe you got to do a brew day at the 21st Amendment, for example. Yeah, or and, m- uh, maybe you went to your friend's engagement party. Yeah, I planned <laughs> oh. to write with a blog, too. I, was, I had it started. A blog yeah. Yeah, but I just didn't have time. I had but it turned into a grocery shopping list. I would say, you know, if you're within a week or two of the event happening, it's probably still relevant, I still may do it. Okay, relevant good. news, right, you know. Um, so my point yeah, for is... For the record, right. Yeah. Yes. So you can send all your submissions to bnblog at thebrewingnetwork.com, but there's there's a button right there on the BN Army blog page. You click it, and, uh, and it'll send you right to the correct email address. So submit your articles. Uh, let the BN Army know what's happening in your world of beer, and we'll put it up there for you. Uh, of course, there's also the gadget page, which... Uh, right now is uh, it's got I think four gadgets on it already. People are submitting their beer gadgets. Some great and cool write ups. Have you guys looked through those at all yet? Yeah, I thought some really cool stuff. Even the very first one, um, it was Pete the Dink has this sweet like pond pump cooler something or other like that really? he uses to cool his fermentation chamber. It's really a you got to read it. Don't take my word for it. Just right. go check these things out. But it's all things that you can do at home. I think one of the more recent ones uh, was from Crotch Rot and he has a, a a new type of a beer filter. Oh, yeah. I did see that's that right, one. Inline, yeah. yeah, filter there. Yeah, it's like an cartridge inline filter, filter yeah. cartridge filter, and uh, a lot of people talking about that too and trying it out already. So you can not only go there to get information about gadgets, but you can submit your own. And there's a submission button right there on that page. So just reminding you guys that uh, the interactivity of the BN 2.0 belongs to you. If you guys want to uh, grow the community and share your wealth of information, that's where you do it. And I'd like to see you doing that. Uh, also, you, of course, can subscribe uh, to the Brewing Network and become a member of, uh, uh, or I should say, a, a, a paying member of the of the BN Army. Uh, there's, It's a recurring donation or a one-time donation, anything you want to do. Just hit the uh, donation page. There's a little dog tag icon right there. And you can sign up anywhere from $2 all the way up to, I think it's like $100 a month for those of you who are ridiculously wealthy and fairly financially retarded. <laughs> you can send us $100 a month. In exchange, you'll get a handkerchief coated with sweat from us. Yeah. That's a prayer make, handkerchief. I will make sure that JP sends you his prayer and feeling handkerchief mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for every $100 <laughs> donation. Well, you don't want the feeling handkerchief. And, and I, handkerchief. I need that one. And you'll get to listen to us every Sunday. Yes. Which you could also do free. <laughs> which you can also do for free. Uh, technically, you don't do it Evo, for free. Shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> technically... You listen to us because other people are paying us to do it yeah, at this true. point. So That's very true. Because uh, there are really a lot of very generous people who have been signing up to do this over the last few months. And I, I, this is no you know, small feature of keeping us alive has been you people contributing and donating over the last few months. Really helped us out. So I'm just reminding you that it's there. I get emails all the time that say, hey, I'm glad you kept telling us because I kept forgetting. I would listen to the show on my way to work, and every time I got home, I would forget. Well, today, when you get home, Maybe you'll remember, and you can hit the donate button, and I would appreciate that. Uh, of course, the other way to support is to you know buy swag and and AHA memberships and yep. books. There's shirts. There's all sorts of weird stuff. Support our sponsors. You Got some banners on the website now. Click on those. You can always uh, go to our sponsors. Uh, I think Google dropped us as a. We, they we they said that I posed. What do they know? They said we posed a significant risk to their advertisers. <laughs> Because, you know, like, our listeners go on so there, powerful. and they just, like, click the crap out of those things, and, yeah. but they don't really, you know, if there's, like, 30 clicks within 30 seconds of different ads, I think they know that you're just sort of, 
I'm just, they don't tell you why we got canceled. I'm just assuming, uh, whatever. I can appeal. I'm going to try to appeal. It was a little bit of money every, you know, quarter or something. You can't shake a stick at it. So, uh, anyway, there's all sorts of different ways to help out. You know, like I said, through the store, like JP said, by, you know, going to our sponsors and purchasing from them and letting them know what's happening. All of that stuff, uh, it just really helps out. Uh, So, appreciate all of you who have done it. A new feature coming soon, JP. I'm sure you've been following the forum. Of course. Uh, People want to uh, pay for JP insults. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite threads. So, right now, I told them... It's about you. Mm -hmm. Hey, JP. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I got that for free. That was a freebie. (laughs) I'll give you that one for free. First one's free. (laughs) Yeah. So, I did give them the information. Uh, They're talking about pooling their money and sponsoring the feedback segment. So, we'll see how the the BN Army uh, does for that. Uh, The other uh, way that I think it's going to be done is I'm going to put individual insults in the store. You can actually purchase. Oh, uh, click on this. You'll be able to <laughs> fill it in the insult that you want, and there'll be different price levels. Like maybe if I if if I have to, you know, curse at JP, it's an additional you know fee oh. if they're curse words. If it involves like uh, a severe you know, chewing out, yeah, or like if it's a if it involves you know speaking of a sexual act. You know that's that would be extra yeah, with a close that relative. Be a or lot something. more because that's how much for disgusting. a bitch slap? <laughs> for just a bitch slap. Oh, uh, would it be an actual bitch slap? Oh yeah, the backhand. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, JP. You how could much? Say bitch when you do it. I'd probably have to split the car, the the revenue with JP on that one. Yeah. Least. Well, you know, if you take your shoe off and beat me with it, that's that's a little more than just a slap across the face. <laughs> yeah, true. There's a few there's a few subtle levels how of bitch slap. I think we're taking that thread a little bit further. By than me. Than Oh, Ooh, I, think I think I would pay for that. <laughs> I don't use the F word very often, though. So I think keep that, that in mind. we'll have to we'll have to make that a uh, a level of insult. Yeah. There's going to be a whole insult page. Like right now, we have a yeah, whole shirt page right. and a hat page and a book page. A little hierarchy. There will be. A yeah, well, shirt. we could have a page where like uh, Bevo gives the insult for you. It'd be sort of like oh, oh yeah. yeah, you have to pay extra to have Bevo deliver it. Yeah. I well, and I think that that's the nature of the thing. <laughs> One of us will deliver, and certainly uh, Bevo is a top level level uh, you know delivering service. She's the yes. top level. Yeah, high escort. Yeah. All right, so that'll be showing up in the store very soon, possibly this week. We'll have to have a, we'll have to have a brainstorming session with the yeah, fellas here and do it. see what we come up with. But hey, I, I think I'm thinking a whole new show. Bullshit! There could be so many. We'll have to take her the backlog. I hate JP. Have you seen that Fast. show? Have you seen that the ads for that show? It airs tonight. It's called Hole in the Wall. No, and I thought it was about glory holes. They're running those during football today. (laughs) Yeah, but but it's like where this wall comes at you, and it's a different shape, and you have to contort your body to get through it. I just I reminded you said a whole new show, and it reminded me of how weird and awful this like show is going to be. But I'm going to watch it, much like I think people would listen to a show of just people insulting me, much like people would listen to the JP Hate Cast. Yeah, (laughs) ooh, (laughs) a whole a whole new level of broadcasting. Well, there's got to be an audience out there for this. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody hates JP. It's, yeah, it's ours. It's my dad. <laughs> I agree with that last one. He is a jerk. He'll be calling in. I've been telling him that for years. <laughs> <laughs> that that quitter. He never did anything in his life. <laughs> Finally, he's having some success, yeah. and it's with doing the same thing I've always yeah. done. Smokey589 is right. <laughs> I hate that fucker. All right, so stay tuned for the JP Hate Cast. <laughs> Coming soon to a brewing network near you. It's going to happen. All right, right there at the bottom of our homepage, you can click on the Twitter button and you can sign up for um, um, twits from us. We'll send you messages about what's happening. For example, yesterday I, I 
tweeted about uh, uh, our CBS show airing and what time it aired. So a select few of you who had signed up for Twitter got to uh, got the inside information about when our CBS broadcast was aired. And, uh, you know, all sorts of other information. And then, of course, you can sign up for our Facebook page. You can go right there. Uh, just search for the Brewing Network. You'll find our Facebook page. And uh, Shat does a pretty good job of uh, keeping photos current up there and Meh. takes pictures of every show. <laughs> you don't think so, JP? Meh. You know what? I, I, I just learned the other They're day there. that Facebook, uh, when you sign up for an account, you're, you, you're giving Facebook the uh, the legal right to... Take all your photos and sell them as stock photos. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, I'm gonna put yeah. some really Wait, stock but you photos. Know. Like, what do you mean? Like, like free, like ads? And- yeah, there's like, there, like if you're a photographer or whatever, uh, or you're in digital media or whatever, you can go on certain websites and download just like, uh, yeah, photos that you don't have to pay rights for, to use. Um, and Facebook can sell your photos to yeah. do that. Well, now that you've scared Without all giving of our you uh, listeners off from signing up for our Facebook page, Facebook. Uh, if you aren't worried about those know. sorts of things and you're not a paranoid freak <laughs> like JP, uh, you can go there and you get up to date. Uh, you can even post your own uh, pictures and yes. videos on our fan page, uh, and I encourage listeners to do that. Of the uh, several hundred fans that are on there, uh, I think there's like 20 fan photos. Where are all the BNers at? So yeah. uh, don't be afraid to you know put some pictures up of what you're doing, and if you have a hot wife, that'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, or two, whatever. Our daughter, or something. Tasty, how dare you say that? That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chat, what's happening over there, man? Well, we've got a rally coming up at uh, Bell's end of the month, um, AHA rally. Uh, check out beertown.org. Uh, Great American Beer Festival, of course. Uh, there's a lot of chatter about doing a meetup, maybe. That'd be pretty cool. You know, Bevo's going with us this year. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a blast. Non-refundable. You bought your plane tickets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta buy ours still, too. You yeah, you should probably too. get on that, because the Southwest deal, I don't know how long it's gonna last. Well, it's already only on certain days, so our flight home on Sunday, shit, sucks. It's expensive well, already. To be expected. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. We're flying out early. I think we got an $89 flight. On Sunday? Oh, you don't want to go out, out at early. 6 a.m. on no, Sunday. flying out at 8 Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah. It's still going to suck, but... <laughs> yeah, that's awful. I would not go to sleep on Saturday night if I were you. I don't plan on it. Okay, good. That's Because that's bad news. Yeah. yeah. That definitely <laughs> We'll is. be flying out at the other eight on Sunday, for sure. Definitely. Kind of our plan. We like to do the chill on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you know, we kind of head down to uh, Falling Rock, and yeah. football's usually on. And Take a nap on the couches. <laughs> sit right there, yeah. We just kind of pull up a couch, tell Chris, the owner, hey, buddy, we're going to just be snoozing over here if you need us. Yeah, keep that <laughs> Sour beer coming. Yeah. All right, so GABF. Yeah, that's a big one. We got a big-ass booth there this year, too. We'll be there doing our thing and uh, broadcasting. Absolutely. And then uh, Jamil is going to be in Nashville at the Music City Brewers Brew-Off. That's in Nashville on the uh, 26th to 28th of this month. Um, This is a a benefit to uh, Children's Miracle Network. Uh, I guess it's a big brew-off, and he's going to be a guest... uh, Judge and speaker there. Really? So, uh, if like you're in the celebrity area, judge and speaker? That's what they have on the site at Bosco's in Nashville. That's cool. What's that all about? What, Bosco's? It's a bar. Oh. You yeah, just jealous because they didn't beer. invite you, that's all. Of course I am. Why yes. wouldn't they want me to speak about it? They, they oh, no. Why would they want Jamil? What's he know? They didn't do the booking through you. They that's didn't. Really you must like, want like beer knowledge instead of like fun. If, if they go through me, I'm like, oh yeah, Jamil's not available. I'm totally available though. <laughs> uh, Jamil's a busy man, but uh, look at I could be there. I could you know, totally do it. I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a brew pub, so. I don't know why they wouldn't want me to speak. I have lots of things to talk about. Yeah, your bike seat. 
Yeah, that's real good. Talk about that. I could t- I could give them a little history of Pacheco. You could do that, oh, but they don't <laughs> know that. Do so that. It would I be knowledge. Know. It would right. be knowledge. I yeah. could share all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. how to how to mm-hmm. not look like a dirty ass. Yeah, I could. Yeah, do I was that. just gonna yeah. say you should just. I mean, really, send in a picture of yourself and send in a picture of Jamil. Don't say anything, and guess who they'll t- guess who they'll pick? Oh, what Jamil? What <laughs> me, are you talking right? about? No. Yes. Not Wait, really. this is a long way around complimenting me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to go so far to say nice things, Bebo. I'll accept them straightforward, yeah. my dear. No. Don't be so no. cruel, Bebo. Come on, think about and it. And by the way, you might want to look out for Jamil's feelings a little bit. Yeah, he, he might really, be listening. He yeah. respects you. Jamil is a pretty uh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. You are not. Oh. I see. So what you're saying is, since it's a bunch of dudes, they would totally rather have me. Yeah. They don't want pretty dudes. Yeah. Yeah. What's that about? I'll contact him. Maybe they just didn't realize that they could have me speak. They forgot. To, yeah, they didn't think they well, could even. Maybe speak. they maybe they were thinking Justin, but it auto filled Jamil. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. They to- it's totally you. Yeah, cool. It's all, it's all you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You know, right. when you're honest like that, it, it really improves the Shut aura up, JP. of the. Okay. <laughs> well, good for you, Jay Z. I'm glad that uh, you're finally getting some recognition. <laughs> Poor guy needs more, doesn't he? Yeah. What else, chat? Uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Figures. That's it. <laughs> What's that mean? Figures that that would be it. Oh. <laughs> well, 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 there's plenty of events on the website. I mean, check out. We need an outro for that bit. Our brand new events page. Yes, you can uh, check it out. And uh, again, chat doing a good job of keeping that up to date. Yeah, if you have events or guest ideas or show ideas, uh, things of that nature, you can send them all to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. He does all of our booking and events, things, and stuff, and whatever he does. <laughs> chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, insults and uh, general uh, tomfoolery can go to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. Tom. Foolery. And then uh, your show feedback, which we're about to get to, goes to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Oh my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. Feedback is brought to you today by Seven Bridges Cooperative. You can brew organic and, and save the world one organic beer at a time or something like that. <laughs> some, some catchphrase like that. <laughs> but breworganic.com. All right, so feedback. We've really been getting a, a ton of it lately. Uh, i got to get through this week's feedback. And then there's also feedback from last week, the last show that we didn't get to. It was so long. We got to like uh, 5.45 and hadn't finished uh, everything. So I'm going to try to do a, a bit of both here and get everything covered as, as best I can. Uh, let's see. Hey, Justin and company, wanted to say how much fun and entertaining you guys are. Been listening for over a year and finally able to donate. I'm a newly enlisted corporal in the BN Army, Midwest Motor Assembly Division. Your shows have given me desire to improve my beers and try new styles. Can't thank you enough for your insight and expertise on brewing. How about that, fellas? Oh, our show? This our one? show, yeah. Good your job. passion and love of beer, brewing, and community are displayed on the forum shows and website. Thanks again and brew strong. Cheers from Jeremy in Sterling Heights, Michigan. He's brew jester in the forum. Thanks, brother, for the good words. I appreciate that. Uh, Justin, hey, brother, I gave you all kinds of shite a couple months ago about oh. how crappy the website looked. Compared to the quality of your shows. I just wanted to give you some props on the new look. I can, I've can i barely even begun to take a look, but I think it's great so far. I'm a little behind in the shows due to work overload. So, for all I know, the site's been updated for weeks. At any rate, it <laughs> blew me away. Great job. That's from Damon. He said blue. Thank you, Damon. Uh, all right, dear brewcasters, insert frivolous insult here, but make it a good one. Uh, JP, you want to insult us? 
Um, I've cleaned out more inter- interesting things from my litter box than this show. Good, good. Was that all right? That's Ooh, acceptable. That I believe that. Thank you. I'm currently sitting at Ebenezer's Pub in Lovell, Maine. I drove down here from Montreal earlier this week to attend last night's beer dinner that was put on by Chris Lively and Sean Paxton as part of their Belgian Beer Festival. Last night was unequivocally the best beer experience of my life. Wow. How about that? Sean packed us absolutely full of 11 courses of some of the best food that's ever graced my body. And Chris was quick to share some of the most impressive beer pairings I've ever witnessed. The brewers from Destroysa brought goodies, and Chris emptied his cellar of some of the rarest beer I've ever seen. I could go on and on, but that would make for bad radio. So let's just say that I can now confirm that Rochefort 8 Magnums do (laughs) exist. (laughs) And they contain excellent beer. That's impressive. Sounds like a real event there. Yeah. The hospitality shown by Chris and family to the few of us who uh, camped out in their backyard. I saw some pictures of the tents, yeah. Could not be anything but genuine. That's... That is genuine and nice. I wouldn't yes. let you guys camp out in my backyard. <laughs> and I have a creepy backyard. But that's uh, that's a, that's generous. He said he's personally thanked me for showing up at least five times. And I've only been able to respond with, uh, it's my pleasure to be here, dude. Um, he's even graced me with a bottle or two of stuff that I'm not even allowed to talk about. Oh, he says they're destined for his cellar upon return to Canada. Wow. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to stage a. Uh, I just wanted a stage to publicly thank Chris, Sean, Urbane, Carlo, and everyone else who've gone far beyond anyone's expectations and shared the most magnificent rare beer available, like a '96 Cantillon Goose, Blueberry Cantillon, three different kinds of Black Albert, including only um, including the only existing gallon of the Icebox style uh, Cabert. So, I don't know, just all sorts of good things. He said, I heard they even opened a bottle of 20-year-old Dirty Horse after I stumbled back to my tent at 3 a.m. Cheers to my new friends. Especially thanks to the BN for introducing me to the beer mecca that is Ebenezer's. Through your past interview on the session, without which I'd not have heard of the place, I had the time of my life last night and met uh, a few other BNers. I, th- I think it's safe to say that uh, if, if they do this next year, we should go as the BN. And <laughs> I, I think we'll be there. Seriously. Hope they didn't drink all the good stuff. I mean, that sounded well, great. I guess that's it? true, yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll invite Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll invite Sam instead <laughs> yeah. of us. Uh, he, he finishes, I think this is the part where I take a jab at JP, so feel free to do so on my behalf. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of empty. I don't have a lot of insults in me today. J- Bebo, you got any insults for JP in you? Of course she does. I can't say anything that That's isn't weird. obvious. Yeah, good enough. That I'm really good looking and totally charismatic. Thank you, Bevo. No, you're very your nice. your chin looks like pubes. Wow. Oh, well. There you go. So uh, does yours. Uh, you don't even have a beard. <laughs> here's an email that he wanted to remain anonymous. Um, said he didn't want to post on the board. People maybe thinking is an ass or something. Probably. Um, he said it's about money and donations. I speak for myself, but think others feel this way. It's not about me being uh, cheap and the money you want us to donate. It's more about the Internet and who are you. It's also about credit card statements. Uh, Dealing with a company on the Internet, there are some questions. Who are they? Do they have an address? Can you contact them? Who gets my credit info? Uh, Where is it stored? ID theft is huge in this world. You guys have credibility, but it's seriously edgy in this day and age when you talk about me exposing my credit card info. Did you know that you don't even have a privacy statement on your site? 
Um, it kind of goes on and on. So, yeah, I guess this is relevant. For one, uh, I don't think anybody's a cheap ass for not donating. So let's go ahead and take no, that out of no. our vocabulary. No. Um, the show is free for a reason. So uh, keep enjoying it as you have. Uh, we've always stated just that if, if you can uh, and would like to donate, it helps us grow and stay alive and keep doing what we do. That's all. So nobody's a cheap ass for not donating. Second, uh, the, the reason I use PayPal, the, the main reason, is um, because they handle all of the security and privacy and transactions. I don't really want to be responsible for your credit card information or any transactions or having to carry an SSL certificate or all that garbage when I can easily just do it through PayPal. So you will find a privacy statement on PayPal who uh, does process all our transactions. Um, you'll find anything that you need to know about where your information is stored all through PayPal. I don't keep any of it. Uh, all I knew, I do know your name. They do give me your name so I know who's donating and I'm watching you. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, like it's all, that's why we use PayPal. So I suppose I could sort of write something about that on the website so that you know. Um, and he goes on to say, like, I, I'd rather you get a P.O. box and that way we can send you checks. Um, and, yeah, I get it. There's a lot of you who don't want to, you know, put credit cards at all online. But, you know, eventually you're going to have to. So you might as well start now. Uh, I don't really want to get a P.O. box and have checks sent and, and all that. Unless they're big checks, that'd be okay. But because yeah. I say, you know, because really what I encourage is that like more of you do the two dollar donation rather than less of you doing the larger donations. Yeah. That way, it's very little skin off of anybody's uh, sack. And uh, yeah, that way, and it adds up. But Which if it's like, I, I I do think that the amount of of money orders I'd get there probably wouldn't pay for the P.O. box. So Pacheco has some very yeah. expensive P.O. boxes, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, ask him how, how big the check he would want to write would be. If it's like 200 bucks, I'll give you my home address. Mm. You can send it there. Here you go. You know, <clears throat> so I guess what I'm saying is if, if you all really just want to send a check, just shoot me an email. I'll give you an address to send it to. That's no. no big deal. I just don't, you know, really don't think that most of you are going to do it and I don't know. If someone wants to steal your identity, yeah, they're going to. You see what I mean? Uh, I don't know. You guys are a little paranoid, I think. You know? Just a little bit. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not no. belittling the risk factor. I'm just saying no. that if anyone really wants to do it, you're fucked anyway. Well, you know, the, the ink that they print the money orders uh, is, causes cancer in lab rats, right? You know that. Oh, then I don't really want any of your money ordered. Yeah. I got enough uh, carcinogens around well, me. I mean, it's just surprising me that people want to use that, that kind of system to transfer money when you're exposing yourself. It's a, it's a risk. It's a risky thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the guy loves the shows and stuff. He wasn't saying anything bad, just making a comment, which I appreciate. And maybe I will put a little privacy thing on the page for that. All right, here's another one. Hey, guys, and JP. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I've been brewing for 12 years and discovered the BN a couple years ago, and now I never miss a single episode of The Session, The Jameel Show, That Other Show, oh. and now Brew Strong. That's weird, because I totally miss episodes of That Other Show. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> the last official competition I entered was in 97. I recently entered the Michigan State Fair Homebrew Competition, and this competition was big, over 800 entries. I walked away with two blue ribbons, a third place, and an honorable mention, and I only entered four beers. Well, that's oh. really that's a great percentage. Wow. Really great. You should be very proud of that. Gee. All four beers got some form of recognition. The surprise of the thing was that the Imperial Porter I brewed got shitty scores from my club only competition, but got me a 40 and a 43 at the state fair, winning it third place. Wow. And yes, JP, the Imperial Porter was your recipe kit from B3. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That makes me happy. How about that? That must be a really good brewer. 
He says, uh... It's <laughs> a good point. It's not a recipe. It probably has nothing to do with a porter. <laughs> he says, well, I there's your JP uh, insult. Eat shit, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> that, was a, that was one of our better insults, I think. I've gleaned so many tips and beer information from the shows and forum that it's made my brewing 100% better. Thanks, guys, and keep it up. By the way, the two blue ribbon winners were Jamil's recipes. Sorry, JP. I had to add that backhanded compliment. Always a bridesmaid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Some of the JP's going to have his own book. <laughs> and that's from Chris, a.k.a. Pally, in the forum. Congrats, brother, and thank you for the good words, man. That should be my... Uh, if, yeah, if I ever write a book or uh, some sort of memoir, it should be called Always a Bridesmaid. How about 80 losing recipes? <laughs> 80 losing recipes. You, too, can fuck up at home. <laughs> It's not bad. I could definitely be a co-author <laughs> or like editor's note or something, you know. Yeah. You could do the forward. <laughs> yeah, with a with a forward by Justin Crosley. Wow, what if we should write that yes. book, JP. Yeah. What a piece of shit that would be. It'd be all about excuses for why it didn't turn out right or something. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get this flavor, it's because you didn't have enough time to properly do a starter. <laughs> yeah. 80 recipes that you can fuck up and kindling <laughs> by Jason Petros with a forward by Justin Crosley. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, here's an email I got. Uh, the guy attached a picture of his own Pennsylvania Burning Man for me and Doc, and it was a little fire in his backyard with like a stick figure guy, <laughs> just like a little a little face on a cross type of a thing. It was it was pretty funny actually. Face on a cross. Well, it, it wasn't a real cross. It was just, oh. Like that was his arms. It never mind. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, he's saying I had quite a Memorial Day. Uh, I think he meant Labor Day celebration. Got the wife to drink some good beer. Um, trying to kick his own corny of Amish four-grain clone. And uh, he's got some questions. He says, we're moving in a month, and I targeted the mechanical room of our new house as my new brewery. I think I can connect into an existing floor drain. Um, I'll also be able to install a, a hood and exhaust for my propane burner. My new kegerator will be on the other side of the wall from my tap system. What size chest freezer do I need to hold six cornies? Ours holds... I think eight cornies, doesn't it, Shat? Yes. What size is ours? You know? Uh, like an 18 or a 20 cubic foot? It's close to like eight, yeah, 18, 18 cubic feet. I think I have a 20 cubic foot and it can hold two, four, six, maybe eight. Yeah, well, if it's like ours, it must be eight. So I'd go for like that. I'd go for an 18. I mean, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. what he's, you know, maybe he's thinking he's only going to have six taps or something, but why not have a little extra space no, I in should, there? Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to hit it right at six. That's kind of an odd size, yeah. six cakes. Yeah. Well, it also it's like depends. four or eight kind of thing. Like mine has this. Sh- I don't know if you guys has the shelf. Mine has a shelf with a compressor. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does. Okay, so that's where I have my tank and a couple bottles and stuff. That's and where the I, put rest. My, I put a two and a half gallon keg there. So. Oh, uh, yeah. We use it for uh, miscellaneous beers, bottles. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, but he goes. He goes on to say, more importantly, can I logger and serve out of this type of kegerator? Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sure. Lager just means cold. So, you yeah. know, it doesn't have to be specific. You may have to serve your beer a little bit colder than you'd like. Because typically, lager yeah. is like right at 32. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing says you can't put a heater on your cake, really. Uh, that's true. Even some of those little firm wrap uh, heaters, yeah, which are, wrap, are pretty yeah. cheap, uh, they can they can heat up the mm-hmm. cake. Uh, and there's a couple ways to do that too. Uh, since Shat and I use that our our cooler for fermenting and serving and all that, we haven't done the whole tap system right out of it. We just oh, put on yeah. uh, picnic taps, what? so we have to open the lid, and it's really not a big deal. But I've seen other examples where people put a beautiful tower right on the top of the thing, and then you don't have to open it to pour. Um, you know, it's all you get your hose is all fixed right in there and a yep. uh, great way to do it if it's going to be your main kegerator too yeah. or they build a collar they'll take the they'll take the lid off 
and then you know get a couple you know uh, four buys or I don't know I'm not I'm a woodworker yeah like two by sixes yeah two by there you go and then they build a collar like around it so that, and then they put the lid back on the collar so it lifts up the lid a couple you know six inches or whatever mm-hmm. and you can put shanks right through there okay because with the tower on the, on the thing you have to you know make sure it's far enough out from the wall so when you open it the tower doesn't go through your drywall ah you good know. point good point. All right, so a couple ways to do it, but absolutely, uh, it could be uh, multifunctional. That uh, yeah. I, I love the chest freezers. They're store dead. Uh, oh, they're, yeah, they're really efficient. Uh, okay, so the next question is, I've been using a 10-gallon igloo for my mash tun, which is what Shat and I used to use, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, with a coil of slotted copper to drain it. It's roughed up a bit inside, but it served me well. Would I be better off replacing it with a new igloo? I think not. If you're just going to go for another igloo, you've already got an igloo. Yeah. If yeah, it's roughed your, up. I don't. I mean, like in terms of like you can't clean it in well enough because it's roughed up. Or like something. scratched. Well, or but something. it wouldn't matter anyway. It's exactly. a mash tun. It's all pre-boiled. Right. Yeah. So if he's worried about if it's really scratched and all that, no worries, man. Yeah. The only thing I would say is, I mean, as long as it's keeping your temperature like it like it did when you first got it, and I don't see any reason it wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want your mash temperature to stay there for for the time that you're doing it. Uh, so other than that, nah, keep it. And if you're you know, if you're talking about the the copper, in this case, it's it's not really a false oh. bottom. You're, but the, the manifold. copper tube, the manifold. manifold. Yeah. Uh, as long as that's not so banged up that you're you're having flow problems, I'd say you're fine. With yeah. all, does anybody here think he should replace it? No, that's no, no reason really. to actually. Yeah. Okay. I mean, unless he's one of those guys that wants to, but just wants justification for it, then yeah, do it. Ah, right. You know, basically do whatever you want. I mean, but you don't have to do it. Yeah. Thanks for writing. Do whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's my advice column. <laughs> That's a good one, man. You can put that in the uh, Everybody Hates JP cast. Um, Everybody? I think that's all of his questions, so there we go. Well, so. Good. Uh, you guys remember Phil Brazil, our uh, forum user from Brazil. Yeah. And he says, uh, I know everybody in the U.S. Oh, he says, uh, September makes me feel thirsty because Oktoberfest is coming in. I know everybody in the U.S. probably never heard of Brazil's Oktoberfest, but I'm here to make them aware of it. I think it's the third biggest German fest in the world, with Germany's Oktoberfest being the first. And unlike the Nazis, <laughs> our parties go up until 5 a.m., People don't usually stay on their uh, tables and tents or whatever the F goes on in Germany, but instead wander around the three big and different halls that they have there. A lot more dancing and people enjoying themselves. Ah, and I won't even mention the women, he says. Oh. Yeah. How about that? Brazilian. The Brazilian, Brazilian women, yes. yes. Clean up on aisle Chad. <laughs> <laughs> he says you just have to be here to believe it. Yeah. He sent some music along, too. You guys want to hear some music? Some sure. Brazilian. Uh, kind of in that mood all of a sudden. Brazilian Look at those Brazilian fan. women. Imagine giant tanned buttocks jiggling for oh. this. Oh, he sent us a video. Nice. Oh, look at those. Wow. Oh, gee whiz. He says, around the city there are a lot of new breweries and a little tour is a good choice. Um... I'm going for the fourth year, and I and I always have a blast. I'll try to remember to take some pictures to send to the BN Army. Keep up the good shows from the soldier here in South America, Phil Brazil. Yeah, please yeah. do send some pictures. Yes, yeah, video would be great. <laughs> a little upskirt. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever yeah. you got. Wait, no, right, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, JP has a great plan for a foot camera, a shoe camera, <laughs> that he can send to you, Phil Brazil. Look, they're just disco ball shoes, okay? They have mirrors on the toes for a reason. JP has great aspirations for prison. <laughs> yeah. He said some other things, too. Oh, I like this one. It's got... That's kind of a German twist to it. Yeah. 
It's a polka song, but it's a I think one of them he sent me in English, and it just says, like, let's get trashed or something. I think it's in one. That's what they're saying in German, huh? Maybe it's not this one. Maybe, okay. I, maybe I was hearing what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I'm already at Oktoberfest. Maybe unlike the Nazis, Phil, why do you think you have an Oktoberfest in Brazil? Because they all went there after the war, dude. Come on. Okay. You had to run somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. I gotta go, now i got to go to last week's and do a couple of questions that I didn't get to. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I know. I told you. We've been getting right. a lot of feedback lately. I'm going to have to start paring it down, I think. Um, question, oh, he has a question about plastic. Since we all know plastic <laughs> buckets have some advantages, uh, mainly that they are easy to transport and they're cheap, uh, but the big drawback is that they get scratched easily and they're harder to clean, and ultimately, if you're using them, you need to replace them every 10 to 20 batches. Uh, they also have a high uh, oxygen permeability, so they're not good for aging, et cetera, et cetera. So I was wondering about the beer bottle PET plastic carboys, so that PET plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have uh, the same oxygen permeability as glass, which is essentially zero. Uh, do they suffer the same advantages or disadvantages as buckets, though? Which is to say, you know, do they scratch as easily? Are they able to be cleaned as easily as glass? Um, you know, if we want to pay attention to our sanitation, do we have to replace them as often as we do buckets? I guess this guy dropped a full glass carboy recently and lost five gallons of beer. Was not hurt, though. And replaced it with a better bottle. So, what do you guys think? Has anybody ever used the PET? You know, there, there are, there's like the conical fermenters that right. way. And what, anybody have experience using them? I've never used them, no. No, I haven't either. What about feedback? I know you guys sell them at the store there, JP. Anybody give you feedback on them? You know, I, I the only thing I've really heard is is that uh, from other shops where, where they sell them for winemakers, for like their older customers. So because, you know, lifting up a, a, a full carboy of liquid, whether it's beer or wine, it's, it's heavy. But with, the, with the, the PET plastic bottles, they're not as heavy. It's a lot lighter. So it's easier for these older, older folk to move around like, uh, like Bevo. She yeah. was going to be bronze. So. so you sell a lot more of the five gallons then, I guess, because yeah. they're for wine. Yeah. All right. Because they have a six gallon. It took too long to take my microphone off of mute to come back yeah. into it with something. Well, it's a good thing you said something <laughs> right up. there. Shut up. <laughs> you know, uh, so this I, issue... I've never used it, but that's the, only, that's the only thing I've heard about. I haven't heard anything negative. The, this is one of those issues that people just go back and forth about. I, too, actually have not read anything negative, per se, Although I have heard people say, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I'd rather just spend the money on the on the stainless steel one because it'll last forever. It's more that kind of a thing that I've heard that if you if you're going to go for it, just get the one that'll last you forever anyway. Right. But I've really not he- heard a lot of things where they say, you know, my beer is getting uh, oxidized by using these, so I think that that's good. Uh, I have heard that the plastic is really durable. So I don't. It's really one of those things that I think you could find information on both sides, man. It's tough to say. The cost is definitely right, isn't it? Like the price is right, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're, it, they're hard to break. I'm sorry, Mike. They're hard to break. Yeah, definitely. Like, they're, they're not dangerous. No. Uh, if you don't scratch it, it's just, it's better than a glass cardboard because it can't kill you, right? Right. In that in that case, this is why this is why I only buy glass carboys for shat. <laughs> <laughs> Have him move them. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, all right, so that was that. Uh, here's the guy who says, love the new site, no more pictures. That's all he said. And um, yeah, the the gallery's not up there yet, but it will be again. But if you sign up for our Facebook account, there's plenty of pictures up there. That's Facebook. our new. It's serving as our new gallery right now, um, so you can get things there. Okay, I think I had just some other questions. Uh, love the show. I want to keep this short. So my question is: uh, Mufasa said we should get rid of all of our plastic brewing parts, including airlocks. Uh, but he didn't say get rid of them. He said replace them. Uh, you, that you should replace all of you know periodically, especially if you're having any issues with sanitation, you should replace all of your plastic tubing, all that. So he didn't say not to use it. He just said to replace it. Did he say airlocks? Uh, you know, I don't know if he did or not. Um, this guy's yeah. saying he did. If you're making, and also, if you're making good beer, don't change anything. Right, yeah. right. Uh, he says, so what are my other options for glass carboys? Um, could I uh, could I make something or should I just replace them uh, every so often? Thanks for the advice. Uh, you don't really have to replace your glass carboys. But, no. Uh, I mean, unless they crack. Well, sometimes <laughs> I get, they'll get scratched at the neck where you're, you're running a... Carboy brush up and down, that kind of thing. But uh, You'd recommend replacing it yeah, then, too? Yeah, if you feel like it's getting too, you know, okay. scratched up or something. But usually they break before you uh, Yeah, tool. exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. By the way, I've never broken a glass carboy. I've, I've broken two. I just jinxed myself, though, didn't I? Yeah. What a dumb <laughs> well, shit. You know. Knock on wood. Oh, man. Okay, wood's knocked on. Hopefully that, <laughs> I hope I caught that in time. You know, this is fake wood. I got some real stuff if you want to knock There's on wood. There's wood in this oh, fake here, wood. Here we go. There's wood down there. All right, there we go. Are you sure? Because I have some... He's talking about his penis. Oh. oh thank you, people. Uh, so, all right. Um, just yeah, I don't... Just saying. I, I guess that's good advice from Tacey if it's scratched at the top there. At yeah, the sometimes that'll happen. You can put a uh, piece of hose around... Or, uh, Final hose around the uh, carboy brush to keep that from happening. Hmm. All right, last question, last bit of feedback, everybody. Uh, this guy's been listening since 06. Love the show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here are my questions for feedback. Fermentation temperature. Oh. Um, I use a chest freezer for temp control during fermentation. Where should, where should the interior temp be? So let's say Tasty tells me to ferment at 68 degrees. If I set the interior of my freezer to 68... Is that where I want it? Uh, because the internal heat of fermentation, the carboy, shouldn't I get at least, you know, should it be X degrees cooler? Is there a general rule of thumb for this? What you do is you get you, you get the, a thermal well, well. Yeah, which you can get at more beer, but you can also get anywhere. I think Northern Brewer sells them too. So if you have a if you have the Ranko specific uh, temperature controllers, the the probe will fit down into the thermal well, and you put that in a glass of water or a bottle of water. And what that'll do, it'll give you the temperature of of the liquid. Or even better yet, you can put it in this thermal well. It's a long piece of, of uh, stainless tubing. Mm-hmm. You know, close at the end, open at, at the other end. Put your thing down. You put it in this two-hole stopper. You put that in your carboy. So you're getting an actual reading of the actual beer. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, he's absolutely right. If it's 68, y- your fermentation could be 72, 74, depending on the, how violent it is, you know? Definitely. You um, should not go for the, for the, uh, the ambient temperature yeah. inside the chest freezer. Exactly. Well, especially early on in the ferment, when the, uh, the action of the ferment creates heat, mm-hmm. it'll be much higher in the beer than it will be in the, in the ambient. Exactly. I, right. I've heard Chris Graham say up to 5 degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can yeah. really get up there, yeah. depending on how crazy that fermentation is going. Right. Lid and the ferment pretty much are the same. The ambient and the, yeah. and the freezer are the same. If you don't want uh, to spend any more money, although both of the items that JP just mentioned, the the, the, the tube and the stopper, are relatively cheap, um, 
But if or and, and you don't want some just one more thing to clean. Also, uh, Jay Z just has. When I was having this, I had this question. He just has me tape the probe right to the side of the carboy. That's what I do. You can do that, too. And finds that it's extremely accurate Yeah, put a paper towel behind it and tape it on there. And tape it so that the probe is literally up against the glass of your carboy. Yeah, it's not exact, but it's way closer than just leaving it in the air. Yeah, it's good enough. uh, So just a couple of options for you. Uh, Second question. Uh, Whole versus hop. uh, Yeah, whole hop versus pellet hops. Using whole hops, even just for dry hopping, is there an adjustment for weight? So he's like, is one ounce of whole hops equal to one ounce of pellet hops? Uh, if not, is there a, a general rule of thumb when using whole hops in place of pellet hops? Uh, well, one ounce of, of whole hop is not the same as one ounce of pellet. One no. ounce of pellet is significantly more. In terms of the IBUs? Yeah. Okay, but that's included when you do your ProMesh. Hopefully you're using something like that. It, it accounts for that. It will do it for you. Right. Yeah, there is some sort of, um, I think it's like three-fourths, or there's like a quarter, of, you know, fourth difference between whole and pellet. Because there's a little more vegetable, man. There's a little more leaf yeah. involved in whole hops than there is in the pellets. But um, so I don't know the equation. I don't, I don't know go, if there is one. You I might go to that. Hop Union, their website. I think it's hopunion.com. If not, just mm-hmm. you know, Google it's hopunion.com. And they do have a lot of Q&A type stuff there, FAQ. So you might find that there. But I think the best way is what Tasty just said. ProMesh does it for you. Right. Yeah. So if you're using one of those programs, you'll you know you'll enter whether you're using Pellet. Yeah, I mean, for like whatever it is, 25 26 bucks, I wouldn't make a batch of beer unless I had that uh, available to me. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, that's it for feedback today, brought to you by uh, Seven Bridges Cooperative Organic Beer. You can go to breworganic.com, and they're good people over there. be telling you a little bit about them later on. And uh, just one last question that came through from the chat while we were doing all this. Uh, Brew Tattoo wants to know, what happened to the voicemail line? Uh, and basically, it's just that I haven't cleared it in a long, long time. Uh, so it's probably full, I'm guessing. Maybe when you guys call, you're getting voicemail full or something like that. And I just, I got to go in and clear it all, and, and, and I just haven't done it. Maybe because we haven't had... It's true. I tried to... Du- I, sorry, I tried to drunk dial it. Oh, you did? On Friday. Oh, oh. so sad. That, but you can leave those on my cell, and I'll... Uh, yeah, Bevo needs their own line. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you the Bevo drunk dial line. destroyed. Yeah. You do drunk dial an awful lot, <laughs> by the way. I drunk text, too, which is horrible. Yeah. I can't spell for shit when I'm sober. Yeah, and then you get all texty. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll work on clearing the voicemail line this week, and and then we'll start we'll start fresh with that. Sorry if you have some great ones in there, but well, m- maybe he was saying because we haven't played them in a while. Yeah, that too, and but that's the same reason we haven't oh, played okay. them in a while is that I haven't gone in there to take them out and clear them or do anything with them. Just been too busy. Come on, Chad. Um, so uh, there you go. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna be talking to Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, Scott Vaccaro, the owner and brewmaster, will be on the line with us. So get your questions ready. Hit the chat now button or eight 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 four zero one beer. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic Ingredients. This October, the Organic Ingredient Expert Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, hosts the second annual Organic Homebrew Challenge. All ingredients must be organic. Entries will be accepted September 1st through October 10th. Judging October 19th will be followed by an organic Oktoberfest for all participants, customers, and guests at Gordon Biersch Brewery and Restaurant in downtown San Jose, including a specially brewed Gordon Biersch Organic 
beer. For more information, contest rules, and guidelines, visit breworganic.com slash competition. And if you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients. From 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you'll need, Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com and enter the 2008 Organic Homebrew Challenge.
Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. I threw you off, didn't I, Jiffer? No, I, I felt that was better. I felt that was better. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. It's the session uh, broadcasting live from Pacheco once again. Back in the studio this week and happy to be here. we got Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, uh, I hope, on the line with us. Let's find out. Scott, are you with us? I am with you. Oh, Thank you very much. All right. Welcome yes. to the program, Scott. I love when it all comes together like that. that was Thank you. What's going on, guys? That was flawless. Uh, we're just having a couple beers and uh, looking forward to talking to you. You can go to CaptainLawrenceBrewingCompany.com, uh, CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com, everybody, and learn about the beers. And uh, if you've got questions, the line is open, 888-41-BEER, or join Bevo in the chat to ask your questions. Well, it's nice to meet you, Scott, and I'm glad you could do the show with us. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be on. Thanks very much for uh, giving me a call, letting me come on. Well, we've heard good things about you, even though you've only been around for a short time, and that's some of the things we're going to talk about. Let me tell you who you got in the studio today, just to, so you know the, the many voices. You've got uh, JP here. Uh, he's the one who sounds like a douche all the time, so you'll know him. And then you've, got, you've got Tasty with us, Tasty McDole, uh, home brewer extraordinaire. He'll be asking you some questions today. And then you already know Chad, um, but well, we know him as Shat. So, uh, Shat, the producer's in here today, too. And then there's me, Justin. So, we're going to be talking to you for the next couple hours and uh, finding out everything we need to know. Bevo doesn't count because she's just chat girl. Yeah, I don't really talk. <laughs> yeah. That's why we love I'll you. I'll still answer the question. So, the first thing you have to clarify, I think, for us, uh, we, we had some upset listeners because we said you were from upstate New York. <laughs> but I guess, I guess our geography was off or something. Well, you know, I guess when you're in New York, um, everything north of uh, of Long Island is upstate. <laughs> people that live on Long Island, so, right? Right. You know, it, it depends on exactly where you are. I mean, we're literally, you know, 30 miles, I think, from Manhattan. I could be in the Yankee Stadium parking lot and about 25 minutes from uh, from the brewery. So we're not really upstate, but uh, you know, when I say people are upstate that are only an hour away from us, they get upset as well because there's another eight hours you can drive up. Yeah, it is a pretty giant state. And people, you know, we I can relate a little bit because people will complain here when we call ourselves in the Bay Area, Northern California, because you can go so much farther north still. Like people sure. in Fort Bragg, there, you know, or Mendocino, there, Northern, Northern California, yeah. right? Um, you were close. You went to Davis, didn't you, Scott? I did. Yeah, I spent uh, I spent two years in the Bay Area. I guess you could say the Bay Area, uh, Mountain View. Okay. And then I was up in uh, up in Davis yeah. for the final two years of school, going yeah, at UC Davis, and then went a little farther north up to Chico. Yeah, Chico is yeah. like the border of of being acceptable to call it Northern California, but we all call this yeah. Northern California. What's can, the difference? Can we say Mountain View would be in the South Bay? Can we say that? Yes, we would say that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think like Santa Cruz. People say that's Northern California. I think it's middle almost. Like, what is the cutoff? you got to know these things. Yeah, I think it's stupid. I like Scott's definition where everything north of Long Island is, that's upstate. That's fine. Yeah, you know, good old strong island. You get them really upset. I mean, everything is upstate from them. Yeah, right. I prefer that. (laughs) All right, so I have a couple questions to get us started here. Um, We've already gotten into it just just briefly, but you you went to Davis out here. Where, Where were you from originally? I grew up uh, about a half an hour from where I'm sitting right now in uh, South Salem, New York, on uh, on Captain Lawrence Drive. That's where the uh, 
the name of the brewery actually comes from. Uh-huh. Well, there was this question number two. Yeah, we got that covered. <laughs> two, three, and four. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, the brewery's name, it's named after the street where I brewed my first batch of beer. So, okay. You know, it's kind of, a, it was a homebrew name for my brews, and I figured why not just keep it. Yeah, I'm so glad that that's the story, because I was afraid you were going to tell us some creepy story about, like, an <laughs> uncle who was a pirate, or I don't know what it was uh, old be. Or relative or something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, when I was younger, I just I used to make up uh, labels on the old computer, you know, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, and uh, yeah. slap them on Corona bottles and fill them with homebrew. Nice. Yeah, we do the same thing around here. We're that geeky. We <laughs> like the, the homebrew label thing. Uh, how long were you a homebrewer for? Uh, well, I started homebrewing at 17, so I started pretty early. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I That's guess pretty technically I homebrewed up until the time I took my first job as a brewer professionally, and that was uh, when I was, let's see, 22 years old. So Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad at all. Homebrewed home for about five years. So is is it, I mean, this is maybe a dumb question, uh, but, you know, it's the homebrewing that, that made you decide to be a professional, or, or was it some part of your education that made you decide to be a professional? What happened that made you, you know, take the leap? Well, I I mean, I, I guess when I first began homebrewing, I was, I was just fascinated that, you know, you could make beer at home. I mean, at 17, you know, it was kind of mind-boggling to think that, you know, the stuff I've been stealing from, uh, you know, random parents' houses, I could, uh, I could yeah. make on my stove and... Right. I figured um, this seems like a great profession. I mean, truth be told, I actually took a little detour from uh, the time I brewed my first batch of homebrew to the time I got to Davis. Um, I was a accounting major for a year of my life at Villanova. Yikes. And uh, it's while I was there that I, I discovered, I think I was reading brewing techniques at the time, while I was probably supposed to be in accounting class, yeah. and I came across UC Davis fermentation science program, and I said, you know what, this seems like a lot more, this makes a lot more sense to me, this is what I want to do with my life, you know, I was still only 18 at the time, and um, somehow, I'm not sure how, but I convinced my parents to uh, send me across the country to study a beverage I wasn't legally allowed to drink at the time. Right. So, you know, I give them a little credit. i got to thank them for that one. Yeah, they're pretty supportive, I've learned so far. They were allowing you to brew at 17, or, or were you sneaking those brews? No, I, I, I was actually, I mean, the way it really began is I went over to my friend's house one random afternoon, my junior year in high school, and uh, saw his father brewing beer on the stove, and I asked him, you know, will you show me how to make beer at home? And he said, uh, yeah, go ask your parents, and uh, if they say yes, I'll show you how to make it. So, you know, I... I claim to this day that they probably just weren't paying attention when I asked them. <laughs> um, they, they, they said yes, and uh, I came home, you know, about a, about five, six weeks later with my first batch of beer, and uh, it, it was the first time my mother had had any alcohol since she was pregnant with me 17 years earlier, and she was, you know, literally passed out at the kitchen table after taking mm, a few sips. Stuff's good. That's great. <laughs> yeah, she enjoyed it, so, you know, that was uh, that was the beginning. You know, that should be like your company motto. It should be like Captain Lawrence Brewing. Get I got mo- my mom hammered. Yeah. Or get your mom drunk. <laughs> get your mom drunk. Yeah. yeah, you gotta name a beer after your mom. I, I, that's gotta be inspirational to see yeah. that. Mom, wake yeah, up! No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really do. I, I owe her for quite a bit. Yeah, you yeah. She's been very instrumental. She was actually, uh, we, we had a nice 800, 800 gallon oak tank from uh, California. And nobody could fit inside of it but her. So, and uh, she oh. actually climbed inside it and scrubbed it out. So, <laughs> that's cool. Wow. Wow. Your mom's hardcore, man. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Your mom I, I rules. I tried to get myself stuck inside of it, so she said, all right, I'll do it. Oh, wow. That's support right there. <laughs> or she's bored, I think, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, we haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, we'll absolutely. find out. Oh, size yeah. matters. All right, so uh, you're, you're home brewing at 17. Your parents are allowing you to do it. And at 18, you go, uh, you know, guys, I'm going to switch my major. How did that go down with your parents at that point? 
It didn't go down very well at first because uh, my father was, uh, he graduated from Villanova as an accountant, so I was sort of following him. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But, you know, I convinced them that uh, brewing was what I wanted to do, and, you know, they didn't just agree right off the bat. I actually did go spend some time at uh, a few breweries in the New York area, um, you know, to kind of prove to them this is what I wanted to do and just to make sure myself, you know. Yeah. I really didn't have any com- commercial experience at that point, so I went and spent some time at the uh, Chelsea Piers Brewing Company in New York City. Okay. And, um, you know, spent the day with the brewer, and I was like, you know, this is, uh, this is fun. This is what I want to do. And, uh, you know, it took a little convincing, but they, they finally, they gave in. You and, just tell uh, them, hey. California, I went. <laughs> Dad, you can be my accountant one day. Let me do this, and I'll let you do my, my books when I own a brewery. Exactly. <laughs> and so, it works out well. Tell me uh, why you chose Davis, because there are some other you know programs available to you, and some even closer. Well, I mean, at the time, I was still only 18 years old, so I figured, you know, I wanna, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to get a four-year degree. And so, I mean, I ended up getting my Bachelor's of Science in Fermentation Science. So, you know, rather than take a six-month course or a one-year course, or I mean, at the time, it was really all I could see. It was really the only one that offered a four-year college degree oh, in, yeah. in brewing-related sciences. Okay. Um, I think Oregon State University was the other one um, at the time. I actually went and looked at the program up there, but, I, you know, I figured I'd rather stay. I'd rather be in California. Um, I ski a lot, so, you know, I like being close to Tahoe. There you go. Less hairy armpits in Davis, too. Not none, but yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> it does smell like cow crap a lot, though. Yeah, but that's yeah. Right. Cow, crap, cow crap. Cow crap or patchouli, you know, which which is worse? <laughs> and you mix them together, it's a farmhouse ale. Yeah, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, you, you know all the hippies they go smell to like Berkeley. This? Yeah, smell exactly. It. It's that prevailing smell when you walk down Telegraph yeah. Avenue. That's what that is. If you see corduroy, sniff real hard. You'll smell patchouli. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now you so you go to your four year program, you get your uh, your degree, but. Uh, we've talked about this program before, so I know that one of the cool things is they, they can set you up with some really cool internships. So that's what I'm curious about with you. What kind of cool things did you get to do while in the program as an intern? Well, I actually um, I, I got I, I got course credit. I, I'm not sure how I convinced my professor for this one, but uh, I went and worked for a summer at Adnams over in England and um, spent the summer there basically you know, learning how to make real ale, cask-conditioned beer. Oh, that's All great. the way from uh, cleaning, you know, cleaning the casks, you know, knocking the shive and the keystone out and throwing it on the line all the way down to packaging. Uh, I even got to, you know, ride around on the horse-drawn carriage in town and uh, deliver casks. So it was, wow. it was, a, it was a trip. Um, yeah, I mean, Adnams is in, uh, it's in Southwold, which is, I think it's the easternmost tip of England. They're close to it. You're right on the water. I woke up, you know, the brew house overlooks the North Sea and, uh, it was a trip. I really got to uh, enjoy myself. I spent a lot of nights at the pub drinking uh, ale. Of course you did. <laughs> That's but, yeah, that was a so bonus. I mean, that was one of them. The other one it was basically I just came back to the East Coast and I worked at a uh, now defunct brew pub called Bank Street Brewing. So the oh. one in England was a lot more fun. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what a good deal that would be. Not only to get to go intern as a brewer anywhere. I mean, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, right. But doing it in England and and learning about real ale. So I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's also probably part of your education that not a lot of people who were going to UC Davis got as well. Uh, I'm guessing it's kind of a yeah. I mean, I, I guess that you know they really don't teach you much about real ale at UC Davis um, unless you really want to focus on it and. You know, Charlie Bamforth, my professor, he's obviously, he was an Englishman, and uh, he had the contacts over there. And, you know, the cool part about it was I got there, and the head brewer, uh, Dr. Powell Evans, he basically said to me, he's like, listen, we're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to help us out. He's like, what do you want to see while you're here? You know, we're here to help you. And I, wow. you know, I, I want to see, see everything. And he said, all right. 
we'll, you know, we'll go from one step to the next, all the way down to deliveries, and then at the end of it all, they took me to the Great British Beer Festival, and uh, I actually got to sit in on one of the judging, um, and it was, you know, it was it was pretty fun. Ah, dude, that's rad. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah, they they treated me right. I mean, uh, it, it was cool. So, do you do anything that you you know directly call or consider real ale at your brewery now? Is that something you've kept with you? Well, we do do some cast condition stuff. I mean, the, the thing that I learned when I was there was was just the simplicity behind it. I mean, it was just so from from the brewing process, you know, the hot side all the way through packaging was just extremely simple. I mean, it it blew me away. Okay. Um, open fermentation, you know. Uh, Yeast being harvested off the top of the open fermenters with these really cool, uh, you know, suction cones, I guess you could call them, all the way down to, you know, I mean, no filtration, uh, right to the packaging line, you know, plop in a plug of fuggles and knock it up, no priming, no, no, I mean, it was, it was crazy how simple it was. And then you get to the pub and you drink it, and it was extremely complex. Um, okay. So, I mean, you know, we're doing everything in, in uh, uni tanks, so we're not doing anything open fermentation. Um, we're filtering most of our beer, so I, I don't consider anything we're doing, you know, that level of real ale, but you know, we are doing some cast condition beers for for the New York metro market. We don't send them very far. Okay. All right. What about after you graduated? Did you go to work for some other breweries also? Yeah, I actually I actually left UC Davis uh, one class short of graduating. I uh, oh, before I actually slacker. got my degree. I before I, I did finish. I got the degree, but I actually I got offered a job at Sierra Nevada Brewing Company as a brewer. Um, and I figured, you know, why why not just take the job and I could finish up my uh, take my one calculus class later on in life. Okay. So uh, I, I did leave, and uh, I, yeah, I just moved a little farther north in California, up to Chico, up to the uh, up to the sticks. Wasn't <laughs> a lot, you know, it's not a lot going on up in Chico other than Sierra Nevada and Chico State University. Yeah. Which and is, high teen pregnancy. It's <laughs> kind of a lot going on. That's great beer and what, totally hot chicks. Two hours door to door from my, you know, from the brewery to the base of Squaw Valley. So I got my fair share of skiing, and it was nice. Oh, that's not bad at all. He also worked at a homebrew shop too, right? In Los Altos. Yeah, that was actually when I was in uh, when I was taking you know the first two years of class. Um, you, you can't get into a UC as a New York resident. I mean, wow. you know, you need a sixteen zero on your uh, on your SATs and a you know four GPA, which I wasn't even close to. So. I went to a junior college my first two years at De Anza down in uh, the Bay Area. Yeah. Sure. Uh, just take, you know, taking the first two years of classes, and I worked at Fermentation Frenzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is that the one that's now a Morbier? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, it is. So was that when Donna Lynn was there or with, with Phil Montalbano? Uh, Phil, Phil Montalbano. He gave me my first job. You know? <laughs> Way to go, Phil. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that guy, We uh, uh, he sold the shop to uh, Beer Beer Morbier, and so I work with that guy yeah. all the time. Very nice. He's a good yeah, dude. he was a great guy. I mean, he yeah. basically—I I was working when I first moved out there. I was working at a, it was called Zero Gravity Brewing, and it was a brew on premise. Um, and they—they they hired me on. I mean, I—you know—I I had a lot of facial hair as a young child, you know, as a teen, and they hired me on. I, they figured I was twenty-one, and when they found out I was only eighteen, they were like, "Oh, <laughs> probably should be tasting with the, with the customers." And uh, you know, I was like, "Ah, it's fine." But uh, they went out of business pretty quick, and then Phil hired me right on, and it was—he uh, was great to me. That's cool. How about working for Sierra? That's pretty impressive first gig, yeah, really. and I th- I'm guessing that some things go on in that brew house we don't even know about. They brew so many beers that they don't uh, package and sell. Uh, tell me about your Sierra experience. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty you know it's pretty amazing experience. It's a it's anyone who hasn't been there, I highly recommend it. I mean, as a brewer, it is probably the most beautiful brewery I've ever seen, and I've you know I visited quite a few. A few. I mean, no, they they spare no expense. 
attention to detail everywhere, you know, copper, brass, marble, mahogany. I mean, it is an absolute cathedral to brewing. Wow. And, uh, you know, Ken Grossman, is uh, he, he's done the right thing, you know, along the way. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a great experience, you know. It was, uh, I, I kind of uh, consider it my grad school, you know. It's kind of, you get to see how things should be done. And you get to see, you know, when you have the right lab equipment, you know, how things are going to be analyzed. And, you know, when you do, you know, when you change malt or you change, you know, change something a little bit here or there, you can see how it's analyzed in the lab and what it actually comes down to in the final product. And it was a, it was a really cool experience. Um, okay. I had a lot of fun. You know, after I left, they put in that 10, they have, you know, a 10-barrel brew house now, experimental. And that's what, I think that's yeah. where they're cranking out a lot of these uh, crazy new brews because they, they make their way to New York, and I, I get a chance to try them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, when I was there. It was the 200 barrel brew house and the 100 barrel brew house. So it was, you know, some big batches. Yeah, how many brewers were there? Oh, gee, I think there were seven of us. Okay, it, it was 24 hours a day. I yeah. mean, that's kind of uh, it. Did burn me out after two years. You know, I mean, not only did I want to do you know my own stuff and kind of you know be a little more creative in things, but um, the hours. You know, I mean, you know, four in the morning till 12 in the afternoon, or 12 in the afternoon to eight at night, eight at night to four in the morning. It kind of gets it burns you out. Yeah, definitely. Unless you're just like drinking the whole time, and then Steve, yeah. Steve comes in, he's like, "Hey, I'm drinking too," and then it gets ugly. <laughs> it gets you're naked. No, it was a, it was a great experience. I, I I love those guys. See, I remember Shat when I f- first started drinking craft beer, and it was Sierra Nevada, and I'd go back east. I go back to Connecticut to visit the family. Sierra was the only craft beer I could find. It was out there, yeah. And I don't even just mean, you know, it certainly was the only West Coast craft beer. But I would find Sierra in places, and I wasn't finding Magic Hat, and I wasn't, even some of the other East Coast breweries that were around could still find Sierra. Of oh, course, yeah. it was only pale ale. I wasn't finding, like, Porter right. oh, no. and any of these. pale ale, yeah. But still, I could always get a Sierra uh, craft beer out there. Pretty much anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I would do. When I go back East, I would just, I'd always just go right for the Sierra. Because it was either that or, you know, Coors Light at that time, basically. It was bad news. Yeah, absolutely. That's a hard I mean, choice. I remember when I was at Villanova, you know, my one of my first real kind of, you know, epiphanies, kind of, you know, this is this is amazing beer was, uh, you know, getting my fake ID and going down and buying a case <laughs> of uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale for like 42 bucks. Oh, know, yeah. Buying, you know, 30 packs of Bud Light for like 11 bucks. <laughs> like, Wait, are you crazy? I'm like, ah, oh, you got to Premium beer. Stuff. Right. Uh, uh, you know, most of them tried it and spit it out. But, I mean, it was, you know, to me, I was like, wow, this is beer. Nirvana. Oh, definitely. Well, plus, uh, you know, you had to have four... Coors Lights for one celebration, if you think about exactly. it. That's what I tried to explain to them, but nobody was really having it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think maybe you didn't get into it because they didn't have the, the Blue Mountains on the bottle, so you didn't know if it was cold or not. <laughs> yeah. That's, that I think, been, that's what I think your problem was. That's what I probably said. But, but, <laughs> but how do you know if it's cold, man? Yeah, I don't want to touch it if it's warm. Yeah, and by the way, doesn't it pour slower? It doesn't have a wide mouth can. It should be like, I don't know, vented or something. Yeah, the new vent. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're going to vent that, that uh, Sierra Nevada celebration. <laughs> they should. <laughs> yeah, it's usually drank way undervented. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dear Ken, I like Sierra Nevada celebration, but it's way undervented. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. George, 13. All right, so you're at Sierra for a while. Yeah, let's fast forward a little bit. You know, at what point do you decide, okay, I can go back home and open a brewery? I mean, how do you do that? Where does the capital come from? It's kind of a ballsy move. Well, I, mean, I left Sierra Nevada, not not so much to come home and open a brewery, just because, you know, I miss, I've been out in California for six years. I left at 18, and, you know, I was just missing uh, family and friends, really, more than anything. Um, 
I just figured it was time for a change. I came back with the intention. I mean, when I left, I went pretty much straight to Europe, and I spent uh, six weeks uh, going. You know, I did Germany, Czech Republic, Belgium. We went to basically as many breweries as I could along the way, and um, drank a lot of beer. Nice. And then when I got back, I went looking for a job, and uh, I got lucky. I found a job at a brew pub in Danbury, Connecticut, which was literally 15 minutes from my parents' house where I was crashing at the time <laughs> and um, you know got hired on right away because their brewer just left okay. um, now I worked there for six months and it was actually the last six months they were in business they went out of business and it was at that point in time where I said to myself you know this is uh, I, if I'm going to make you know if I'm going to if I'm going to make a serious living at this this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life and I want to stay in the, you know, the New York metro area there's only so many breweries you could work at and you know I, I went and called them all up I applied at all of them and Nobody had anything, and it was at that point that I kind of uh, convinced, you know, some family and friends. I wrote a business plan. It took about six months to write it up, about 90 pages, and uh, put everything on paper, all the numbers, and, you know, at the end of the day, convinced some family and friends, and then, you know, obviously the banks yeah. to lend the money, and uh, here we are three years later, or oh, almost wow. three years later. Did you ever think that the other breweries didn't hire you because every place you were working was going out of business? <laughs> that we, I, <laughs> I guess in my in my defense, Sierra Nevada is still in business. Yeah, you're right. So they're, they're, they're the one exception. <laughs> but then again, I was only on delivery. So. Yeah, I did get a little nervous at first. You know, that's not yeah. a good thing. My friends gave me a lot of shit for that. So really, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I'm sorry to bring but, back those memories. Um, yeah, no, it was you know it was kind of I, it's, it's a dream I always had. You know, but it, it took it took you know losing a job and kind of you know being yeah. like all right, well, I know I want to stay in the New York Metro. This is where I grew up and. This is the largest market in the country. Right. So, you know, if I can do, you know, if I can make some good beer here, people, hopefully they'll drink it and I can, you know, make a living. And it seems like you are making good beer. I've already got questions that have come in about a couple of your things. We'll get to that in the next segment. We'll start talking about your beer. Um, kind of to wrap this up, though, I still want to talk about opening the place. Did you start fresh? Did you get a new brew house? Did you buy used equipment? I mean, how did you, f- you, know, you kind of talk about how you got the capital for it, but, um, you know, how did you save money? How did you get it started well yeah um we and you know i did get the capital for it and let's just say when i wrote my business plan i was way low on the number i thought it was going to take to open up okay um so i mean we i I had always wanted to buy as much used stuff as possible and that's exactly what we did the uh, the brew house we got a 20 barrel brew house um from a brewery down in north carolina the old hickory brewing company which is still in business they had bought an entire brewery, um, fermenters and all, just for the fermenters. And they had actually had this brew house sitting in storage for two and a half years. They weren't even trying to sell it. And hmm. I got a lead on it. I called them up. I flew down the next day and uh, and told them I would take it. So my brew house came from North Carolina. Okay. Um, my hot liquor tank and cold liquor tank came from Dogfish Head. They were great to me. They sold me a bunch of stuff from their, their boneyard. Nice. Um, we got a bright beer tank from Flying Fish in Cherry Hill, a bright beer tank from Abita down in New Orleans. I mean, I got, I got stuff from all over the place. Kegs from, you know, God knows how many different breweries that were selling kegs. Mm-hmm. So as much used stuff as we could buy, we bought. Um, and it was, you know, a matter of just calling up the brokers. There's a few different brokers. And probrewer.com was a great resource. You know, okay. I was on that every day. Sure. Just check. That's like the Craigslist of pro brewers there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as soon as something came up, I'd call them up. And if the price was right, we'd just say, all right, we'll take it. Okay. You know, the biggest pain in the ass about all that, though, is you, you need a place to put it all. So we had to start paying rent on a building before I could actually start pulling the trigger on things. Because nobody's going to store the stuff for you. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, it's tricky. You have to kind of get things lined up, and then you have to kind of, you know, start paying rent and then start bringing it all in. So it got a little nerve-wracking. That's why they call it a business plan. 
Yeah. It's just a plan. Just insane plan. about the extra rent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you have it all on paper. You know, you're, yeah. not, you're not doing, you're not spending any money yet. And then all of a sudden you sign a lease and you're like, oh shit, now i got to start buying equipment. Yeah. And then you start buying everything and it starts coming in. And you're like, all right, now i got to set it up. And I mean, just, you know, it was, it was a nerve-wracking four months. And, and how old you were you when you started doing this? You sounded kind of uh, young, right? Let's see, I'm 30 now, so that would have been about three years ago. 20, I was like 28, okay. 20, 27 and a half. <laughs> I couldn't even make a sandwich by myself at 28. <laughs> and, and 20 barrels, just to jump into that, I mean, was it just because that was available? Or were you thinking on a smaller scale, like a 10-barrel system? No, no. I, I, you know, just in talking with other brewers and, and seeing what other what models would work for other breweries. I mean, if you're going to be a production brewery, and that's who we are, we're not a pub, you know, and you're going to make a living at it, you're going to make a decent amount of beer, you, you need 20 barrels or bigger. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be brewing too much. I mean, you, you, you know, it takes us... 17 hours to do a triple, you know, 60 barrels. If you, wow. do a, you know, if you have a 15-barrel system, you got to brew four times. I mean, and that's just, you know, it takes forever. So Yeah. Well, Scott, you must, have had, a, you must have had an idea of what good beer was. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been so right, confident right. as to brew 20 barrels of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, so just to jump in. Yeah. You, were, you thought your palate was pretty well developed at that, at that point? Well, I... <laughs> I uh, I mean I knew what I liked to drink, Personally, I, you know, yeah. and I and I knew <laughs> I knew what I liked, and I knew what a lot of the beers that I liked were pretty popular, and I figured I'm just going to make beer that I like, and hopefully <laughs> people will like it as well. Yeah, it turns so, out I mean, that you know you got to jump in with both feet. You can't you know you yeah. can't buy a tiny little system and hope it's going to you know <laughs> and then upgrade five years later, yeah. two years. Later. You got to sometimes you just got to leap in, leap of faith. Well, yeah, twenty barrels is a leap. I figure, yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. funny, too. I mean, the building we moved into, when I moved into it, it looked like an airplane hangar. Now, <laughs> really? you know, I'm knocking into things every time I turn around. So, <laughs> Fills you know, up quick. You, you kind of, when you first start out, when you first start up, it's scary. You know, now, on hindsight, I wish I bought a 40-barrel brew house. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but still, you know, like you said, as you're planning it and, and it's coming together, probably scary enough as it is, going for 40 barrels would have been even worse. No, uh, I would yeah, it would have been... I would have lost all my hair. I, mean, I would have freaked out. <laughs> and also, uh, as I mean, I'm looking at your kind of success story, and like I said, we'll get into this with some of the beers and stuff in the next segment, but I see, you know, as I'm reading, it looks like a pretty much an instant success. Were there any moments where you thought, oh, shit, what did I get into? Did it get, did it get hairy? Were, were you in trouble at any point? Well, um, I mean, I, I'll be honest, in the beginning, there were a lot of nights when I'm like, you know, what the hell did I just brew or, you know, this batch doesn't taste like I want it to taste and, yeah. you know, freaking out. I mean, just, you know, being hypercritical about the beers you're making. But, sure. you know, I'm pretty fortunate and like where we are geographically, um, you know, there was no brewery really in this geographic region and it's a region that's full of a lot of people and, um, you know, again, it's you know one of the largest markets in the country. So we, we were very fortunate from day one. I mean, we opened up our tasting room on, uh, January was it February fifth? I think two thousand six. It was the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Okay. And uh, the lo- the local newspaper actually wrote an article about us, and we had about three hundred and fifty people in our tasting room that Saturday. And I was like, Oh my god, wow. great! This is insane. So I mean, <laughs> from day one, it was it was pretty crazy. Okay. Um, Good for you, man. That'll it, take the pressure off. A bunch of people show yeah. up on day one. You slept like a baby. Yeah, that night. yeah. Day one, uh, day one was a pretty big success. <laughs> That's but, cool. You know, I mean. Our business, you know, the, the business model we have is, you know, we're a packaging brewery and we don't bottle for the most part. We do a lot of specialties in bottle, but we're a draft brewery and that's where it really gets tough, um, you know, because you're, even though the beers aren't competing, so to speak, with, with the Anheuser Bushes and Coors of the world, you're still competing for tap handles. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty cutthroat business. 
So do you start the company doing all of that yourself also, or do you hire salespeople and distributors and all of that? We, uh, well, we, we started out um, self-distributing in Westchester County alone. So within one county, we had one delivery truck. Um, it was myself doing all the brewing, packaging, pretty much everything, and uh, my cousin Joe Ranello, who is a great salesman, and he actually sold me on the idea of giving him the job as the salesman over a beer. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I'm not even kidding. Before we were even open, he took me. He's like, Scott, I want you know, I want to take you out to uh, to lunch, and brought me to the Lazy Boy Saloon, which is, you know, it's like a 40 tap bar, not too far from the brewery where the brewery is now. And you know, when I left that lunch, I was like, "Holy shit! Did I just offer him a job as a salesman? We're not even open yet." <laughs> yeah, nice. And uh, <laughs> you know, he he was he's been phenomenal. Um, before we even had any beer, he had pretty much hit you know about 300 bars in Westchester <laughs> County, bars and restaurants, had a profile on every single one of them, what tap beers they had on tap, and whether or not they were interested in our product. So by the time we actually had that first keg of pale ale roll off the line, we knew exactly where we needed to go with it, who was going to take it. You know, so it was, he, so babe, but it was the two of us for quite a long time. Sounds like he got the better end of the deal there. <laughs> you know, I was, I'm stuck in the brewery sweating and yeah. the beer. No, but that, that's what I love to do. And he's yeah. out there. I got to be honest with you, I'm not a very good salesman. You know, that's that's why I keep telling him, like, you know, we couldn't do it without you because yeah. I take no pretty easily. He's uh, he won't take no for an answer, and that's the reason <laughs> we've we've really gotten such good success. Neither that's, will neither will Chad. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, okay. Chad and I were out there. Uh, so, how do you guys feel about sponsoring? Hey. Not, not interested. Okay, well, it was really nice talking to you. Get out. <laughs> we'll see you later. You do. You have yeah. to have somebody who's just out there like a pit bull. No, absolutely. I mean, I would. I'd go into a place, and, you know, and I'd feel bad. You know, I mean, this is, this is my product. This is my love. This is, you know, my labor of love, my beer. And, you know, if you don't like it, well, that's fine. I'm not going to force you to drink it. You know, I'm not going to force you to put it on tap. I'd go, all right, no problem. See you later. <laughs> and, you know, him, on the other hand, he's like, well, this is my job is to sell this beer. And, you know, they say no. And he'd be like, well, why no? You know, this is a local product. You should be having it on tap. Right. He wouldn't leave till they say yes. And, you know, thank that's, God. That's great. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. It really sounds like a nice success story, and we're, i got to take a break, but we're going to talk about the beer side of that success story when we come back. Sure. Uh, we are Sounds speaking good. to Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. It's Scott Vaccaro. He's the owner and the brewmaster. These guys won a gold at GABF last year, yeah. which was your second year in business. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. They also were ranked number five in Beer Advocate's top uh, 50 American breweries. Uh, Again, last year, their second year in business. I gotta say, that's pretty impressive. That's super impressive. I mean, because that's a that's a list that's user, I should say, drinker generated, right? And so, yeah. th- not only do you have to make great beer, but enough people have to be exposed to that beer to put in the votes to get you on the exactly. top. Exactly. You see, what I'm so yeah. it's just this whole like windstorm of great. Uh, uh, that's a really nice accolade to have as a, as your second year of business. So we're going to talk about that with Scott when we come back. Uh, hang in there with us. Of course, you can get your questions. Uh, to us in the chat room. Bevo's in there waiting for you. 888-401-BEER. That's the phone number if you want to call and ask yourself. And go to CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com and look up the beers that we're going to be talking about when we come back. It's the session. Hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Ooh, baby, 
White Labs is a leader in pure yeast and fermentation services, serving the beer, wine, and distilling industries from worldwide producers for more than a decade. White Labs has three all-new vials for you to pitch this year, home brewers, so fire up your kettles, fill up your fermenters, and get ready for Cry Havoc, the signature yeast strain from Charlie Papazian. This yeast can ferment both ales and lagers and is great for bottle conditioning, too. Second, a cream ale blend of ale and lager yeast strains. This blend creates a clean, crisp, light American lager-style ale. Last, a Belgian-style Cezanne ale yeast blend. This blend melds Belgian-style ale yeast and Cezanne strains to create complex, fruity aromas and flavors. Get complete fermentation quickly with this blend's spicy, earthy, and clove-like flavors. White Labs, your brewing partner for great yeast. These new strains are available now for home brewers, breweries, and homebrew shops everywhere. White Labs, it's all in the vial. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We are talking to Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. You can go to CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com and find all the info you need to ask questions or just uh, find out where you can get their beer and what kind of beers they're doing. 888-401-BEER, that's our number, or just uh, join the chat room where questions are already coming through for you, Scott. i got people sending questions already. Sounds good. Um, so we got a lot of beer to talk about with you because you, you got a couple of really interesting things going on, and, and that's what people wanted us to ask you about. Um, so if it's all right with you, I kind of want to jump right into um, your your barrel age program. Um, sure. By the way, and like I said, it's CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com. If you look over there, uh, it's you have a really nice uh, website, by the way, Scott. Somebody did a good job on that. Yeah, they really did. It was actually one of our customers that used to come into the tasting room all the time, and uh, he said, you know what, Scott, you're making good beer, but your website sucks. And, uh, <laughs> I've heard that. Like fix that. And I said, all right, well, let's, let's do it. Yeah, no, they did a good job, and it's really informative. You can find, uh, and, and by the way, uh, every, I think, uh, brewery website should have this full descriptions of every beer uh, and what you guys are doing with it. In this case, you not only put a nice description, but uh, you give a sensory profile description and a food pairing recommendation, all sorts of good things like that. So. Yeah, the malt and hops. Yeah, the whole malt and hop bill is there, which is very nice. If you go to the beers page and you click on seasonal brews... <laughs> You'll see that there's a good amount of seasonal brews, and it looks like it, uh, at least five of them are uh, barrel-aged. So you have a pretty big barrel-age program. Yeah, I, I've, always, uh, I've always had an infatuation with uh, oak barrels for whatever the reason. I'm not sure why. Um, and uh, we've kind of, you know, once I got the chance and was, was able to, you know, jump on in, um, I've just been having a lot of fun with it. Okay. Uh, Tasty and Chet, how come all of a sudden it smells like fresh hops in here? Did you guys go? Did you go dry? Uh, well, we were checking some hops out. Yes. Good lord. Uh, harvest season. <laughs> harvest season <laughs> out in the back. That is. Yeah. I see. We're reaping I, the crops. I'm just checking. I yes. just smell a bunch of fresh hops waft into the room. Quality control. Was there a certain beer, Scott, that got you into uh, you know <laughs> barrel aged beers? Was there some beer that you went, wow, uh, yeah, I got to try that? Well, when I was, uh, you know, when I was home brewing a lot, you know, when I was a lot younger, I was, uh, you know, a big uh, reader of Michael Jackson's books, and uh, I was always reading about these beers that I could never try, okay. that I could never get my hands on, and, uh, you know, reading about these Lambics, the Cantillons, and the Bone, and, 
you know, uh, Leafman's Gutenbahn, and then I was reading about the Dole Brewers, and I mean, I was just reading about all these crazy beers, um, Rodenbach, and, you know, I, I was just amazed at, you know, the, the, the Lambic's aging in the barrels for all these years, and the Rodenbach, you know, these huge tons, and I kind of, uh, you know, the more I read about them, the more I would seek them out and seek them out, and, and I found I found a great store in, um, in Menlo Park out in California, and I finally started getting my hands on some of these things. Okay. And I remember, you know, the bone... Uh, was it the creek um there was the it was just it blew my mind that's good beer uh, i think it was a 1995 uh, creek marriage parfait and it was just you know i was like holy crap this is this is amazing um and when i drove cross country the first time from california back to new york i, I stopped in new glarus oh. i figured that would be the place to stop and i tried their uh, their belgian cherry red yeah and the uh and the raspberry tart i thought those are pretty amazing beers aged in wood and it you know, it, it was just a combination of just reading about these things. And, you know, Michael Jackson being as eloquent as he was with his writing and just kind of, you know, making these beers just, you know, so big in my mind. And I was like, you know what, I barrel aging, it sounds like such a, a unique and such a, a you know, a, a different twist. I mean, a lot of the beers that we've done with the barrel aging are, you know, our smoke porter, the smoke from the oak. And it's just a, you know, it's our regular smoke porter. But, you know, aged in oak, and it's uh, aged in these different barrels, and it's something completely different. You know, you can't even recognize it. You know, wine barrels, bourbon barrels, rum barrels, and they all just add these unique twists. So it was kind of, I, I mean, it, you know, it's just a, a, I tried so many. I tried as many as I could. Okay. And they all influenced. I mean, the Fish Brewing Company up in Washington, you know, the Leviathan and uh, the Old Woody, you know, those beers really played a lot on my mind, and, um, you know, I, it just, they blew my mind, all these wood-aged beers. Right. And I'm looking down the list. I mean, you've got a beer in a bourbon barrel, a beer in a wine barrel, a beer in a rum barrel, in a brandy barrel, in a port barrel. So it it really wasn't just one flavor. I mean, it, it was the whole uh, anything. It almost looks like you'll throw anything in a barrel <laughs> to me. Yeah, well, you know, I, it's, it, and that was an experiment. You know, I didn't know what I was going to get when I threw, you know, rum uh Porter into a rum barrel. I mean, I'd never tried anything Asian rum barrel, but this is what the hell, you know, I may as well try it. Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, all these different flavors, you know, it's just another flavor that you can get. Um, can you describe that barrel. one a little for me? I've never, so that's one of your, you have a Smoke from the Oak series. and Yeah, we, we did it twice. We, we've actually just released the second time. The first time out, we got, um, we got some barrels that had 13, 12 and 13 year old rum in them, and okay. uh, they were, they were decrepit barrels that came up from the Virgin Islands. Um, and they were extremely tough to get sealed up. I mean, we couldn't swell them up enough. And they ended up giving it, you know, when the beer was fresh and freshly bottled, it was this beautiful, like, grapey, um, this sweet, grapey, and, and slightly sour from, there was clearly some uh, lactic acid bacteria, maybe Britannomyces action going on, All right. that, was native, that was native to the barrels. Um, and when it was fresh, it was this beautiful flavor. Um, but as the beer continued to age, it, it overcarbonated in the bar- in the bottle quite a bit. Um, okay. I've had a lot of people calling me complaining that I ruined their carpets. Oh no! And, uh, and I did apologize. Um, it, ser- it, ser- <laughs> it serves them right to open a beer over a carpet, anyway. Really, you <laughs> yeah, put it right over your mouth. Yeah. That's right. Um, the second time around, which we just released a couple weeks ago, um, I actually, when I called up the distillery, I asked for younger barrels so that I could actually, you know, get them sealed up to the top. Um, and we got this. Um, yeah, this beautiful like cocoa chocolate, you know, cocoa powder flavor. There was none of the sourness, none of the wild yeast activity, um, and this really, you know, it had some warmth from the rum as well. And, and the thing with the rum barrels that I've learned and the brand, the apple brandy barrels that we've used, mm-hmm. they give a lot more heat than the bourbon barrels. Um, just the, the 
the liquor that was in them beforehand just tends to be a lot hotter. Okay. Um, and, and the rum being like that. So, the you know, the two different versions of the same beer, which was the same beer going into the barrel, different age of the barrels uh, have created these two different different monsters, so to speak. Uh, I'm partial to the, the second vintage. It's a lot more uh, true, just rum and, and, and porter. I see. And so are these beers that you are bottling and selling out there, uh, or is it just in the tap house? I mean, how's that going? Well, we're bottling everything by hand, just homebrew style. Okay. Um, you know, one bottle at a time. So the, yeah. the smoked yolk, uh, the, the rum barrel, we did 90 cases, um, and we, you know, we sold we sold that out in, uh, in you know, a couple, well, our taste room's only open for nine hours a week. Okay. So it took about 12 hours to sell that one out. Wow, that's great. Um, so yeah, everything's just you know mostly out the door. We do send some to the local distributors, but not a lot because we really don't make much. See, I'm really curious about that one in particular, and. And I think it's I think it's awesome that you're trying all these different things. I've never even heard of a beer in a rum barrel, and I've certainly never had one. So uh, I think it's cool because a lot of people are doing the brandy barrels, and everyone's got a yeah. bourbon barrel aged beer. And then now I'm not saying that, that that's not a great thing. Some people are just you know, some marvelous beers, but I just think that's unique and creative. Why not throw it in a rum barrel? See what happens. Exactly. Well, more importantly, I, I mean not more importantly, but uh, I've never heard of a smoked beer in a barrel. Okay. Rum barrel or otherwise, I see. which you know, and uh, um, when I first heard about uh, when I first heard about the brewery and went to their website, I was like, "Dude, yeah. smoked beer in a barrel? In a barrel? It sounds that's see, awesome. Yeah, that sounds fitting to me. Yeah, you know. So you tell yeah, us about the base beer. Barrel. What's that? The base. No, the base beer. You're yeah, because yeah, yeah. well, tell us about smoking it too, because that's something I'm sure you remember as a home brewer. Smoking beers is difficult for us because we could end up with a beer that just tastes like bacon, or that just tastes like a barbecue. Like we could easily overdo it. So, sure, maybe some tips and tricks about how you're getting that base beer out to start with would help us too. Well, I mean, it's we're using uh, the Wireman smoke malt. Um, which is, you know, it's fairly intense. It's nice. I mean, it's a, it's a beechwood smoked malt. Okay. And um, we're using about 15 to 20% of the grist. So it's really wow. not an enormous uh, enormous percentage. Um, and, again, when, when I first designed this beer, you know, I'm a huge porter fan. Um, and I do enjoy smoked beers. But I didn't want to make a smoked beer. You know, this is a porter first with the smoke character in the background. And it kind of just adds another layer of complexity. So it's really not, like you said, it's not this bacony you know, over-the-top um, smoke flavor. It just kind of plays in the background. You get it in the nose, and you'll get it as it warms up in the glass. It's, you know, really subtle, nice smoky flavor. So I guess as a home brewer, it's, it is tough because, you know, you need, to, you need to play around with your percentages. You know, you don't want to go over the top. Um, sometimes, you know, we have homebrew meetings uh, at the brewery once a month, and I'm always telling people if you're going to do something like that, you should, you know, brew with a friend and, and do uh, 10 gallons and do maybe five gallons of it, you know, with, with smoke malt in it and do five gallons of it straight up porter, you know, the same grist otherwise. And, you know, if you need to blend down to kind of cut the smokiness a little bit, you can always, you know, you have that option at the end of the day. Yeah, and then that would tell you how much malt to use the next time, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can play. Yeah, that's a good idea uh, if you could do it twice like that and just be able to blend it. By the way, Tasty, this blended beer you're giving us today is really nice. Yeah, you did a good. You did a good blend on this one. Belgian American beer. Yeah. What are you drinking, you, Scott? Let's cover that first. We'll cover what we're all drinking. I actually have in my glass right now a uh, 2007 uh, Peniel Barrique. I don't know what that is. What is that? It, it's a uh, Italian uh, sour red ale. I guess you could call it. Oh, ah, uh, really? Nice. See, kind of a, you know, 
Those New York bottle shops, I got to tell you, you can get yeah. some amazing beers from Europe out there that we don't get here on the West Coast. There's some good bottle shops out here. Don't get me wrong. But when I last visited some bottle shops in the New York area, I was blown away at the tons of different European beers they get there. I don't think... Yeah, there's, a, I, it's, there's a few distributors on the, or importers on the East Coast that are bringing some crazy stuff. Yeah. That one, like those, the brothers, the Shelton brothers, they're bringing some Shelton great brothers. beer in. Yeah. Very cool yeah. stuff they're bringing uh, in. Yeah. Well, I could actually look at them, but they may have even imported this one. God only knows. You know, they bring in all sorts of crazy stuff. They do. Tasty, what's this one we have here that, that you've blended well, for this us? Well, <laughs> this is a uh, 50-50 blend of a uh, basically a pale ale that's been uh, fermented with the uh, White Labs 530 yeast. I'm sorry, 550. Okay. And another other half of the beer is... Uh, the White Labs 001, so it's a sort of a back-down Belgian... Oh, all right. But it's pretty hoppy, so it's it's in like an American Pale Ale kind of beer. Yeah, same uh, same base beer, just a two yeah, different yeast. Yeah, two different yeast. And it's, I blended them back then. You know, it looks like an American Pale Ale, but, but it tastes like a, like a mild Belgian Pale Ale. Yeah. Right, it doesn't yeah. have... Yeah. Which makes sense since you've blended it with the Cal right. Ale yeast. Yeah, one, the but. Street 550 beer is much more Belgian-y than this is. But it's more drinkable because of that, I think. That's why I was telling you I'm enjoying it, because yeah. it's um, well, less of that twang, that Belgian twang. It, uh, my theory is any blended beer is always going to be better than uh, either of those beers by themselves. Really? Well, you know, every, every beer every beer has its gaps, right? I mean, it may not be as malty or as hoppy or as, you know, uh, you know flavorful or whatever, but the yeah. other ones, you know, they, they complement each other. This one's just 50-50, though. Yeah. You've done. Right. So, by, by blending, do you... Did you really just take two beers and put them together? Yeah, I had put two. Yeah, I have a uh, two a two and a half gallon keg. I put a gallon of the uh, of the old one beer and a gallon of the five fifty beer. And, uh, That's yeah. pretty awesome. It's yeah. a good question, by the way. I just, yeah. I mean, my mind immediately went to King's Cup, where you pour your drink into the center cup and everybody has different <laughs> beers. I mean, yeah. go figure that one. It's the same yeah. idea. Wow, I'm not an alcoholic. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, oh. ah. it's just what he had to like, uh, Group sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, all right. Okay, back to Scott then. I just wanted to know what we're all drinking. Yeah. Blending beer is fun. Yeah. All right, I've got some listener questions about your uh, about the barrels that came through. Sure. Um, oh, and I've got a phone call also. Uh, is it a phone call question? Should I just go right to that? Yes. First? It's Well, it's regarding Scott, yes. It's okay. some brewers from New York who want to talk to him. Okay, let me do these barrel questions for that came from the chat room first, and then we'll take our caller. So, caller, hang in there just a second. Um, all right, here we go. I have two of them about your barrel aging, and they're about um, they're about temperature. Uh, one person asked what you think about cycling the temperature of the barrels to allow the beer to move in and out of the wood. Which I think is an interesting question. You were talking about sealing the barrels a, a minute ago, and and that's mm-hmm. by using water and stuff, right? To you know, hot water or whatever to expand the wood. Sure, but yeah, before they're filled. Basically. Before they're filled, soaked up. Right. So this then is an interesting principle to you know change the temperature to get the beer to get soaked up and put back out. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty natural occurrence, uh, unless you're storing your your barrel in a refrigerator where it's the same temperature all year. Um, Ours are all stored at the ambient temperature, and the, and the temperature swings in New York are pretty extreme. I mean, we can go from 100 degrees in the summer in that brew house down to, you know, outside at least in the 30s. The brew house, you know, will be 
the brewery will be in you know the, the 50s and 60s. So we get a pretty good swing. Um, and I do, I agree. I, I think that's pretty essential um, if you're looking to get the flavor of the spirit or the, or the oak itself into the beer. If it's um, if it's sour flavors from whatever bacteria or wild yeast you have in the in the wood, I don't think the temperature swings are as important. But the in and out of the wood, the kind of um, the cycling, so to speak, which is extremely important in making you know bourbons and whiskeys, can add a, a nice um, you know can add to the beer as well. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, that's and, it. You know, I hadn't thought about that as part of the. Pro- I mean, you know that the beer is going to get soaked up in the wood a little bit, but I hadn't thought about sort of cycling it in and out of it. That's a yeah. I mean, I, f- I figured it, it happens. And just uh, you know, on its own accord. Anyway, I, I didn't. I never thought once about uh, yeah forcing that. See, we don't do it on purpose. We kind of uh, oh, we okay. just allow the, the the natural fluctuations in temperature to kind of work their magic, so to speak. Yeah, and so that's the other thing I was going to have you clarify. So you don't have like a a temperature controlled barrel room per se. You're saying that they're just kind of in the in the warehouse there, and whatever the temp is, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I okay. mean, you know, these, these these truly are just, you know, I mean, it, you know, we're brewing it at a, at a larger scale, but I mean, these, these are really just homebrew experiments that I wish I could have done on a five-gallon scale when I was homebrewing that I just, <laughs> you know, didn't have the opportunity to do. And now that I'm, you know, now that I own a brewery and I <laughs> I have large quantities of beer lying around all the time, I figured <laughs> now's the time to do it. So, I mean, we're yeah. not, we don't have a temperature-controlled room. We just have barrels on racks lying in the brewery and, uh, you know, letting the... Uh, natural temperatures be what they may that sounds good to me that's basically our listeners so we're we're, we're cool yeah. with that for sure all right i got uh a home brewer from new york on the line i do believe uh that wants to speak to you scott so let's see who we got caller who are we talking to hey this is sean white from new york city from brooklyn what's the name again sean white sean what's going on my brother thanks for calling. what's up sean <laughs> hey, no guys, shit. Uh, i'm sitting here with uh Three great homebrewers from Brooklyn. Three other homebrewers are having a Captain Lawrence tasting. <laughs> oh. the, the, the Brewing Network Live. It's, it's awesome. It's a great night. Fantastic. That's cool, man. What uh, what beers are you guys tasting? Uh, we started out with the uh, Captain Lawrence Double, and uh, we're not sure which uh, which release this is. It's the one with the race car on the front. What uh, what, are the ba- what does the bottle look like? Is it a, does it look like a Chimay bottle, or does it have the sloped sides? Um, it's it's kind of like the the earlier bottle you were using. It's like a kind of like a Chimay bottle, but it was capped. That's probably uh, probably last year's two thousand seven. Yeah, it was great. And then we had uh, smoke from the oak bourbon barrel and a couple bottles of extra gold. And I've got a bottle of the cuvee sitting on deck, waiting to be open. Damn it! Right. And golden delicious. You guys are having so a good night. Man. Yeah, we're yeah. drinking. You guys are representing. Yeah. Who, who else is yeah, there man. from Brooklyn with you? We've got uh, we got Paul K. Who I know Scott knows. We've got Fritz for now. Nice. Oh. You guys got some good dudes hanging out there. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're having a great time. This is. I mean, I just want to say thanks to all you guys with the Brewing Network, man. You guys fucking rock. Hey, thanks, brother. And, well, uh, you can't say that. You can't say rock. You can't say that. You can't. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I would just be that. saying thanks to Scott for that damn good beer. It sounds like you yeah. have lined up, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, the, guy, the guys here wanted to know um, what was the special beer you were pouring at Omegong and when it would be released. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, that was, uh, yeah, that's going to be, 
I'm not sure when that's going to be released, actually. You know, um, come it's on. A, it's a sour brown ale. It actually sat in the uh, oak barrels for two years, and uh, then we blended in some Zinfandel and uh, Cabernet, or Merlot grapes, actually. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to let it sit for a, a little while oh. longer. Sure. So the, the beer itself, uh, the, we, we poured a little bit out of the barrels and forced carbonated in some kegs for some, uh, for some festivals. So the, the bottles themselves... I'm hoping it'll be released before the end of the year, but, you know, only time will tell. The beer tells you when it's ready. Man, that sounds like a beer I'd go to New York for, man. I'd catch a flight for that. Sour (laughs) beer with some uh, Merlot juice? Yeah, with some grapes in there? That sounds awesome. Did you put the grape, like, uh, obviously, you you know, you crush the grapes, but did you put the grape skins in there? Uh, I would think they'd be a little tanny. We crushed up grapes, the whole thing. Dumped it right in the barrel. Wow. And did you guys... And Scott, what was your base beer you used for that? Uh, that was, uh, let's see, what was the 2006 St. Vincent's, brewed in February of 06. Nice. Uh, did you guys get to have, did you have that up at Gang? You were there to try it or what? Yeah, we were, man. I was, I was, uh, I was passed out by 8 o'clock. So <laughs> you, you tried a few, my and friend. I threw out my, I threw out my back playing Frisbee on Saturday and I was a fucking wreck for the next week. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That was a great time. Sounds worth it to me. <laughs> Typical you festival. Come next year. Yeah, you, you know what? I might do that. That sounds like a, right. Randy was our connection there. He's now gone to Wisconsin. He's now at uh, New Belgium, right? No, uh, not New Belgium. Sorry, oh, New Randy. Blaris. Randy's so cool too. Yeah, Randy's so cool, man. I miss that guy. He's a good I didn't dude. Meet the new brewer. I don't. I don't know who he is actually. I don't know either. I'll but. have to. I'll investigate for you. I'll figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, brother. Let's see you Friday. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, Sean, Scott has one one last question for you. You going to be at the uh, beer festival this Friday at the South Street Seaport? Um, I, well, maybe, yes. I'm not sure. You got to go. Are you going to be there? there. I'll see you there. I'll be there. All right. Awesome. I hope we see you then, Scott. All right, brothers. All right, I expect a uh, drunk of the week call from you guys later on in the program. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> we're, we're talking about what we're going to sing to you already. Beautiful. Oh! All right, I'll get the playlist ready. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Cheers. Guys. All right. Thanks for calling eight 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 four zero one beard. Of course, you can go to the chat room and just uh, type your questions over to Bevo, and she'll send them over to me. Um, here's another question for you from the chat room, Scott. Uh, uh, Brew Tattoo in the chat wants to know if you ever plan on making a barrel-aged beer that's not smoked. I guess he's probably looking at the same list I'm looking here, and they all seem to be smoked. Well, we did um, we did our, uh, we call it Golden Delicious. It was uh, it was an American, we call it an American-style triple. Uh, we used Belgian ale yeast, uh, basically fermented out like it would be a normal triple, um, but dry hop it with Amarillo's. And we aged that in apple brandy barrels. So that's a non-smoked beer aged in barrels. Um and it was pretty interesting flavor. So we will probably do some that aren't smoked. And the Cuvée de Castleton as well. It's a sour one, but not smoked, aged in, uh, in the wine barrel. So we will do non-smoked barrel-aged beers, yes. Okay. Hey, i got a question for you, Scott. Uh, sure. With the, the rum barrels, are you using dark uh, rum or like kind of light? Well, I guess any rum coming out of a barrel is no longer going to be light. You know, no, I guess I guess that's a good point. The flavors and the colors from the from the barrel. So the first year there were twelve and thirteen year old rums coming out, so they were definitely dark. Yeah. Um, this year they were a little bit younger. I think they were four and five year olds, so you know, not quite as aged, so to speak, but still dark. Good and, point. I mean, all sir. the rum barrels, they're all bourbon barrels first. Oh wow! Right. Oh really? These were, these were used. <laughs> yeah, just like I, I, you know, 
most of the scotches produced in the world are also coming from used bourbon barrels because yeah. the bourbon distillers can use them once and then they sell them. Right. So the rum barrels were used um, uh. used bourbon and then sent to the rum factory. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because it has to be new oak uh, for the bourbon. For the bourbon yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, they need to be unused. All right. What about brandy? Is that what's a uh, is a brandy barrel a brandy, just a brandy barrel? Yeah, brandy that we got. Those were bourbon barrels first too. Those were also bourbon. Okay, interesting. And how about the now the port barrel? Uh, what about that one? Those were water we, barrels. Uh, we got some domestic port barrels, and we also got uh, we got some imported from Portugal. Uh, okay, which was a pain in the ass to get. Um, <laughs> I actually got stuck in customs, and I had to drive over to New Jersey because uh, I got stuck in a USDA hold. And I went to New Jersey to customs to clear them and. I showed up there, and they asked me two questions. They said, have you ever been in a private jet, and have you ever lived in Florida? <laughs> and I said, no, and no. And they said, all right, your barrels are they're approved. You know, wow, <laughs> yeah. I, I could not. Uh, That's I don't so know, I thought weird. I was smuggling drugs out of Portugal. Yeah, of course. You're full of coke. Wow. <laughs> Maybe they just don't so, like Florida in general. Maybe it was yeah, the... Yeah, uh, who knows? I mean, this is you know, in New Jersey. So they, they, they let them through, and we got them. Dead hookers they're, they're and barrels. Huge. I mean, these things are old, but they're huge. Wow. They're, I think they're 180-gallon... Barrels. That is Whoa, huge. That's huge, yeah. No kidding. You'd be smuggling a lot. Yeah, you must have a big. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You must have a big rack to put those on. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on. We, we we had to build a rack for these suckers. They didn't. Uh, wow. They weren't fitting on anything we had. Were you wow. wearing your white sports coat and no socks when you <laughs> went through uh, <laughs> with loafers? Yeah. And I just came from the uh, from the tanning salon. Yeah, with your white hat. <laughs> yeah, you were sort of unnaturally brown. <laughs> it's okay, man. Load them on the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, they let them through though. So you know, thank God. Yeah, good for you. So if I go to your tasting room. Is this where I can get a flight of all of these barrel-aged beers? Is that, would you do that at your tasting room, or are these only bottled? Uh, we, I mean, like, because they're, you know, such a limited uh, release, we typically will, will have tastings the day we release it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, most of them are sold out by the next weekend, so there's none left to taste. <laughs> and are they sold out just from the tasting room, or this goes to bottle shops also? Uh, typically, if we like on the smoke from the oak rum, we did ninety cases. We sent twenty of them out to bottle shops, sold seventy out of the brewery, okay. and that's it. So you know, a lot of them are probably most of them are probably sold out. Okay, yeah, because a lot of people are asking, you know, where they can get your beer. People in the in the New York area too, um, you know, where where they can find your stuff. Yeah, we're trying to update our website better, you know, with with, with the bottle shops at least, because we typically do, we mostly have just the bars on there now. Because um, there are quite a few, you know, there's, there's a handful, I should say. There's, uh, you know, the Whole Foods typically gets them because they do. They actually, the Whole Foods in New York City actually sells growlers. Oh, no kidding. They, uh, they do an enormous amount of growlers, so we make sure they always get some bottles. And, you know, there's a few other bottle shops around that, um, that you know, they get them. Beer Craft in Brooklyn and um, uh, American Thrifty in Brooklyn. Those are some of the ones in the city. Okay. That you're that you're most likely to get them at. I gotta say that growlers at the grocery store is a badass idea. <laughs> that is a really good idea. They for, actually yeah. yeah the um, the Whole Foods in New York it's on the Bowery uh, Bowery Street and Christie and I guess the Neighborhood Association uh, turned them down for a a, a wine permit for a wine shop because in New York you can sell beer in a grocery store but you can't sell wine and liquor so they wanted to do a wine slash liquor and uh, they turned them down and so they said all right well we can do beer because we're already a, a beer store. And they put in a growler filling station. They do six. They have six growler, you know, six taps that they uh, that they use, and they yeah. they crank through beer. Wow! So they can get uh, brie, French bread, and some uh, and a growler of beer. And huh? a growler. I think we're Absolutely. taking over. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, when they first started out, they were only doing New York beers. I'm not sure. They may, they may be rotating some other ones in, but it's mostly New York beers and mostly New York beers that you can't get in bottles. Dude, so, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. That <laughs> I think any, I think it would be good for any region to do that. Sure. And it's just beers from that state yeah. or that there area, you, you know, at, at the different grocery stores or whatever. That's a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep it local. You know, a lot of the big chains, too, like Safeway, things like that, they're finding themselves having to upgrade their look and feel to compete with places like Whole Foods and stuff. Like, that's like our Safeways out here. I don't know if you guys have noticed. They're all turning very uh, – they've they've dimmed all the lights. They've put in a lot of fake wood. They're doing things like that to make them – Put in a Starbucks. They put in a Starbucks, all this stuff, right? But the good part about this is as they're trying to class it up, uh, I've heard talk about even places like Safeways doing – a beer pouring stations and tasting stations and growler really? stations. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's some time away. But what I'm saying is, the these foo foo stores like the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's are actually making the other ones class it up. It could end up being a good thing for us. You know, get good beer. I like that idea. More people to get to try good beer, the better. Exactly. Exactly. I was explaining that to somebody uh, just the other day. That uh, that's the beauty of the craft beer thing is that you know, like Scott knows that if somebody drinks any craft beer. They'll eventually probably drink his craft beer too. It's, it's not it's this, inevitable. Yeah, it's not this competition thing. Like, oh, yeah. don't go try that craft beer. Try mine. Get people to try <laughs> yeah. anything craft beer, yeah. and it's good for everybody. You know, right? Because ninety yeah. percent of the people aren't drinking craft beer. So yeah, those are the ones yeah. we want to get into. There's the a fun. lot of people out there yet to try it. So yes. we've got to live one by one at a time. Yeah. That's right. We'll start fighting over the territory once fifty percent of the people are drinking <laughs> craft beer. But we're also yeah. beer slutty. Like we're we're not loyal to one. We're not monogamous. So we're just like we're spreading the love. You know. Especially yeah, JP. Yeah. Should start handing out penicillin with our growlers. <laughs> Should happen soon. All right. I do have to take another quick break, Scott. Um, when we come back, I want to talk to you about uh, the sour beer that you won a, a gold at the GABF uh, last year. Uh, was, is it called uh, Cuvée de Castleton? Is that it? That is the one. All right. We're going to talk about that. We're big sour beer fans here. So we'll talk about how you did it. And some listener questions came through uh, to the likes of uh, people want to know if you were nervous about using any bugs and stuff like that in your brewery. So uh, stick with us, everybody. When we come back, uh, more from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. You can go to CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com and uh, check out everything you need to know to ask questions. 888-401-BEER or uh, join Bevo in the chat room to uh, send your questions to us. We'll be right back with Scott Vaccaro. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Okay, I rolled a 15 and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. No, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be at a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. 
I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y-Yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. L.A. face with the Oakland booty.
demo does not have very much to do at all with my selection. I mean, 36, 24, 36, maybe if she's spot three. So your girlfriend rolls a Honda, playing workout tapes by Fonda. But Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My Anaconda don't want none, unless you have got buns. You can lose that Benz or sit ups. Everybody, uh, a few things left to get to today, and uh, we're still talking to Scott Vaccaro from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. He's hanging out with us and uh, hopefully having a good time and drinking a beer. Have you changed beers on us, Scott, or are you still nursing the same one? I'm still working my way through. I got a nice uh, 750 milliliter bottle to work through. Ah, there you go. A sample. You know what he made me think of earlier? That's a man. We got a couple bottles of that New Glarus in our fridge, and uh, I was thinking tonight might be the night to open one. Hmm. My mouth started the water when Scott mentioned that earlier. I think we should yeah, do that. Yeah, tasty stuff. Well, I, we've got two different kinds in there, I think, too. Plus, we've got some smaller have, uh, bottles of, the, of theirs. We have, like, five new We have, like, smoke on the porter. Or what is it, smoke on the porter? Is there smoke? I think beer? we do have yeah. smoke on the porter, yeah. Hmm. Plus some of those sour beers. we got some good beer in there, Shat. It's just been, it's just been waiting. Yeah. Beatification, too. Oh. He's the ah. moment. He's the moment. Yeah. Now, this is a good segue because we're going to start talking sour beer here with Scott. Uh, so you won last year in the sour beer category with your, um, it was, I have it written in front, Cuvée de Castleton was your beer, right? It's there. That's the one. Uh, tell me about that beer. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's, 
it's one of those uh, experiments that uh, that just just happens to work out. Um, it's a uh, golden ale, refermented in the uh, in oak barrels with Britannomyces and uh, Muscat grapes. Okay. Um, Muscat, you know, Muscat. I, I just love the aroma. Muscat grapes, Muscat wine. Like when I was at UC Davis, we did you know an enormous amount of wine tasting because I took a lot of wine making classes. Um, and you know, just the aroma and the uh, and the flavors, of the muscat grape just kind of really caught my eye. It's this really kind of perfumey, um, you know, juicy kind of you know apricotty, beautiful flavor and aroma. And uh, it was you know we're, we have a winery about five feet away from us. Um, oh, it's great! Kind of weird in New York to have a winery. I know it's um, they, they import all their grapes from California, and um, they make everything right here in Pleasantville, right next to the brewery. And so I kind of have, you know, not an unlimited supply, but I have a pretty easy supply of wine barrels, used wine barrels to get. And when they bring in grapes, I just get to grab whatever I want. So they were, you know, they were bringing in their their load of grapes. They had some muscat flying around. And I said, you know what, I've kind of had this idea. And uh, I bought a few used barrels from them, bought some muscat grapes, mixed it all together. And, uh, you know, a year and a half later, we got a gold medal. Are they scared to death of the bacteria that you're bringing into your brewery? This winery next yeah, to you? Yeah, the winemaker thinks I'm nuts. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he like, I'm surprised. I would be surprised to see him even walk into your brewery for fear of yeah, he, taking any of it out with him. He really he thinks I'm crazy. When I said Brett, he's like, oh, are you kidding me? You, you're going to introduce that into the beer? Oh, my God. <laughs> On purpose? You're going to do this? <laughs> I'm like, ah, trust me, that's Suicide. a lot of nice flavors. Yeah. yeah so he's, they thought I was nuts. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think they liked the way it turned out. I actually I let him try it, so... Mm. Was this your first uh, attempt at a sour beer? Uh, first attempt at you know at Captain Lawrence Brewing proper, but you know while I was home brewing, I had attempted you know some five gallon batches that um, you know were less than successful. So I kind of uh, you know was was praying that this one would work out properly, and uh, well, luckily it did. So the first time I did anything on this scale, anyway, yeah. Okay. So tell me, kind of maybe walk us through the process a little bit, uh, Shat. Here, our producer's just getting into sours. He's got a couple going right now. Oh, yeah. So tell me about your base beer and and how you even decide what is a good base beer to inoculate with something funky. Well, I think, um, we, you know, since, since this first batch, I've actually learned quite a few things as well. So, you know, originally it was just a golden ale um, fermented with uh, Belgian yeast. And it was, ferment, it was fermented out fairly dry. Um, I think the final gravity was somewhere around two Play-Doh. Mm. Um, and that went into the oak barrels about, I think it was about eight months prior to the introduction of the grapes. So we put the oak, or we put the, the beer into the barrels already pretty much, you know, it was a terminal gravity. It was a two Play-Doh and introduced a fairly healthy strain of Brett um, and allowed that Brett to kind of get a little bit of a foothold. And, you know, that sat in there for a good six months or eight months, I think it was. And that's when we added the grapes. And it was, you know, once the, the, the sugars were introduced into the beer via the grape, um, the Brett really took off and, okay. um, you know, gave us some more of those traditional Brett flavors. But, you know, since then, what I've kind of um, been working on is um, fermenting out beers and actually cutting the fermentation a little bit early um, and ending up with a, with a base beer that's got a little bit more residual sugar left in it. And then adding the bread, okay. and actually having something for it to eat on, something easier than you know than dextrins, you know, something simple sugars basically, yeah, right. and that'll really let it get a foothold in the beer a lot earlier, and give you a lot more of those flavors a little bit earlier on. 
because it will eat the dextrins, right? Like, it, it yeah, but yeah. but it takes okay. a long because they're uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, but they're they're longer chain sugar molecules, and so they they have to work a little harder to break them down to convert them, right? Is that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It takes it takes much longer. I mean, it's you know it's a very long drawn out fermentation. Um, the, the cuvee when it was bottled, the gravity was at zero. So, I mean, it, it, it eventually did eat everything, but it right. takes quite a long time. See, that's why I'm glad you're talking about this, because if I remember, we've, we've talked about this before, and we've talked about it with, uh, with Vinny from Russian River out here. He's kind of our West Coast king of sour beers. And, Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of his beers. Yeah, he does uh, just a great job. And, and I just I remember him saying, you know, and I don't want to put words in his mouth because I don't, necessarily remember if he was encouraging it but i definitely remember him saying like hey you know you think your beer is finished your normal yeast has finished with with your beer you're right about that but then if you inoculate it with some of these bugs you know even though it's reached its terminal gravity for your normal brewing yeast you put these bugs in there let it sit be patient it's going to go to town you're going to end up with a sour beer Uh, which i think you're agreeing with you're saying it will eat all those dextrins and stuff but now you're talking about well, for one, you said adding the grapes gives it a whole new sugar, so that's interesting to me, because uh, uh-huh. you, then you're actually feeding it directly, or leaving it with some residual uh, simple sugars uh, in fermentation. Is So I guess, sorry, the, the long question is, is it just speeding up the process of souring it, or is it a different sour than you'd get from it just eating the dextrins? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it speeds up the uh, the Brett actually getting a chance to take hold, you know what I mean? Rather rather than having a very long lag period, yeah. when you're putting it in a beer that just has dextrins, when it's got some residual sugar, that the Brett will will jump right on it, um, and it'll build up the cell count as well within that beer. So you'll have more Brett, more more cells, you know, yeast cells to to work with. Um, okay. But it also does, I think, add some different flavors. I think the flavors you get from a beer that has no residual, you know, fermentable sugars left, and it's just feeding on the direct the dextrins. I think it tends to have um, a, definitely a different character than something that had residual sugar. It's, I don't want to say it's more intense, but it's the, the ones that are just, just working on the dextrins. They, the way they when they sit longer, it tends to get the, I think, much more. Um, I get more intense, more true, Brett flavors. Whereas when there's residual sugar left over in it, you're getting more fruity and tropical and you know sour flavors as well. So it, it's the difference between the two. Okay. Yeah, it says so. Maybe a little less of that serious pucker face, like someone just punched you in the mouth. More of a sm- like a rounded, more of a well-rounded sour. Yeah, because I think but it will drop the pH. It will drop it. Don't okay. don't, don't get that wrong. Good, because that's what I'm looking for. That's <laughs> what I really want to happen. I'm. I mean, I'm telling you, if I don't make a face <laughs> like it's the worst beer I ever drank, it's not sour enough. <laughs> like that's what I'm looking for in these sour beers. You know, <laughs> I'm not spitting off flakes of enamel. <laughs> It's yeah. not good. You know, to get that, sometimes you got to use a little more than Brett. You know, you got to use your lactobacillus and your pediococcus yeah, to exactly. really get that intense sourness. Oh, is that what it is too? So it's that's, that's what the, really gets the tart, sour, like you know, suck your face in kind yeah. of thing. Absolutely, if they're creating an enormous amount of lactic acid bacteria, it's that lactic acid that really kind of sucks in your cheeks, so to speak. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, because that's really what I'm going for. So, all right. So with this beer that you've had the grapes to. In hindsight, now you're talking about leaving some uh, residual sugar in there. Would you, you know, cut off the fermentation, add the brett, and then add the grapes again later to give them more sugar? So you see, would you still step the process, or are you just cutting it off, adding the brett and the grapes all at once, and letting it go? Well, the 
Cuvée, I'm not going to play with. I like. I'm, I'm going to leave that that process intact. Okay. Um, some of the newer ones that we're doing, that you know we haven't released yet, we are. We, we on one of them we did cut the fermentation short. You know, when you're using a uni tank, you can just crash the temperature. Um, and then some of them we are letting go out to, to completion. You know, and again, you can when you when you build up enough, you know, stock. I guess you could say enough <laughs> barrels, you can blend to get what you want. Okay. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of both now, you know, to kind of get differences in character, and then, you know, you blend to get the final flavors you want. Yeah. Shit. But, again, you know, we're a pretty young brewery. We're not even three years old, so, you know, we don't have a lot of built-up sour beers, you know. The, we're, we're still kind of, uh, we're still working on it. These, these beers take time. Well, that's part of the thing that's impressive to me in general, too, because, uh, you know, just being able to sit on inventory like that. I mean, Vinny's talked to us about that, where, you know... It, it's hard on a brewery to have a, a any kind of a barrel program, but especially a sour program where you're you know, you're sitting on these things for six months at a time yeah. and not able to to sell that. You've got all that capital tied up. So you're a very young brewery to be able to do that, I would think. Yeah, you know, and it's it's sometimes it's just a matter of uh, you know me telling the accountant that uh, I'm in charge and I get to make the beers I want, even <laughs> though you know we probably shouldn't be. Right. Well, the accountant's your dad. So, I guess you can tell him what you want. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, we probably shouldn't be, but you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, I'm doing what uh, what I love to do, and you know, and, and you hope that it pays off at the end. You know, that people enjoy it, and that you're not you're not dumping you know 900 gallons of beer down the drain because it tastes like vinegar. Right, exactly. It'll pay off. I, I was just going to say that to you that uh, I think it absolutely will pay off. You just it's one of those things, and I've just come to believe it more and more. Just do what you love, and the rest will follow. And it sounds like that's your philosophy for all the beer that you've been brewing. It's just. You're brewing what you want to drink. You're brewing your favorite styles of beer. You're brewing the stuff that you want to experiment with, you know, not not what your you know neighbor wants you to experiment with. So yeah, that, that's it. I mean, if you're not you know if, if you're not making beers you like drinking or you know you're not having fun, then then why do it? Yeah. So, other than the sort of cutting off fermentation so that you're left with with some residual sugar what what about just picking a, a base beer for us to sour i mean does it matter does it have to be a lighter beer uh, so that the sourness isn't uh, overtaken by the malt i mean how do we pick a base beer well i think you want a moderate you know moderate gravity or moderate alcohol beer you don't want anything too too alcoholic um because you got to remember at the end of the day if you're bottle conditioning this beer if it's a high alcohol beer and a low pH beer. That bottle yeast has a lot to fight against. So something middle of the road, you know, five and six, six and a half percent. I wouldn't go much over that. Okay. And you know, when, when you're determining alcohol content as well, you got to remember that you're going. The gravity will get to zero eventually. So, you know, take that into consideration when you're, you know, when you're working out your your starting gravity. You know, it's not like it's going to stop at three Play-Doh or something like you know, like a pale ale would. It's going to go all the way down. So you're going to get a little bit more alcohol in a, in a standard gravity beer okay and then um you know the lighter the lighter in color like the, the less roasty beers tend to uh tend to get let the brett or you know the sourness really come through in a more clean way once you start you know adding crystal malts and chocolate and you know any kind of roasted malt those flavors are going to play on the beer and now i'm not saying that that's wrong or it's, it's bad but you'll get different flavors you know and if you really want to just experience the sourness from the from the yeast and from the from the bacteria then you know go with something light to start with and then build on that beer you know next time you brew big all right i want to add this kind of component to the flavor and then you can go from there just give you a little more of a blank slate okay now what about with adding the brett uh 
Are you doing a starter? I think, Shat, you've just done a couple sour beers, mm-hmm. and this is something that's come up because we've heard both methods. Do you do a starter with the Brett and build it up, or are you just kind of throwing some in there and let it let it do its thing? No, we, we have like a mother culture, so to speak. I got a nice uh, 15-gallon carboy that we uh, constantly are just, you know, using and then re-adding, you know, wort to and allow, allowing it to build back up and then using it and allowing the wort to build back up. So we, we just kind of keep it, we keep it in the brewery all the time and, you know, use it at our at our discretion. So Okay, so it's, it's always awake to, and moving, basically. For the most part, you know, it's. I mean, it hasn't been sitting too long if it's, you know, if it hasn't been used recently. But yeah, every time we use it, we just repitch it the following day or whatever, you know, whatever we brew next and we have something. And with the Brett culture, we're always using a, a fairly low hop, um, you know, go, our liquid gold, which is like our Belgian golden ale. It's mm-hmm. half percent ABV and, you know, fairly low hop. So we use that typically to, to build it back up. Okay. Chat, what did you just do? You did one where you did a starter, and then didn't you do one where you just poured the dregs from one just, of your favorite bottles? Just dregs, yeah. yeah. Just from a, from a Russian River bottle or something? That's it, just a couple. So definitely grew some yeast up from the dregs of a couple bottles and then just pitched a couple and another five gallons. Straight in there. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, again, it's just going to be how long do you want to wait, how long, right. you know, how healthy is the yeast in the bottle. You know, you, you know if you're pitching a healthy quantity out of a starter that you got viable yeast, you're adding it in, you, you, it's going to be there, it's going to grow. All right. Um, I always like sure that I'm adding something that's going to actually do the job. Uh, especially, you know, with that, uh, you know, 25% left in your fermentation. I, I, that's what I've heard, so that's when I added. Oh, you did? So it did, yeah. Have those sugars. To oh, okay, work on. So you you added it with residual <coughs> sugar left over. Absolutely. Yeah, see, there you go. so it gets a nice foothold and and there you go, away it goes. All right, let's go back to that for just a second because I did have a question come through from the chat, and they asked how, how do we cut off fermentation? What are we doing to to leave it? You know, with with a little bit of sugar. Is that just dropping the temperature? Well, that, I mean, that's what we tend to do. Um, you know, using a you know a forty barrel uni tank, we can just you know flip a switch and and crash it down from you know. We ferment our Belgians in the 80s and just, you know, crash it wow. down to 50 degrees mm. in a few hours. So, okay. you know, that that tends to be the easiest thing on my level. I guess, you know, on a homebrew scale, um, it's not a bad idea just to pitch it in while the yeast is fermenting, you know, at a certain degree of fermentation. If you get 25% left, <clears throat> add your starter or bread or, um, you know, because what, we'll, what we did was, and it would allow, we haven't released this one yet, but it's, we have a nice 800-gallon oak tank, and, you know, we, we stopped the fermentation early by cooling it down. We actually did, we filtered it, so we took out the sac, Saccharomyces, and then we pitched in a healthy starter of Brett, and it just, you know, blew up again. Wow. Fermenting crazy, so. Hmm. That's that, interesting. Um, That's a lot of trouble to go through to put in your bread on a clean beer. You actually just filtered the whole thing, and then, yeah. but what a, you'll really know the difference between the, the, the Saccharomyces and the Brett then, won't you? Because you've taken it out. Yeah, you know, and, and putting it into this oak barrel, um, I mean, it's a huge oak tank. I didn't want too much... You don't want an enormous amount of yeast in the bottom of this thing. You know, I wanted it to. You don't want autolysis, and you, you don't want. You don't want to be trying to bottle this. You know, a milkshake. So, you know, the beer itself, as you pull it out of the bottom, it's definitely it can be bottled as is. Even with the Brett, um, it's really not that hazy. But you know, you could see the. You could still see some haze. But um, you know, adding in a an actively fermenting beer into a giant barrel, you're going to end up with an enormous amount of yeast at the bottom of it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, you know, so you don't want it. You don't want it sitting warm with all that dead yeast in it. No, and you may never get that out of there either. Pain in the ass. Unless my mom crawl, crawls back in and you know, <laughs> yeah. it's all out. Uh, mom, it's <laughs> that time of year again. We're gonna need you to get yeah, back. Yeah, I, I don't know if she's gonna be signing up for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get her there under false pretenses. <laughs> 
<laughs> God damn it, son. Not again. I'm sick of that barrel. I know. So uh, with the low uh, alcohol beer that you're making as a base beer, what about IBUs? Does that kind of, I've heard it affects, you know, lacto. Um, It'll affect is. the lacto and pedio big time. Okay. Um, so th- this particular beer um, is actually, it, it, there's no lacto or pedio in it unless it was living in the wood previously. We didn't add it. We were just looking for Brett. Um, 100 affected by the hops gotcha. but when you're making sour beers with um you know with, with pediococcus and lactobacillus you really you need to start with a base beer that's fairly low in ibus you know start with the, you know around 10 to 15 probably below you know 10 or below mm. um wow. and then go from there and see i mean you could you know you could always you got to remember um you could always blend you know you could always add something in there if you want to you know cut the you know cut it with a little more you know throw some double ipa in there you know a few gallons of it to kind of bring up the bitterness if there's not enough but you know most of these sour beers are aged for such extended amounts of time in the barrel anyway that the the real bitterness that you're getting from the hops is going to disappear anyway mm. so it's true you know it's just, it's just a matter of uh what you're comfortable with using and I, I tend to think that the lower ibu beers are better if you're making if you're going for a sour beer what is the what exactly is the effect that the high ibus will have on the lacto and the pedio they 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 won't grow. Oh, I see. They're okay. pretty much they won't. You know, they're they're extremely hop sensitive. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of strains out there that you know are growing somewhere in somebody's random keg, somewhere in somebody's cooler that are not hop sensitive. You know, and they, they, there's some freak strains, but for the most part, you know, lactobacillus and pediococcus do not like hops. Okay. Yeah, I would guess whatever lacto and pedio is growing at JP's house are these freak strains you're talking about. Especially in my shoes. Yeah, they're floating around somewhere. Yeah, yeah. these are the ones that are, they repel everything. Yeah, even women. <laughs> Especially women. <laughs> and friends. <laughs> and, aww. <laughs> Sorry, you left friends. it wide open. But my It'll war- cost you 20 bucks next week. But yeah. they attract Warcraft friends. Yeah, the guild loves him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. JP has a new iPhone uh, application to uh, track his uh, World of Warcraft characters. I'll wow. show them to you. I'll show it to you. Just thought everybody should know. Wow. It's fun. Yeah, that tells us a lot right there. <laughs> yeah. JP, that makes me like you a little bit. Oh, oh yeah. Just a little bit. Oh. It does us a lot about Bevo, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. Yeah, Literally, it does. You've seen my husband. I like nerds. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's another question from the chat room for you, uh, and I'm going to let you go soon, Scott, I promise. Uh, All right on. Been a long call. You're on East Coast time. Uh, here we go, though. Uh, someone asked uh, about secondary versus primary for homebrewers um, for this souring process. And I'm guessing that, you know, they're thinking, should we, you know, rack it off of our primary fermentation before we add the bugs, or can we just, uh, you know, leave it in the same carboy and go for it? Uh, I mean, I, I don't see... You, you can definitely leave it in the same carboy, but, again, I think you're better off getting the beer, you know, as clean as possible, getting it off the off the yeast before you add your brett um, or your PDO or your lacto. You, you, you want... You want to... I mean, because eventually you're going to want the beer to settle out. So why not, you know, and clean up. So why not clean it up first and then, you know, add your brett and your other cultures that aren't going to create a huge mass of yeast cells. I mean, because let's be honest, when you know primary fermentation, you're going to get a, a lot of yeast cells. So get those out of the way. You know, and if you don't have the opportunity to cut the, cut the fermentation short, just produce a very dextrinous work. You know, I mean, do a high, high mash temp, get yourself a lot of dextrins in there, and finish the fermentation, rack it off into the secondary, let the yeast settle out, and then add your bugs. That's a great idea. That's a really you know, good way to do it, yeah. Keep things clean. You know, keep it bright, keep it clean, and, um, you know, you don't want this muddled mess. Again, like I was talking about with the big tank, 
you don't want an enormous amount of dead yeast cells lying around in your beer. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess that's also um, a pointer on picking your yeast strain because you know if you're gonna if you're gonna kill your fermentation. Um, you know, with 25% or, or, you know, or whatever of your sugars, you don't want a yeast that's, you know, highly, you know, sulfur or whatever, because the yeast will normally clean all that kind of stuff up. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So you want something that's going to produce a lot of bread or, um, diacetyls, another one. Yeah. You, know, you don't want any diacetyl in there. So you want a clean fermenting yeast for this because, you know, like you just said, you're going to, yeah. you're going to take them off. So I guess that's a... That's yeah. a good point, Jimmer. Yeah. You want a nice Cal Ale or something like that. Yeah, not an English yeast or something that might... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, we've been using our Belgian strain. You know, we we let we use uh, WLP five thirty. Okay, um, and we let it get up into the the mid eighties when we ferment some of our Belgians, and you know it, it'll ferment pretty quick. And I've never detected even a you know a smidgen of diacetyl, and so I have no problem cutting that short mm. if I have to. Um, okay, those are high you know, temps, it, by the way. I mean, I've heard yeah. people say, yeah, if you want that real Belgian estuary, let it go, let it get up there. But I think you're the first. Pro, who's come on here and said, "Yeah, up in the '80s, no problem." I've heard 75, and I'm like, "Ah, that's yeah, all right." But uh, yeah, 80. We wow. pitch it at 70. We pitch it at 75 and let it get up to 84. Wow. Um, on its own, and then hold it there. And fermentation usually takes <laughs> three days. Yeah. Oh, I bet that goes like gangbusters. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, I mean, that's 530. I think. We get clean. We get pretty nice, fruity, clean, crisp flavors. I feel like with the strain we're using, if we let the temperature get too low, we end up getting way too many phenols, and I just, you know, I tend to not like that. So yeah, oh, 80, that's a mild eighty-four. <laughs> wow, I'd like to try yeah, that. So at, at, at the eighties, you get more like spiciness. Is that what you what you're getting? Uh, we're getting kind of this slight, very slight banana, but more just this really fruity kind of. Tropical spicy flavor, mango or something. Wow. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's fun to play with. I mean, and you know, when yeah. you have it, when you can control your temperature, you can always, you know, see what letting it goes up to eighty will do, and you know, keeping it in the high seventies, and you, know, you can play around. But yeah, we found that with this strain in particular, it doesn't like to be cooled down once it gets going. At least the one we've kind of you know cultivated within the brewery. So okay, we let it stay hot. Shat, you're going to be on the East Coast in a couple weeks. I think I'm taking a trip. i got to try some of this beer, man. I'd appreciate it if you could take a trip there because I, think I, I, will. I would love to try his Belgians kind of side-by-side to others that we know are fermented in the 70s. I'm just interested in that. That sounds it's fascinating Absolutely. to me. And then, of course, uh, you know, maybe some sour beer, some of these barrels. Of what do you mean, maybe? Yeah. Maybe I'll bring some Russian River with me. Ah, do a trade. How about a trade, Scott? We I'm do. always up for the trade. Absolutely. <laughs> right, that's fair, man. We'll, we'll do a little barrel sampling if you show up. Oh, oh. God damn it. Hey, Chad, you got any room in your baggage or something? <laughs> Take JP with you. Yeah. Right, shove you in there. Okay, yeah. last question. Uh, my, my listeners, they, they always they always want a recipe, especially from guys like you who are doing great things. Um, so I'll let you choose. I did see some talk in our forum already about your pale ale. Someone had asked for that. But, I mean, any recipe, if you could, if you want to. Smoked beer. Um, a smoked beer recipe would be awesome. Um if you could do that, if you don't have it off the top of your head, you could email it to Shat. <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you right now, I could tell you two of them real quick. I mean, our pale ale is a pretty straightforward recipe. I mean, it's 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 pretty much one of my homebrew recipes, just scaled up. and Great. Um, you can just go by percentage and we'd get it. I mean, we're, I think we're doing uh, 98% pale malt and 2% crystal, 77, and um, hopping with... Um, Columbus, Simcoe, Palisade, and, Cas- and Cascade. That's it? 
that's it. Nice. I know. That's huge. Um, for, for bitterness, we're using Simcoe, and um, at the end of the boil, we're just dumping in a whole blend of uh, some of my favorites. Is that like a five-minute end or flame-out end? We go flame out. We go. Uh, we add hops in the beginning of the boil and at the flame out. Okay, great. I like that. By the way, a lot of the breweries have come in and said that they do that. They're some of my favorite pale ales ever. Yeah. Um, good taste. All right. You know, you get a really robust aroma and some nice flavors, and you know. Okay. How about it? Could, could we get a smoked beer recipe from you? Yeah, sure. I mean, our smoked order is pretty straightforward. Um, it's actually one of the first, the first batch we did I thought was undrinkable, so we actually blended some of our pale ale into it. Since then, I've kind of toned it down a little bit. Um, but we're doing about, we're doing, I think, 17% Weirman smoke malt. Um, I think it's about uh, 11% uh, dark Munich, 11% dark crystal, um, about 5% uh, German Carafa 3. Okay. And uh, the rest of it just pale malt. Okay. Pretty straightforward and simple. Gravity's around 17 Play-Doh, finishing up around 4.5. And, a half. and uh, bitterness in the uh, 35 to 40 range with yeah. uh, any high alpha hop really to start and uh, East Kent Goldings to finish. That makes me thirsty. Yeah, doesn't that sound good? We're opening some of those smoke on the porters. Okay. Sorry. We could do that. We're going to do it. Jipper, does that 17% of the smoke sound like a big number to you? Yeah. Because it, it, I've never brewed one of these, but I just was watching the look on your face, and it sounds like a lot of smoke, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I've never brewed one either, but like for, for my oatmeal stout, I use 10% oatmeal. And to me, that's kind of you know kind of a lot. But okay. uh, for you know, And then for smoke, you know, I've always thought... Um, you know, less is kind of more, but 17% sounds like a huge number, but I guess... Well, you got to think, though, these German beers, you know, the, the Schrenkerlade and all those, those are, you know, pretty much 100% smoke malt. Those are really? the most ones. So when you tone it down and when you're adding in these dark malts and the crystal malts, they really kind of, they mask it a little bit. Yeah, so. that's, that's what I was going to say, but after hearing your grain bill, it's like, ah, uh, well... Okay. Yeah, I could yeah, see, yeah. especially that Munich maybe would tone it down a little bit more and... In a dark crystal, and the, the car- I, I was originally using chocolate malt for porter, and I found that you switching over to the Carafa made a really big difference in uh, in, in just the overall drinkability mm-hmm. and the um, really cut down on some of the acidic kind of uh, you know the dryness. The, from the acrid, chocolate. yeah. I use I use yeah, pale chocolate in my stuff. Yeah, from uh, Thomas and Foster. Yeah, that's good. Really nice, nice, nice grain. And Scott, what yeast would you use with this uh, smoked beer? Uh, we're using um, for all our. Uh, American style ales. We're using um, American Ale Two from uh, Two? Yeast. Sure. Okay. So that's what we're uh, we're fermenting around sixty-eight to seventy-ish hmm. on the high end. Wow. And, uh, All right. That's pretty much it. Straightforward. Two yeast strains in the brewery. We have got the Belgian strain, the WLP five thirty, and the American and the Ale two. two from Yeast. Okay. And uh, and then obviously all our bugs and critters, but we we try not to let those get into the big tanks. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah. I wonder how this. I wonder how the beer would taste with with a five thirty in it. Yeah. You know, a little Belgian smoke porter. Brew it, man. Yeah. Why the hell not? Right. Right. I gotta say, and I mean this in an extremely positive way, Scott. You sound like a home brewer who has a really big toy in a warehouse. Uh, and a big brewery. Like you just, you seem to have the same philosophy that you did when you were, you know, homebrewing. Man, I really enjoy that. That's that's kind of the way I treat it. You know, I mean, and you know, that's that's why I got into it. I was a homebrewer that liked what I was doing and figured, what the hell, if I can make a living at it, I'll just keep doing what I love to do. Yeah, 
Alan, it sounds like you're doing well. Like I said, uh, a lot of accolades. The the gold at GABF is very impressive. And to me, the top five, I mean, how did you feel about getting uh, ranked number five in the top 50 breweries in America in your second year in business? It's, uh, it's pretty pretty mind-blowing, very flattering, and, and very exciting. So, you know, just, we'll just... We'll keep making beer as long as people keep drinking it. Yeah. Well, I think people are going to keep drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Keep your uh, website updated, if you would, of where people can get your beer. I've seen a lot of questions come through just during the show of uh, where they can get it. Of course, I had some West Coasters ask if we're ever going to get your beer in California, things like that. So, uh, you know, keep your plans yeah, on the no. website. Just you know. what Chad or bring back. Yeah, exactly. Chad Distributing Company. CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com. It's Captain Lawrence Brewing Company out of uh, New York. Uh, Upstate New York, goddammit. Yeah, upstate, exactly. From Long Island. (laughs) Yeah. If you're starting in Long Island, you head up. And uh, then you run into Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Scott, thanks very much for spending time with us on the show. I know it's East Coast time there and it's late, but uh, great interview. I appreciate you hanging out. Hey, thanks a lot, guys, man. I really appreciate you having me on, and uh, I had a lot of fun. All right, brother. Shat's coming your way uh, later this month, I think. Uh, he'll trade yeah, you some. Swing by. He'll so, trade you some Cali beers for some of yours. So go on vacation. Fair, Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Scott. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, guys. All right, there you go. It's Scott Vaccaro from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. He is the owner and brewmaster of Captain Lawrence. Uh, you can go to CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com. Uh, it's a fun dude. Uh, yeah, uh, seems to get it. He does exactly. That's what I. That's the best summary is that he gets it. I really want to try some of that beer, man. Yeah. You know what? I didn't ask him. Maybe he didn't hang up on me yet. Hey, Scott, are you still there? No, he hung up on me. I'm wondering if he's at GABF <laughs> like again this year. Oh, I'm sure he would be. Yeah, he's got to be, right? Dude, He'll if you yeah, if yeah, you're to, to win, you have to enter. So. Because like. <laughs> if you fail us, chat, we still have GABF as a backup. Oh, come on. What do you mean if? <laughs> oh, psh, come on. You should really just expect to drink it at GBS. It's far for you, though, isn't it? Is it not far from where you're going to be? It's like two hours. That's ah, not bad. You could do no, that. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. But will he? <laughs> well, I've been talking to friends, and they actually want to do like a tour or get together. Yeah, so your dad will be up it. there. Okay, yeah. good. There you go. Yeah, you should go to New York City anyway. It's on yeah, the way. exactly. Ish. After. To upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, it's on the way after. <laughs> it's on the way if you kept going. Go liquored up and head for the city. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hookers and blow. Can meet up with our friends in Brooklyn who are hanging out tonight. Yeah, getting rowdy. All right, I got to take a break. A couple of important announcements when we come back, and I mean that. I'm not uh, not just pulling your chain. A couple of important announcements. How you doing over there, Beavis? Okay, I'm fine. You ready for a beer or something? No. <laughs> you sure? No. Yes, uh-uh. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I want some dinner? Damn it. JP, make some dinner. I got some dinner. Ew. Sausage. Whoa. No, I mean like, say it, like no, like I, I bought like Hotlink. I brought all right. Important announcements when we come back. It's the session. Hang in there. Just a couple minutes away. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless-domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. The new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew sand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. 
Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The more beer beer deal deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Okay, welcome back to the program, everybody. A few things left to get to. Thanks for hanging out with us and Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Appreciate that. And once again, Scott Vaccaro, appreciate you hanging out uh, with us. I know it's East Coast time and gets a little sleepy out there this time of night, especially after a couple hours of drinking beer with us. Uh, good find, Shat. It was a good interview. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun dude. A lot of fun. Can't wait to try those beers. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's all pumped. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do the thing. There's stuff and things, bears and things. Can't, I can't wait, can't wait to perform the action. <laughs> the thing will be done. No, I'm pretty stoked. That was great. You sound like it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm really I ex- can't wait for it. Really oh, excited about how oh, that here it went. Comes. Here it comes. Oh, really happy. There it goes. Yeah. There was my excitement. <laughs> hey, I'm doing the, I'm doing the thing. Passing oh. through like a hooker in the night. That was <laughs> All right, moving on. So, moving on to... So I, I told you, and I meant that I do have a couple of important things to talk to you about uh, before we go tonight, and this is stuff I need you to pay attention to. Uh, for one, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, 2008 Organic Homebrew Challenge from Seven Bridges Cooperative. Yes, that is our local uh, or all-organic homebrew shop. You can do organic coffee and organic homebrew. And uh, not only are they a supporter of our program, but uh, we are a supporter of what they do. And we are their media sponsor uh, for the 2008 uh, Organic Homebrew Challenge, which is a homebrew competition they do each year. And I have promoted it for them each year, too. Um, but sort of in passing, I've never really pushed you guys to do it. I, you know, I don't push my hippie ways on anybody. And I'm not doing that this time either. I'm not uh, either uh, uh, you know, saying that you should be all organic or saying that you should not. I'm not asking you to add tofu to your beer, although I would try it. If you did, uh, <laughs> that's tofu. That sounds good to me. All of a sudden, huh. a little tofu. What beer. is tofu? Tofu is soy. It's soy. It's just soy. That's soy all. beer. So it would be a it'd be a soy beer in a sense. Yeah. Look, it's trying to soy think. stout. <laughs> I don't even have words to. Make I'm thinking fun of like you. Uh, soy stout. <laughs> Wouldn't be a soy IPA. So what I think will be fun though, and what I'd like you guys to do. <laughs> 
is try the uh, <laughs> organic homebrew challenge. Here's the interesting thing. So you've got your regular homebrew competitions out there, right? And uh, which we also uh, promote a few of those, uh, you know, throughout the year. Ones that we want you to really participate in. This one has a little twist to it. Uh, you have to use all organic ingredients. Uh, so everything you put into the beer has to be organic. There are a couple of exceptions, um, and I'll give you the list of those things. But more importantly is where you can find the list yourself. So everybody should be going to breworganic.com, and that's the Seven Bridges Cooperative. It's a homebrew shop. It's it's essential. Yep. It's a homebrew shop in Santa Cruz, of course. And uh, it's got to be a Santa Cruz. Yep. And uh, and and what they do is all organic ingredients, both for brewing and and for making coffee. Now, the uh, challenge for 2008 is all organic beers, as always. There are a few exceptions. Uh, all ingredients must be certified organic or organically homegrown. Except for yeast and uh, non-flavor, non-chemical additives. So the only non-organic additives allowed are Burton salts, calcium carbonate, uh, calcium chloride, citric acid, gypsum, Irish moss, lactic acid, magnesium sulfate, uh, which, you know, your Epsom salts, uh, and potassium chloride uh, or GMO-free Yeast. So yeast is a hard thing to get uh, certified organic, but you can find them as uh, uh, without genetically modified organism. Those are GMOs. And these are places that you already use anyway. White Labs, Y-Yeast, Danstar, uh, Fermentus. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know of a yeast company that is GMO. Yeah, they just, I think, kind of go out of their way. to. Uh, there are companies that specifically list that they're GMO. Mm-hmm. And those are ones like White Labs, Y-Yeast. The other ones very well may be, but they're not, I guess, making a point of it. Or- you mean that they're not GMO? That they're uh, that they're GMO free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so these ones, White Labs, Yeast, Danstar, Fermentis, they list that they're all GM, GMO free. So uh, so here's the deal. It's just a regular homebrew competition. It's mm-hmm. a BJCP certified competition. So all the categories apply. Uh, if you don't know where to get in organic ingredients. You go right to Seven Bridges. Uh, again, it's breworganic.com, and that's where I'm going to get my uh, ingredients. I have not entered a competition solo since, um, I think it was 2006, when I got a certificate. <laughs> that your injury arrived on time. Yeah, like whatever the certificate yeah. was for. The default. It's hanging up somewhere, buried. So you're saying that... Uh, you could possibly be re-entering uh, a beer on your own. Uh, I'm going to brew an all-organic beer on my own whoa. and enter it into this competition. Whoa, that's bold. That's I dare bold. you wow. to beat me. I dare you to defeat me. I'll even tell you. I don't know the category yet, but this. But the second I do, I'll post it so you guys can enter the same right. category. And I, I dare you I, to beat I, me. I, I triple do, dog. Dare I've you. been storing up my medals. Right here in my sweaty pants, and I will, and I'm going to win them at this competition. I'm going to brew an all organic beer. I will be ordering uh, my kit or ingredients uh, mm-hmm. as they were. I'm probably right. what I'll probably do for myself is go through Jamil's recipe book as I usually do when I brew anyway, and uh, you know pick my style and. Just try to convert the ingredient, you know, use as much of the ingredients that uh, Seven Bridges has. And uh, I'll tell you this, you'll be surprised at how much you can get 
all organic. Yeah. In fact, most of you will get everything that you need in an all organic form. So you're not really changing a whole lot. You're just maybe ordering from a new place or just trying something different. Exactly. And that's really, for me, that's kind of the fun part of this. Um, I know a lot of you guys think that I'm like Mr. Organic and all that, but it's not true. I, I buy, you know, I'm not all organic or anything else. Um, uh, but I do think it's fun and I think it's interesting and I'm always fascinated by people trying new things. And for me, this is a way for us to do that. So I'm going to enter. JP, what do you think? What do I think? I think you will not win. <laughs> I, okay. Aww, but I uh, agree with him. <laughs> okay. Uh, point uh, I well, noted both Well, of to those. make sure that happens, or at least help that happen. By yeah. the way, neither of you are getting your paychecks this week. Oh, good. Paycheck. You know what? I, I don't have Again. to pay luxury tax on I've, it. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Okay, thank you. JP and Bevo don't get paid. Um, well, are you sure you can't just like let somebody help you and then not include that information on That's the- cheating. That would be against all organic principles. I understand. That would be lying on the application. That is against my organic... Okay, I understand, but you know like in golf they give you a handicap? Life already, life already gave Justin's <laughs> handicap to him a long time ago. You wait and see. Um, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to brew the best beer ever, and Tell I'm not going to let you have any of I'm it. I'm excited Evo. that you're excited about it, because for a while there you weren't that excited about brewing beer, because you suck so bad. Aww. <laughs> he says. Wow. Uh, okay, Bevo, no pay for two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks of no pay. You know what we should do? We should all brew the same recipe. <laughs> or all brew the same style. Come on, help me out here, guys. Jesus. No, I swear to God, we, we should, should all brew no, no, the no, no, same no, no, style no. and enter That's it. fair. You should brew I right next great. to each other, and Justin, you should pay really close attention to them. No, come on. I know listen. what I'm doing. What are you going to do? You already do? know? I'm going down to the farmer's market on Thursday in Concord. Yeah? <laughs> Get some scotch bonnet peppers and apricots, organic. Be- and you- do that calypso ale from Roots. Try to really try to make that. Then you'd have to enter under specialty beer, wouldn't he, uh, Tasty? That's yeah. a specialty beer. Yeah, with those additives. I think that's a great beer. idea. Yeah. Now you need to well, make sure that do, they're certified organic. He could do two, oh, of course. Yeah. Right? He could okay. do fruit beer and specialty ale. Coming uh, yeah. at you. So that's a double uh, entry. Yeah, except with this, with the with the spice part in there. I don't know if it would work under fruit beer, would it? It depends, I think, on what the majority of the flavor is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah, if it's right a background now. thing. I like the idea, Shad. I like the way you're thinking. Okay. Yeah. Like a loser. Because that beer will be horrible. <laughs> so you're going to say organic. I'm just kidding. Because that beer will be organic. What are you going to brew, Jip? I have no idea. When, uh, tell me again when the, when the entries are due. So you have until October 10th. The entry deadline is October 10th. So it's already started. It was uh, September 1st through October 10th. So you got a little time. Um, but you do need to get it in on the tenth, and it's a cool competition. Here's the deal: it's seven hmm. bucks for your first entry, and five bucks every entry after that. Oh, that's cool. It's, I like how they did that. Yeah, they, if you you know you enter more, they give you a little discount, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's breworganic.com. Uh, you can find all this information. I'm going to tell you right now, but there are uh, there's some cool prizes. Uh, first place in all categories. You get a, caster for a day. You get a one-year <laughs> subscription to Brew Your Own Magazine. Thirty bucks worth of uh, organic ingredients uh. from Seven Bridges. Three two-liter growlers donated by Brewmaster. A copy of Wild Fermentations. Uh, all second-place entries will get a Seven Bridges shirt and. Uh, a 14-ounce organic hop assortment. Which, by the way, the Seven Bridges shirts, I have one. They're all organic cotton. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. And they're not silkscreen. It's like the logo is dyed into the fabric. Super, super soft. Interesting. And it's like one of my favorite shirts. You sleep in it? Maybe. <laughs> Do you sleep in it? Maybe. <laughs> 
Uh, and third place entries, you get a set of pint glasses from uh, Seven Bridges, <laughs> two pint glasses, or one of the sponsors, and uh, an organic homebrew recipe book. So, uh, not only that, there's some other things going on there too. Best of Show gets like 250 bucks worth of ingredients to Seven Bridges. Um, and let's see, first uh, first place, two hundred fifty bucks worth of organic ingredients from Seven Bridges, a Seven Bridges shirt, plus a one year uh, membership to the Organic Buyers Club. Second place, a hundred bucks worth of 100. ingredients, uh, plus a one year uh, membership. And uh, third place is fifty bucks. Um, also, I think that um, if oh, uh, oh here it is, yeah, there's two grand prizes. If you win in the Eastern Division. You get to brew at Clipper City Brewery in Baltimore. We've talked to Clipper City. Man. Fun dudes. Yeah. Uh, you get to brew over there with them at Clipper City. Western Division gets to brew an all-organic beer with Eel River Brewing Company in Fortuna, California. So a couple of really cool uh, prizes that you can get uh, you know, from, from the different breweries. So I really want you guys to do this. All right, I'm asking you to uh, pony up a little bit. Get yourself an organic homebrew kit from Seven Bridges. If you want to get it elsewhere, actually, that's awesome, too. The point is, let's enter this competition and uh, see what we can do. It's just a little bit different, and uh, I think it'll be fun. So, I'm definitely going to do it. You know, I, I don't know, maybe, well, you got to do something kind of quick. So I'm thinking maybe a wit beer. You could do a wit. You could do a like half. That. Yeah, people could do a organic halves. Tasty? Going to brew some? Yeah, I think I'm doing like if I can get some Pilsner malt, I might do a uh, golden straw. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And uh, I get Belgian yeast, so that'd be cool. Oh yeah, like a, like a Pliny Light organic. No, no, no that many hops, but Hippie yeah. Light. Yeah, right. Oh, that's not bad. Armpit. Do you want to do the same beer? We should do the same beer. I don't want to do the same beer. Come on, listen. The, my, the deck is stacked against me enough, Come on, isn't it'll it? be fun, though. I don't think it'll be fun for you guys. It's the same beer, oh, we can't each on. win in a category. I want Justin to win, like, you know, first place in the uh, Pell Ale oh, category. This is nice. I need to, like, enter. <laughs> what, what does nobody enter anymore? I need to enter, like, Roush oh, yeah. beer. Okay, I like yeah, something like where I'm just Dark gonna... lager. <laughs> I need to enter something where there's going to be three medals. Where there's only three entries, and that way I'm guaranteed a medal, right? It's true. Three entries. I'm gonna have to go. I might have to call ahead and ask who is not what categories people yeah. aren't entering. Get it handicapped. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. I can do that as a sponsor. You know. Right. Sure. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm putting together a news bit, and I want to know how much. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are your entries at right now? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you know, for example, like what does nobody enter? <laughs> I want to try to encourage people to enter into those. Yeah. Amelia over at Seven Bridges. Justin, is this you again? <laughs> Damn it. I thought, I... I thought that this was enough to disguise my voice. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that you would know me. <laughs> uh, all right. So you can go to breworganic.com. The uh, deadline is October 10th. So you got some time. All right. You got enough time to order a kit from them or anybody that you want to do it. It does have to be all organic, including the hops. Uh, but I think it sounds fun. You know, why not? Um, so give it a go. I'll remind you guys about it again next week and probably the week after that, too. Uh, but breworganic.com, that's all you need to know, and uh, I think it'll be fun. All right, I got a phone call here, Beavis. Yeah, I, I messaged you. Oh, I should probably read that. Maybe you should. Well, I was busy talking about uh, Yourself? nice things here and myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, caller, who are we talking to? That's Brew Tattoo. Okay, Brew Tattoo says, uh, you guys are such douchebags to no, talk... No, that's not Brew Tattoo. Oh. Who's that then? That's Just... some other douchebag. Oh. Brew Tattoo, go on. What do you have to say, my friend? Where did that come from? Uh, I'm getting messages all over the place now. 
He just oh, doesn't ever read them. I just assumed Bob it was you calling us a douchebag. I don't know why. No, that's, I don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe you're not feeling well. Okay. All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> what do you got? In the forum, the subject of name tags for the GABF has been broached. I would just like to tell everybody, show up at the BN booth, and tags will be there for you. Oh, we're going to give out name tags? Yes, you are. Awesome. I like how Brew Tattoo has already made the BN his own entity. Yeah, he can go for yeah. it, man. He does cool stuff. Are we going to laminate these these name tags? Nah, laminate too too much, no. You know, I was thinking about that, though. We were thinking, we should coordinate on this Brew Tattoo, because we yeah. did have the idea uh, of... Because the laminating machines are are pretty, uh, they're pretty cheap and easy to okay. use. We had one at Burning Man for the genital portrait studio, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> and they're pretty easy to laminate. And then you get like a. It might be cool to have like an official like laminated uh, Brewing Network ID tag, right? Okay. What are you like thinking? Are you thinking like hop grenade on there and stuff? Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of like it. Uh, a forum name and a real name. Yeah, that, both, yeah, that's helpful because you know there's a lot of names going around. Yeah, like because douche nobody and knows real names and people use real names and it's confusing. Yeah. All right, I like this idea. All right, okay. Do me a favor and coordinate with Shat on this um, because he's already been looking at the laminating machines. I think for this idea we were talking cool. about. So I think that's okay. it. cool. Thank you for stepping up with that too because I didn't know if we we're going to make it happen or not. And so that's a, it's a It'll good happen. idea. It'll happen. And two other things. Okay. You need to tell some Burning Man stories before you get off the air tonight. Yeah, okay. Because we've been sitting here waiting. Yeah. For two weeks now. I'm sure. Wondering about you being stoned naked out in the middle of the desert. With bated breath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And goggles. We want to hear about you naked out in the desert. You didn't have your penises uh, in your hand while you were waiting for this, did you? (laughs) Well, yeah. That's another story. Okay. Um, Apparently it's the same story. uh, and maybe a little, uh, little, little, little plug for why Shat's going back east. Ah, that we're about to do <laughs> yeah, right now. Are. As yeah. a matter okay. of fact, yes. So, all right, okay. Tat. Thanks, my uh, brother. I will email Shat about the tags, and uh, I'm out of here. All right. So, so right, GABF is going to be fun, by the way, and a lot of BNers yeah. are going. Uh, so, everybody, if if you haven't planned on going there, especially if you're in the Colorado area, get your ass to GABF. We got a big booth, and uh, you know we do our thing there. It's a lot of fun. So, be out there with us. And also sign up for the uh, Twitter. Yes. For Justin, and sign up for my Twitter, too, because sometimes the Twitters are delayed. There's a lot of delayed Twittering. And that way you know where we're going, because I don't, you got, you know, everybody comes to the booth, hey, where are you guys going tonight? I don't know. Uh, we go wherever the strippers are. So just, uh, you got to sign up for Twitter to know where we're going. I only have free passes for PTs, so. Mm, great. I'll bring my dollar PTs. bills. All right, thanks, yeah. brother. See ya. Later. Bye. Shat's dad gave me a wad of $2 bills I still have to spend. At a nice strip club. When did Brew Tattoo turn into Hank Hill? <laughs> I don't know. Does that what he sounds like? And then that. we'll be out at the sign up for the Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, I can't do very well, but. No, that's you know. not bad, actually. It's pretty good. I like he's how right, he though. says naked. 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 But naked. Well, there on the burning, man. I was going to avoid Burning Man stories because Doc wasn't here. and You, know, you got to wait for Doc. Who really cares, anyway? Mm, I've heard him. Okay, so. Here's the other. So that was the first bit of important news was the uh, uh, brew organic uh, competition. Okay. Second bit of important news, and this really is uh, this is good stuff I got for you guys here. Uh, so Shat, his family is putting on their second annual um, memorial golf tournament for Shat's brother Ryan. Mm-hmm. Right, second time. That's right? right, yeah, second. 
What uh, where you guys do it? Uh, East Lime, Connecticut, Cedar Ridge Golf Course. Uh, so it's right on the coast, kind of in between New Haven and uh, the border of uh, Rhode Island. Okay. So southeastern Connecticut. And what's the date? September twentieth on that. Twenty uh, first. So it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Okay, great. Yep. So you know, and if you guys don't want to donate or anything, just want to come hang out, bring homebrew. If you guys are in the area, that's cool. Oh, that'd cool. be awesome. So. Just they, to let everyone know that. They kind of let you use the clubhouse area for all Absolutely. Of this. Oh, we'll good. have food, so if you don't want to play, you know, whatever, that's fine, too. Shet's dad's like the mayor of this town. Like, not officially. He's like the unofficial. He's like the adopted mayor of this place. So they kind of let the guy do whatever the hell he wants, right? Like Pretty he, much. Like, if he's going to put on a tournament, they're like, yes, sir. Well, he's he a big wants. golfer, so he knows all yeah. the guys around town. And, you know, okay. he's, he, the pro there is awesome. I yeah. can't think of his name, but uh, he's great. I mean, Takes care of you guys. Too. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, a lot of fun. He probably goes around saying, yeah, uh, I'm Chad's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets the best table at the pizza joint. Yeah. He's our East Coast affiliate. Yeah. yeah. He's our, uh, you know, he gets the best overalls when they come into the to the to the central feed store you know he gets yeah. all that he's always stuff. been that way growing up i mean he like you know the shop next door turned into a sporting goods sh- store next thing i know i had like 20 hats like <laughs> yeah, he's just that guy you know he goes yeah. and talks to maybe he just thieves maybe hey, he's a thief throw stuff at him so. hey is he going to gabf with us he's thinking about it i think he should oh, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. really cool to have him that'd be great that'd really be cool yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. He'd love Let's it. Get him there. He'd yeah. have a good time. Chad would have two dads there. He'd have Tasty and he'd have yeah, that's right, <laughs> like Boston. Yeah. Tasty's more of his older brother than his dad. Yeah, more <laughs> way older. Way brother. older. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient brother. I'll make AIDS Aww. jokes. Damn. Actually, my father and Tasty get along just great. So. Yeah, he's a good guy. So what's happening is the second annual Memorial Golf Tournament for Ryan Mosier, uh, which I think yeah. is just an awesome thing that you it's guys do. certainly a worthy thing. Uh, what a fun way to uh, celebrate a person's life. And uh, it goes to charity. The, the proceeds from this, it's a charitable thing. It's not the, it's not the, ch- the Shat charity. It will not pay <laughs> Shat's rent. No, not this uh, year, anyway. <laughs> it's a very cool charity that they do. And uh, what they do is they give scholarships away so that kids can go to college. And... Uh, you know, a lot of uh, there's a lot of smart kids out there whose uh, parents, you know, weren't that smart and didn't uh, make a whole bunch of cash and like uh, me. you know whatever have it. Uh, well, uh, smart kids though. Oh, smart. Yeah, like you, except for smart kids. I thought I'm not retarded. No, retarded. Now you know how it goes. Either whether you had to put yourself through college or couldn't go yourself, or or maybe you're just planning for your kid to go and you're wondering how you're going to do that. Scholarships are really a cool way to make that happen. So what Shat and his family, uh, Shat's dad, uh, and and all of the family has has decided to do this year is to spread out that scholarship. They 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 made a lot of money the first year and gave uh, gave away a lot of money to a lot of deserving kids <laughs> who got to uh, and who by the way were really thankful. Whole lots of like you changed my life. Thank you for helping me go to college, kind of thing. So this year, Shat's dad got so involved with the Brewing Network and really loves what we do here. He wanted to expand the scholarships a bit. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal: they uh, the Mosier family has decided to give away uh, one thousand dollars to the son of a Brewing Network listener and $1,000 to the daughter of a Brewing Network listener. Wow. Who's going to go to college. It's a not scholarship. Either, not either or. One and one of right, each. both. Right. One of each. Wow. There will be $1,000 to a boy and $1,000 to a girl, a son and a daughter of the Brewing Network. And the deal is just that, you know, it's a, it's a college scholarship fund. So here's what you need to do to register to do this. Um, you just need to have your son or daughter write an essay about uh, why they're going to school, 
Definitely. What, you know, what they want to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. How they want to use it. Yeah, I mean, what what are they going to use it towards? I mean, yeah. what are they excited about? Absolutely. Let us All know about yeah. let, let them know about you and, and, nice story, and, yeah. and what you're interested in. And mm-hmm. I, I, I repeat, this is written by the son or the daughter. Uh, it's It's for Brewing Network listener families, but... What they really want to know is how the kids, how the money is going to affect the kids and why they want to go to school and, and why they're donating it to you. Um, and you know how this goes. There's a bunch of lazy kids out there uh, who, uh, who, who will squander money like this. But there's also a bunch of really promising kids out there who uh, could always use the money to go to school. Uh, I was one of the lazy ones. Uh, so I'm happy to help some of the promising ones. So uh, if, if you're looking for ways to put your son or daughter through college, it's a chance to get a $1,000 scholarship, right? Absolutely. And these are current year seniors kind of things? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I think or, so, right, yeah. Chad? Yes. I mean, you got to be going to school you know, after the summer. So you're uh, entering in the college this fall. Kind yeah. Of fall. That's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe what will happen is that money will arrive just in time. Your initial scholarship fund will have run out just when you're down to the liquor yeah, store right. and you need a new, not a new <laughs> case of beer, but more books. Uh, the check will arrive just in time to get you some more books. Um, so that's the deal. You can send your essays to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. And, you know, they're just going to read yeah. through them and, and, you know, they're going to try to get to know you uh, as best they can through the essay and, and, and choose somebody. So uh, Maybe Chad will come out and spend some time with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chad. <laughs> We're going to go to the circus now. <laughs> I got to say, you know, when I was going to school, this was something that uh, I, I would have jumped at. So it, I'm very impressed with your family, Chad, for doing it. And I think it's very cool that your dad is so involved with the BN now and likes what we do that he wants to help out the BN listeners. You know, I, I think he just sees the uh, impact of the listenership and basically how they give back to the show. And uh, I think it's really, it's got to hit home with him. And, you know, he kind of wants to share with what he can share. Uh, on his end so it's just yeah it's a great cause um great idea is all his idea to be honest really he, he approached me with it so should be a lot of fun and uh hopefully we get some great es- essays yeah so just write about what you want to do uh have your kids write you know what are they going to do what are they going to college for what are their dreams a little bit of aspirations you know stuff like that uh, stuff that guys are never going to ask them again uh, their dreams and aspirations uh tell us why uh, they deserve this scholarship fund it's a thousand dollars for a boy it's $1,000 for a girl, and you send those to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Your deadline for this is Friday night, September 19th. So September 19th at midnight uh, is your deadline. And you just have to you know write it in Word or whatever, send it as an attachment. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big fancy deal. They just want to know a little bit about you, right? And, you know, it's not set in stone, the, the deadline. I mean, if stuff comes in and we get a chance to look at it, you know, I don't want to get stuck on a date. Just send it in as close to the 21st as you can. Okay. Anything past that. I mean, hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Entitle it Feelings Essay. Feelings. <laughs> the Feelings Essay. That's really a cool thing. So the the tournament as a whole, they're also going to be giving away the scholarships that they gave away last year. That, so kids there in Connecticut are going to get some? Absolutely. I think we gave away, boy, between 10 and 15 grand last year. Wow. Something like that. That's All so fantastic. All scholarships and pretty much friends and family. So um, this year we wanted to open it up a little more. Uh, get more people involved, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a, a even better turnout than it was last year, which was a hell of a turnout last year. Tons Good. of food. I mean, we're giving out other stuff, too. I mean, golf balls, umbrellas. I mean, <laughs> Tournament prizes. It's not just, you know, this scholarship money. I mean, there's so much that's donated. So if you guys want to come down and hang out, anybody in the area, New England, wherever, uh, just come down and hang out. I mean, no obligation to get out there and play. If you want to come out and whack a few 
balls with me on a couple of poles, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, What's the location again, Chat? It's an East Lime Cedar Ridge Golf Course. It's a like a par three course, you know, they call it an executive course. So it's not like you got to come out and be on your, your A game. I mean, it's just a small course, a lot of fun, a lot of drinking. Okay. Put some balls and some Tons holes. of food. Outback Steakhouse, actually, uh, they sponsor all the food. Uh, my brother had worked nice. there, actually, like before Sweet. he had passed, and the manager... You know, thought very highly of him. Okay, and he actually bought the chain, uh, bought the the restaurant. Oh, right. In in New London now, and uh, so he donates food every year for this now. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, it's a good event. I wish I could make it this year. It sounds like me and my dad are going to play in it next year, Shat. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get it. You know, get our dates organized uh, a little earlier. But uh, this year, I got to go to NCHF. Uh, it was just late notice, but it right, sounds like right. my dad wants in. I was trying to get him to go. He's going to be in Texas. Hmm. So he said, I will pay for you if we can do it next year. So he's all stoked. Hmm. Going so, after the young chicks in yeah. Texas, huh? Yes, he's going Ooh. after the... Yes. Not enough young chicks uh, back east for him, I guess. My, hey, dad, well, my school, dad's a stud, man. High school just started, so... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's a whole, whole fresh crop. Classes yeah. are in. <laughs> but, you know, bottom line, I don't want anyone to feel pressured into coming and having to play. If you just want to show up, I mean, hey, to hang out with me, I mean, it's not a big deal, but if, yeah, you, well, if you want to and just hang out, and, you know, just, if I was around there, it's going to be a lot of fun. If I was around there, I'd come on Saturday and go up to Captain Lawrence with you. That, hey, you know yeah. what? I'm, I'll leave that open to all listeners. Uh, Saturday is probably going to be the day, the 20th. Okay. So if you guys want to meet up and go out there, that'd be awesome. All right. Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can get all the info. He will return your messages. And uh, that's also where you send your essays. So tomorrow morning, few of you should be, uh, you know, waking up your sons and daughters and saying, hey, got a little help for you to go to college. So uh, start writing, and uh, that's very generous of the Mosier family. Absolutely. Hopefully we can have them call in next week and talk about it, too. Okay. My father. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be cool, actually. Yeah. Next week is our last live week for a long time, for four weeks to be exact. Uh, what happens is we got a, a live show next week, and then we'll be recording a live show from the Northern California Homebrewers Conference, or Homebrewers Festival, the week after. That's on Saturday, September 20th. We'll be recording it. It will air at normal time on the 21st on Sunday. And then I'm gone for three weeks after that. Two weeks in Europe, going to Oktoberfest, and then I'm back for like 12 hours, and then I go, we go to JBF. And Chad and I are going to do a show, right, when you're gone? Is that, did you get that memo? I didn't get that memo. Chad, we're going we're gonna to do the Chad and JP variety show. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Oh. <laughs> Chad, did, Chad didn't get the memo either. <laughs> no. It's a lot of variety to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Well, never mind. Uh, you will be getting new programs. You don't have to wait four weeks for new programming. Like I said, we're recording a show from the Homebrewers Festival on the 20th, so you'll get that on the 21st. And then at the GABF, we'll be recording, I don't know, three shows at least. Uh, so you'll get new programming uh, then also. So it's just, you know, we're not live back in the studio for like four weeks, Beavis. It's a long time. I'll survive think so? Yeah. I don't know. You have to spend Sunday nights with Sam. You'll be all right? Yeah. I'll be good. I'm you good. could go hang out with JP. Or so. You and JP could hang out in the chat room on Sunday uh, nights. We could do that. Oh, yeah. Or we could get together and like play World of Warcraft or something. <laughs> that's code. I know what that's code for, too. That's awesome. <laughs> or, Let's or, do or it. Or Guitar Hero. Yeah. Do you play World of Warcraft, Beavis? No, but I'm not opposed to it. I would totally do it. That's yeah. why I'm in love with Bevo. So open-minded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's open I'm totally into She's like a gamer. That. Yeah. Stuff. You should create her a Such character. A I will. If you want to come over, I'll let you create a character on my account to see if you like it. Okay. Okay. And then you can track it on your iPhone. I can. I'll I show can, you my I character. Can't, I can't track it on my iPhone. No, you can't. I don't have an iPhone. Like That's why. Palm. 
on my palms. So people track it enough for both of you. <laughs> I feel like this yeah. is borderline creepy. We need to yeah. stop now. I'll do enough tracking for both of us. <laughs> yeah, you guys are creeping me out. If you think it hurts, if you think it hurts, I got Icky on the line. Icky, what's happening, brother? Master. Hey guys. (laughs) Speaking of creepy, Icky, we have not heard from you in a while, man. Dude, I've been waiting. (laughs) In your bushes. Everything that was happening going down. You've just been storing up your ickiness for us. I've been waiting. You betcha. Outside your bedroom window. Uh, so what's the word, man? Are we going to see you at the NorCal Fest this year? Oh, you betcha! Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up in force. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep right next to your tent. <laughs> no, no, I'm bringing my whole crew. You're, you're actually gonna meet Mrs. Icky. Really? Nice. And and Icky Junior. And Icky Junior Ed. Oh, you're kidding oh, me! Oh man, the whole crew. Yeah, the and whole my, crew. And my friends, Cuddy and Stabby. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's cool, man. Uh, it's yeah. going to be fun this year. You know, the Friday, September 19th, that's my birthday. So a little celebration oh, Friday. Right. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I'll be a, I'll be a waste it's, uh, come Saturday. And all, then. Yes, yeah, Paxton does his uh, his beer dinner every year. So uh, tickets for the wife and I, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I gotta buy tickets. I didn't do that yet. I tried to get. <laughs> I tried to, get, to. You don't have to buy shit, man. You get all stuff for free. I'm sure. No, I don't. I tried. Listen, I'm not afraid to say what a cheapskate I am. So they have us uh, set up as a booth this year. It's our first year set up as a booth, and we are going to be doing some broadcasting. Are they going to let you do your deal this year? They are. That's why they're giving me the whole booth thing. They felt bad about I'm last year. I'm not going to have to get naked this year and lay down in, on the stage, am I? No, not again. Uh, this year it should be cool. Okay. Uh, okay, they cool. felt bad about last year, and so they wanted to make sure I had time to do it and all this. But I'm also recording their lectures for them as we're set up to do all that. So I wrote back to them. I said, okay, this is great. We're all set to be there. I haven't bought my tickets to the festival yet because I assume because I'm recording audio for you that it's covered. And they're like, no, everybody buys tickets, dude. Even we buy we buy tickets. They told me no. Yeah, right. No, I'm serious. No, 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 not for you, but for, for every, we had to buy tickets. No, you did. That's what he said. He, the guy who was organizing it with me said, I just bought my ticket too. So I'm kind of thinking, I don't know, maybe I can't make it now or something. You know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm totally looking forward to it. The the Washoe's efforts are going to show up, and I'm. I, I've been brewing a lot of beers with uh, on the uh, McDole influence. Oh. And, uh, and, so you've been high? Uh, no, no, just lots of hoppy stuff. Oh. Uh, Brew with Chad and, and reading uh, um, and stuff on how to how to extend your uh, hops. And uh, that's working out okay. So, um, so you're bringing these beers from, with you? Oh yeah, and okay. then I got one from uh, from a little bit back that's sour, right up your alley with some cherry. So, uh, it's gonna be good. Sour. I think Icky's in the woods. Yeah. All the cricket. Yeah, where are you? Like uh, Canada. Bear, <laughs> he's burying a hooker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang on a second. All right. Slice one up. I'm back. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) All right. I'm back. That bitch was sinewy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Icky, I did one of your beers last night. Berliner Weitz, one of your favorites. No way, man. Yeah. How'd you do it? Uh, Jamil style. 
So I added the lacto uh, and the uh, European ale together. Chopped up a hooker. Well, JP and I have been talking. He didn't have much luck doing that. Really? How did it turn out, JP? You know, I, I was talking to the guys earlier. It, it, I'm still venting everything, so I think it's kind of dying out. You know, a little bit of the lacto thing going on. I haven't tried it in three weeks, so it's smelling a lot better. So actually, I'm going to go home and try it tonight and see, see how it goes. So but, are you uh, coming to NorCal? Are you bringing that thing with you? No, I'm not going to NorCal. How come you never go to NorCal? Because I because I get to go to like GABF and and NHC and so I figure I, I leave the. You could go on your own time. It's on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I could go on my own time. I don't know. But I it mean, would require leaving your house for longer than twenty four hours. Do they have the internet out there? They don't. Oh, no. we'll and see. Being them. around people. Yeah, well, see, those are two <laughs> things I don't want to do. Man. Yeah. You should be going to I'm going to GABF on my own. Yeah. Not not B three related. And we're gonna miss so. Chat this year. He's gonna be back east. Then. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be I'd back love east. to be there, man. Oh, I gotta send kids to uh, college. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing golf. What? I think that I think that Schumann is going to be our interim producer uh, that weekend. So uh, we'll. Oh s- damn. We'll see how Shu does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Shu will have to uh, excuse my absence uh, in the. Uh, in the dormitory this year, because I'll have the fam. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah la- well, last year, <laughs> Icky got so hammered at our camp that he couldn't yeah. find his way back to his own camp, <laughs> so we let him crash with Schumann. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know which one woke let up him with Vaseline or on ass, him, yeah. but it was Same one Same sleeping bag. Yeah, that's hey. going to be awkward with uh, Schumann and my wife in the same camp. Uh. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It won't be that awkward for him. <laughs> yeah, it'll be totally normal for Schumann. <laughs> All right, Icky. Well, we'll be seeing you there in a couple weeks, man. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Have peace, guys. Cool. Cheers, brother. Did you say happy Bye. yeast? Or have peace. Have peace. I think have, you pe- said. Yeah. have peace. Have peace. Have peace. Have peace. Wow. He's a now, peaceful guy, Icky. I kind of feel bad from teasing him, but not really. <laughs> have have peace, man. Yeah, well, Icky, you either uh, do or Icky, you don't. Icky brew my uh, plenty light. I was I let out the recipe to him so he could. Uh, ah. So he's bringing his version. Of that. Oh, we'll try that at the festival yeah. then. How That'd many be beers cool. are you bringing up there, Tasty? You know, the usual six or seven. <laughs> you know what I've been wanting to brew lately. Especially, well, and talking to uh, talking to Captain Lawrence about his eighty degree, eighty four degree Belgians. Yeah. Yes, a good beer and a good Belgian beer. Yeah. I want. Right. I've never brewed. Uh, I mean, Shat and I have done the Belgian blonde type of deal, but not like a real, like a double or something. Mm. I've not done I think anything like that. Maybe a triple or yeah. I have a dark strong recipe I'd love to give you. I kind of want a good one though. Mine's tasty. It won. It won <laughs> third place in the World Cup. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't have Doc help me brew it. So, the thing... Oh, yeah. The thing... No? All right. <laughs> no, I that figured was, I'd get you with that That was one. good. I'm just... I'm already, sorry, I'm already one track because I'm thinking about brewing it now. The thing that I... I think one of the reasons I haven't brewed it yet is because it's not as easy as just throwing a bunch of malt in there. How do you do the sugar part of it? Um, I use that... Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? The dark candy sugar. The Belgian... Um, it's been out for a couple years. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Actually, I've got a bottle. I have a bottle sitting on my shelf that I've had for a couple years. I don't know if yeah. I can still use that You'd one. You'd probably want to get, get, get something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Taste it, I guess, and see. But uh, You've used it, though? I, I've used it five or six times, actually. Cause I, I don't brew a lot of Belgians. You know me. I like real kind of lower alcohol beers. Um, but uh, I used it once, and uh, yeah, I, I don't use rocks in my beer anymore, the, the, the rock candies. That's just, the difference. So it's that it's all liquid uh, candy sugar. Yeah, it's liquid candy sugar, and it's just a it's just a completely different flavor. It's oh, yeah. totally totally different. And and now I can I can go through. I was having a Belgian. Um, actually, I was having Panapot 
a couple nights ago. Yeah. And I swear to God. How'd you get that? Uh, what kind of pot? Panapot. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I swear to God, they use dark two candy syrup from from uh, from dark candy syrup. I don't know, but it oh. it, ta- it tasted uh, kind of that marshmallowy fig kind of uh, sweetness to yeah, it. That's what I'm looking for. That's I swear to God, it's this it's this candy syrup. But I, you know, they won't tell me. So yeah, interesting. I, I don't know for sure. But. Seriously, where'd you get a panapot from? Where the hell did? Oh, you know what? Um, when when Chris and I drove down south to the Craft Brewers Conference in August, April. Yeah. Uh, we went to uh, Pizza Port in Carlsbad, and they have a little bottle shop next door. Ah. And I think that's where I picked it up. Nice. Because they, they it was just after their Belgian beer fest, hmm. and so they get a bunch of crap in, and then whatever they don't you know sell at the fest, I think they sell through the bottle shop. So. so where do you put the candy sugar in the beer when you're doing it? I'm still trying to figure that out. I do it the last 15 minutes or so. Um, so Oh, so you're actually putting it in the boil. This isn't something yeah. you add to the... You have to boil it. Yeah, I think if you add it to the fermenter, I think it's too thick. I, mean, I think you have to cut it. Uh, or I, can, I can see doing that. It's, it'd be hard to add it a little bit at a time. Uh, you know, yeah. Have you ever used the dark candy sugar? Yeah, I made uh, Belgian dark strong with it. You did? Yeah, and I, re- I think it added a lot to the beer. I added, uh, like, I think it comes in a one-pint container. Yeah, it's one yeah, and that's a half what pound. I have and, well. and for 10 gallons, I think I probably should have used two because it really wasn't. Okay. I, could, I could sense it, but I, I wish I'd added like twice well, as much. Which can, which one did you use? Well, the one you guys uh, sell at B3. You just, the, you just carry that one, right? The, the dark? No, we carry the amber, we carry the dark. And the one I used that won the, the, uh, the third place at the World Cup of Beer ah. was the dark two candy shirt. Syrup. I don't know about the dark two. It, yeah, it's kind of new. It, it, it's, it's a lot more fig and like um like oh. dried fruit characteristics than wow. than like the dark and so i really like the dark too uh, over the over we'll the dark that. or the we'll amber try, for that we'll matter. Have to try that yeah well that's what i'm going to try then cuz that sounds easier to me than the the rock candy stuff i don't know for some reason that just uh, that stuff just seemed daunting to me to well, well the rock candy is just basically just pure sugar you can you might as well use table sugar yeah i see yeah. all right and just the flavors are completely different. Like yeah. if, you, if you get a little like rock, amber rock, and you taste it, and you taste some of the amber candy sugar, it's completely different. Yeah. It's it's really really good. All right, so dark candy syrup. Yeah. All right. Uh, I wonder if it would. F- I should call Seven Bridges and see if that would fit under the. It's probably not. Or that doesn't fit under the organic bill because I would brew that for my. Well, I guess the sugar. Yeah, I don't know. Call them and see. Right. I mean, because because dude, if they say gypsum is okay. I gotta think, you know, candy sugar is fine, right? Hmm. Uh, that could be a winner for me. If that's all right, then that's what I'm brewing. I'll say it right now. Well, it does Sounds take good. a couple months to age. Like it yeah, took mine. Good. Mine oh. took like three months to really start coming around. Damn it! So well, I guess I won't be doing that then. Next year, though, if you know, tell you what, if you brewed it now for next year, <laughs> it might be good. Yeah. All right. Oh. Okay, is that all the announcements? Uh, we did the uh, Homebrew Challenge. We did this scholarship. Chat at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your applications uh. there. Uh, next week, um, interesting interview I think we're going to have. Shafley. Shafley. Yes. Shafley. Shafley, I think. Shafley. 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 The other uh, St. Louis brewery, basically. They're like... Hmm. Literally right in the shadows of the Anheuser Busch <laughs> compound, I think, of the Anheuser InBev compound. That's right. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, it's our first uh, Missouri brewer, right? That we've ever had That's on right. the program. Heard of him? Definitely heard of him. Yeah, we'll be talking to Stephen Hale from uh, Shafley. 
Shafly. I'll get that right by next week, maybe. Uh, we're talking to them about uh, that'll be. An, I'm just curious to know what it's like being the craft brewer in the land of AB. Yeah, ABEV. Have you have you uh, heard of their uh, uh, Budweiser's? What is it? American Ale. American Ale. Oh, them putting that out? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to find something to bring it in. I, uh, is it out already? No, it's not out yet. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's so, out. isn't it? William Brand says it's not that bad. Oh, it's not the commercial for it. Yeah, he got like, a taste. Yeah. Uh, he tried it, huh? The Elsie Bronte and me was like, oh, Budweiser. Hmm. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> the the uh, you know the commercial, they're pouring it into a pint glass, and they say some garbage. I don't know. what Like American like shaker glass. And then it says, like, you know, de- more than, I don't know. I forget what the hell it says, but, like, it... it Pops the glass out so it makes little dimples like the English pint glass. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would make some weird analogy there. It's kind of awful, but uh, yeah. the beer looked pretty good. I don't if know. it's anywhere as awful as that story, it's, pro- it's awful. <laughs> it's probably right around the same level. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm sure know? they'll still have the Budweiser taste, though. Like, they all have the same. So it'll be lame and tasteless, yeah. you're saying? Lame and tasteless, <laughs> That's yeah. weird. Hey, speaking of lame and tasteless, did you drink the can of Mickey's uh, that uh, we got you for your birthday, Beavis? Uh-huh. Did I not give that to you? Sounds like you did, and she does. No, she did. I don't remember. A tall you? can? Come on, you oh, remember it, that? It might be in the fridge now. Do you want it now? No. Right before you puked. Remember you that can? You totally have it now. Oh, God, no. You don't oh. want it to go bad. Mickey's, you don't want it to age too long. It's <laughs> Maybe next been a, time. I don't want it. It's want, already three days old. You want to have a tasting? No. Oh, God. It's a tall boy, too. I'll it's share like, it. Uh, I'm not going to drink that thing by myself. That's no one disgusting. wants to drink that. No. JP, what's wrong with you? I've never had it. to punish people. You've never had Mickey's? No. You've never... I've never had Mickey's either. we got to get it. I want to have a taste okay, Because I think it's funny to taste record, awful beer. The big black dick made me puke. That was what did it. <laughs> Wrong pipe? I thought Terrence had already left. No. <laughs> what she means is there's a... I explained there, this in the, the chat already. There's a rum that's called Big Black Dick. That's the name of the rum. I just got through what I said. Like, I know Big Black Dick is bad, but then... I mean, because sometimes it just makes you gag, but it actually made you puke. Fucking Chad. Wrong pipe? <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even know that I had thrown up until that the next morning I went to the bathroom and I had, like, flashbacks, and I was like, oh, God. I didn't know you threw up it either. It was horrible. Man. It was, like, it was like motion sickness throwing up, because, like, I was spinning so much that I just... This 24-ounce can of Mickey's that we got you... Has, has like pictures of Tito Ortiz. Uh, it's all like it's ultimate. Bad, it's badass. It's That's badass. Why. It's yeah. ultimate uh, fighting. Right. And it's you know it's fun. JB, how could you grow up in Livermore and Concord and never have tried Mickey's? First of all, I grew up in Livermore. Don't ever say I grew up in Concord. Oh, now so, you just live in Concord. Yeah. Um. Because I, I I never liked beer like that. I didn't. I never really was out to ever get drunk. Ever. Like, my friends would drink some awful crap. They would drink Cisco. And I'm like, eh, I'm not really... I don't feel it. I don't like it. I just stayed away from it. You don't drink this to, to get drunk. It's fine malt liquor. It says it right here. Oh. Well, see, I didn't read the label. I guess that's where I went wrong. Yeah, you know, looking at that, that is making me a little nauseous. This also, it's the MMA collector can. Oh. So MMA? That's the... Something mixed ultimate. martial arts. Thank you. Tasty. Look at wow. this. Wow. Yeah, look at the white. I thought it had something to do with like Mexican American. Right out. Uh, wow. Does your is your El Camino parked outside? <laughs> <Yeah>. Tasty. <laughs> the tap handles yeah. on the back. Yeah. It has two really nice rims. The front I haven't got yet, but the back ones, spinners, man. You can hear the tailgate vibrate when I play the music. <laughs> when I play La Bamba. All right, you want, so you want to do the honors here, Jipper? I don't know. Bevo, are you in for it? It's a wide mouth. Oh, it's vented? No. Oh. 
but it are is gonna, a wide mouth. Are you guys gonna have some? Because uh, I'll have some. Yeah, I kind of yeah, wanted to do like a. It's a tall boy, but sure, there's Jesus. no uh, new Glarus left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I? Literally, can I I've got a nice glass of new Glarus. We opened a smoke uh, as on long the porter. Beaver's not going to drink it all ourselves. We had it. some of their. What, what is that one right there? That's uh, the cherry. And this is delicious. Though. The cherry. Uh, the cherry. And now from, we're going oh. to. Now we're finishing with Mickey's. Oh. You know, it smells like a urinal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's well, the right. That's where it ends up. So. Is yeah. it? Thought maybe I recycled the wrong beer. One. Yeah. It's a beer recapture program. Pour a chaser for the Mickeys. This one is for our boys in Brooklyn tonight who are hanging out listening to the show. This can of Mickeys is for you guys. Should I pour a little bit on the ground for the homies? Can you pour a little out for our live homies in Brooklyn? Mickey's is big out east. Let's yeah. remain my friends. Right, here we go. Straight oh, Cash man. Homie wants to know if we can save this can for him because he needs the Ortiz can to save his, uh, <laughs> to, to complete his collection. You're oh. kidding me. He's got the whole collection of uh, I hope not. MMA I fighters. I think he was joking, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give it to him. Sure. <laughs> How'd you like that, JP? I, oh. Jipper? I'm thinking about it. Because <laughs> it's sort of unpleasantly pleasant, isn't it? No, it... It smells like throw up. Yeah, but taste yeah, it. It tastes been, way different than JP's it smells. Mouth. All right, Bevo's giving it a... Don't s- stop smelling it. It's a Mickey's in a can. Just yeah, drink don't, it. Don't look for Hopper Rumor. Yeah, stop going for the whole <laughs> eval- And Yeah, wipe off JP. I'm not wiping off JP. I'm wiping off the Mickey's. You sound like you're already going to yoke. It's real clean. And then it sits in your mouth. Oh God, it's disgusting. And then it, uh, it it doesn't taste so clean anymore. <laughs> but it is real clean tasting. No, I it's re- awful. I was really surprised. What are you talking about? By Give me cl- a flashback pour here. How do you, clean? Yeah, I'm give you some. Like crisp. Good old days here. Yeah, everyone's going. Oh, a little right nostalgia now. here. Oh, that's disgusting. You know, it's funny. I can feel it sitting in my stomach, and I took a oh, little sip. He says that's a joke, by the way. It's not not serious. Because I would have sent it to him. Yeah. Hmm, it's like a Hellas. Only <laughs> what? Yeah, it's got good uh, good clarity. It's like a Hellas that I brewed. Yeah, it's like a Hellas, only horrible. It smells like a trash can. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, it's awful. It's not as bad about? as I thought it was going to be. It's not that bad. No, it's awful. It's because it's cold. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's ice cold. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's clean enough. Yeah, I don't know. Tasty drink it. Yeah. I'll bring a good I'd beer next time. Why? No, like like uh, my friend bought me a Schlitz, very special. Pale malt liquor. I don't know. In all seriousness, I've had a lot worse beer than this. Oh, yeah. I've had way... I've brewed way worse beer. I've had a lot of craft beer worse than this. I yeah. think that's that's pretty disgusting, but Country Club is worse. Oh, Country Club. Yeah, this awful. is one of the better ones. This is one of the higher rated malt liquors. Who, the only person I know that drinks Country Club is your stupid husband. <laughs> So you only <laughs> <laughs> on earth It's worth a snort. Country Club. Yeah. <laughs> I got it as he a gift. He probably has one in the fridge right now. <laughs> no, I got it as a gift for somebody. I was able to get a 40 for a dollar fifty. Yeah. It was amazing. able to. Like it's some sort of privilege or honor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then bad. they re-gifted it. It's awful. Then they re-gifted it back to me and I oh. ended up trying. It tastes It tastes like a skunk sprays in your mouth. Mm. <laughs> okay. Guess what? It's better than Big Black Dick, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure. Big Dick was terrible. Uh, do you want to tell the folks what uh, the Schumanns gave you for your birthday? She just did. No. Oh! You don't? Because I will if you don't. <laughs> and by the way, why do they always get left here? Because I don't want them. Every year... What are you going to do with a double dildo? Every right. year, Bevo gets a dildo of some kind. It's just tradition around here. But they all end up here. 
Well, the second one I re- re-gifted to you. Remember I wrote on it? Oh, that's right. That's true. I think because they're too slippery it. for her to put in her purse. So the one she got this year was a, uh, like, I think last year it was a double-sided black dildo. No, no, that was that was the first year. Oh. Last oh, we year went was big just the first year, a, like, didn't arm. Oh, it was just a giant yeah, dildo. Yeah, just a giant, like, giant. Like a baby's arm. Mm, like penis. JP's arm. Yeah. <laughs> this year we did a... Uh, I don't get it. It was a double penetration dildo. So not two-sided, but on, on the same girl it could go in two oh, different It's places. like a Y. It's like a, yeah, like yeah. a U. It's more like, it's like a the U. Shucker. No. It's like the shocker. It's like the Exactly. It's like the shot. And it, it really is, too, because the one, the, the, the pink one is larger than the stink one. The stink one's shorter. Yeah, stink Unless, one's you know. So it is like two. It's little. just like the shocker, but it, it's a professional version of the shocker. <laughs> it would have been better if they'd have got me a dildo in the shape of a hand. Oh, like the shocker. That would have been, been funny. That I would still wouldn't cool. have used it, but. But so, right. of all the ones that, you, that we've given you and got left here. This is the one that totally grosses me out. Like, it's sitting on my coffee table right now. I'm trying to have dinner last night, and I'm looking at the shocker sitting there. It's totally grossing me out. I'm getting all horny. You know, I was totally thinking, like, maybe I could incorporate that into my bedroom somehow. Why not? Take but it home. I don't want to. Take it home. There are some holes that are just not Sound meant like to be innies. like a fucking coffee table or something. What do you mean? <laughs> Make it go along with your theme in your house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does it match your curtains? <laughs> You got a bunch of dicks on your curtains or something? Yeah, make a tap handle out of it. That's what we would do. What curtains are we doing? That's a good point, Shat. I'm going to introduce it into my love making. Oh, that room. Please do. Come back and report about that. No, No, because... Maybe maybe Sam will use it. You don't know. Ew. You know? Hey, Bevo, I'm just breaking it in. (laughs) (laughs) I just was trying to help, sweetheart. It's okay. It won't bite you. <laughs> it doesn't vibrate. No, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> now I know why you left it here. <laughs> You'll have to get the upgrade. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure Doc can make it vibrate. <laughs> Pimp out your Please, dildo. Just no. <laughs> my, Doc should open that website. Pimp my your dildo. dildo. <laughs> mm. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I hope you had a good birthday. It was very good. Ber- well, it'd have been better if you took on the shocker. It would have <laughs> been better had I not puked and if I remembered certain aspects. Uh, memory's <laughs> overrated. Yeah, especially the gang part. <laughs> you know. I don't remember how we got back home from the um the bowling alley. We Flew. walked. Did we walk? We walked. Oh, you may have gotten a ride though. What bowling alley? I don't everybody. know. I, I, yeah. I don't remember at all. Yeah. This is how white trash Bevo is. Dude, uh, it was awesome. Don't we, act like you didn't have fun. We celebrated her birthday at Disco Bowling Night <laughs> at it, the Pacheco me, it's, Bowling it's Alley. Cosmic Bowl? Oh. Oh. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they turn the lights off. They have a black light. It's awesome. Strobe lights, fog machines, country music, and crap. Then, like, trying to bowl with a fog machine. And some really hot 17-year-olds. Yeah? Like, surrounded by oh, dude. hot young chicks. Right? Oh, man. Are you talking about me? No. Aww. I said hot young chicks. <laughs> oh. Okay, 25. Not old bags waiting for their hips to break. Oh. <laughs> old bags. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally fun. And I bowled the best I've ever bowled. Yeah. I bowled a five. I bowled an 80. <laughs> <laughs> I bowled a 19. <laughs> by, the, by the ninth frame. Believe it. <laughs> Shut up. How good am I? Would you bowl at 80? I bowled an 80. That's really good for me. It is? Oh, yeah. Well, I learned, Kate and I both learned something that night. There are arrows 
on the bowling alley floor oh, yeah. of the aisle, you're supposed to aim for those. Yeah, you don't yeah. aim at the pins. Yeah, I didn't That's know not- that. It's because you always go during rock and bowl when it's, you know, it's yeah. pitch black in there. Yeah. You can't see those arrows. You're too busy rocking out Shut to Yaz. Phone. All right. Yeah, it looks like we're not getting out of here right now. No, we are. Unless that phone call comes through quick, we're done. All right, so the next, Brooklyn guys. next week, uh, Shafley. Uh, it'll be Stephen Hale uh, cool. uh, on the program with us. I do believe Doc is back with us next week. Uh, everybody is in action, and uh, it'll be a good time. And then the week after that, after that, it's all you know pre-records for a while. Um, so, what do we got? Bub on the phone? Yeah. Boob, what's happening? Uh, fucked up. <laughs> and then and then I got to listen to Bevo talk about the shocker. Yeah. And, and how some holes aren't innies. No, that's an Audi. Exit only. Well, you haven't even been married a year yet. Give it a time. Yeah, yeah it's true. really seriously. Please, you act like it's going to happen later. The chances of it happening now is slim. The more, oh, longer could, we're married, you know, you're digging less, a hole. You sound like you, you sound like it's happening next week. Your denial is Sam, a stinky smelling Sam, cologne. If you're listening, let it slip out. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> He doesn't have to let it slip out. Oh! <laughs> oh, that was a joke. I love you, baby. <laughs> Wherever you are, passed out on the floor next to a bottle of uh, Country oh, Club. Big black dick. Yeah. Yeah. If if I was sober enough to search the interweb thing, yeah, I would have already posted that quote. The big black dick made me puke. <laughs> yeah, true that. Hey, Shep, maybe you should take a picture of the shocker so that we, people know what we're talking about and we post it on somewhere. Yeah, maybe I could. <laughs> That's not that. <laughs> yeah. That's on I the mean, top of my list. Maybe. I mean, if you can find it in your bedroom, then uh, <laughs> maybe you can take some photos of it, Shep. One up your nose and one in your mouth. I should send it to Crazy Bitch in rehab. Oh, she could use it right about now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, thinking of Crazy Bitch doing it, man, that kind of grosses me out. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Sound actually kind of turns you on. If you <laughs> yeah. It, it, does, it does kind of work, doesn't it's like it? I love you. Something right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's right. I'm giving it to you. Who's your favorite new? I love you. Yeah. All right, boob. Call me Donnie. All right. Later. Bye. Hmm, perfect timing. Just yeah. in time. Under the wire. And the bub timer there. Okay. Uh, was that it? You can buy uh, books, podcasts, and shirts uh, through the store. I got Jamil books coming soon. Uh, they're on order, so I'm told they'll be here very soon. Uh, plus, uh, BN Army shirts are there in full force at Hop Grenade. Uh, I think every size is available right now, so you want to get in there while they're still there. Bruce Strong shirts are on order. Um, but you can also uh, do all sorts of things to support us, like sign up for the American Homebrewers Association. You get an AHA membership through the store. And uh, what else? You can buy Brew Your Own Magazine. It's a banner. It's no longer on our homepage. I'm still working out all our banners. But um, on some of the, the sub pages, you'll still find the Buy Brew Your Own Magazine banner. Just click on that. And when you buy it, uh, it helps us out. You get a great magazine. And 
You support a good company, too. Brew Your Own Magazine's been nothing but nice to us, and we appreciate that. So help them out. Uh, of course, visit and shop from our sponsors. Uh, everybody that you heard at the breaks and uh, that we mentioned here on the program, uh, those are people who are directly supporting this program and keeping it coming to you. So do that. And then, of course, you can just uh, sign up for a, a donating membership if you wanted to also, if you can afford it. That'd be cool. Keeps us alive and going and all of that. Uh, don't worry about those ads that rhyme with frugal because they canceled us. Should have done that a long time ago is what they should have done. But we uh, we tricked them for a while, JP. <laughs> Biscuit got a few good dog biscuits from that. That's right. I'll try to get it back. I'm going to appeal. Where's hey. that? I don't know. Hey, also, I just want to let everyone know, posted in the forum, there's some pictures of uh, the 2-1-A brew day with Tasty. Oh, so that's what check I out those pics. Hang on. Let me stop the oh. music here. <laughs> I forgot all about that. How did that brew day go? <laughs> Didn't you do that with Pete the Dink, too? Well, Pete the Dink had won at the anniversary party a uh, brew day at the 21A. I was our grand prize. And uh, Sean had the novel idea of incorpor- you know, including him on, in the, on that day. And by novel, you mean he didn't want to do two days. Yeah, 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 exactly. With yeah, you yeah. slouches. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Which worked out great for us because uh, Pete, you know, got in involved, you know, got in there and jumped in and did a lot of the brewery. Really? Yeah. That's why well, you which, stood which is, around. You know, when you brew at the 21A, uh, you brew. I mean, it's not like they go, well, here, I'll do this or I'll do that. Or you stand there and watch. Yeah. No, Jesse, like, you know, goes on, you know, he just is gone, like. And uh, you're doing all the dough in. You're doing it. You know, you're it's dialing in the temperature. You're doing it. You're brewing the beer. It's like our fifteen fifty, but a little bigger. I mean, you Pretty much. Get in a lot bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jesse was cool. He uh, helped us dial in the uh, strike water temperature and that kind of stuff for the amount of green we had there, and uh, figure out the rest. Yeah, and he and he, uh, <laughs> we hit our. We is amazing. We hit our uh, oh. our original gravity right on the nose. Really, fourteen Plato. Yeah, you brewed the Pliny Light. The Pliny Light. Yeah, right. And this will be entered into the GABF Pro Am. Exactly. This uh, year. Out of the uh, 21 uh, entry, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, not only was Jesse there uh, for like the uh, most of the day, uh, Jesse had to have had a personal appointment outside the building. Uh, Sean had to show up and uh, do the knockout. Oh. So we got to brew with Sully, too. So Sully showed up at the end and knocked a couple out with you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, he knocked <laughs> it. Okay. I don't know if we had time for that, but... Uh, <laughs> but we got the job done. We got the job done. He did the transfer to the fermenter, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So all in all, you call this brew day a success? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I'm really, I really have high hopes for the beer. When is this beer going to be available at the 2 I would expect, like, uh, in another week or something like that. Oh, yeah? Well, they're gonna, it's, it was, sorry, probably, it's already dry hopped, and they'll be uh, putting it into the bright tank, I expect, sometime this week. But, you know, be online next week, I think. Are we going to make a release event out of it? Like, oh, are yeah. we all going to show up and go have a thing? Yeah, okay. I would think so. Well, you know, uh, you know, Jamil, who gave me his spot, they they already ordered his uh, the yeast for his for his beer. Okay, so they just went ahead and made the beer. So his beer should be there at the same time. Oh, very nice. Yes. So sometime next week, there could be some Twitter messages going out that the BN crew is headed to the 2 a. Yeah, I would look for that. And you could sign up for the 21st Amendment's Twitter, too, if you search for the 21st Amendment. I know that Sully likes to keep up on new beers on tap <laughs> with that. And their Facebook. And their Facebook page. Or oh, our Facebook page. We could make an event out of it, too. We That's send, true. We Check could it. send a notification. Check a post on our Facebook page. Oh, all right. So you, you're expecting good things out of this beer, Tasty? Well, yeah, I tasted the word. It tasted, you know, really good, balanced, had a big uh, hot presence. It's pretty cool. Where are these pictures you speak of, Shat? On the forum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. What did I title it? 
One of those titles. And that also that day was also your birthday, Tasty. It had to be my birthday that day, yes. Very nice. Did you guys drink the hallway through, or did you just was it serious brewing time? Well, uh, Chad brought some home brew, which was great, and uh, yeah, we drank pretty much all day. And then when we were done, uh, Sully and a bunch of us went uh, to Bender's in San Francisco, and then we went over to the uh, Trappist in Oakland. Nice. Wow. And, uh, pretty much had a good time. Sounds like a good birthday to me. Yeah, yeah. Sully. Yeah, Sully was really cool. He was a great guy. All right. Go ahead, Beavis. You have a phone call, and I also need to insult JP. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, yeah. What's that part of? Did you get paid for that? It's a via chat. Oh. Via Chad, not chat. Chat. He's a good no, no, good guy, chat. so I gave him one freebie. A friend that, well, whoa, there are no freebies. Just because JP needs to kick him. JP, <clears throat> you are such a flamer. You sniff Doc's seat after he leaves. <laughs> Is that an insult? I guess. Is that yours, or that was the one delivered no, to you for deli- delivery? Please, I'm, hmm. This oh, okay. was delivered to me. What was the, it again? You are such a flamer. You sniff Doc's seat after he leaves. That is true, yeah. though. Well, I have yeah. caught you sniffing Doc's seat. That's a true. Well, of only because I'm last in line. <laughs> What's the, what? See how I turned it around? No. no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we have Nicole from the Trappist on the line. Oh, oh, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. What's happening? Hi. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I hope you had a good birthday, TC. I had a great birthday. Thanks for the birthday uh, cake you gave me there. No. Birthday Oh, yeah. That was fun. I'm glad nothing got set on fire. Yeah, when nobody got burnt, that's good. That's always bad. <laughs> well, some people got burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so what are you doing? Are you working tonight? Uh, I got off work and had a couple uh, beers. Oh, and nice. I'm calling not to contest for Drunk of the Week, yeah. but I'm calling because I'm moderately drunk. And because when I'm really drunk, I forget to call for drunk of the week. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> so what have you been? What have you been drinking? Preventative phone call. Yeah. I had a. When I got, well, it's not so much drunk as much as something. I, uh, the, Feeling uh, lady good. From Star, the lady from Starbucks uh, gave me a five shot mocha this morning, so I blame her for everything. <laughs> You're always on like a five shot mocha, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> You're a higher <laughs> energy girl. Me, you, you've never seen me on a five shot mocha. Really. <laughs> So then, uh, I chop work, off I penises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your regular Lorena Bobbitt there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> is that Nathan in the background? That is Nathan in the background. We're barbecuing. Cool. Uh, anyway. I like that. Uh, uh, so now we know every every week that we don't get a call from Nicole. It's usually she's drunk. drunk she couldn't die. Yeah. She couldn't call. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, if I don't get if you don't get a call from me, it's more drunk than I am now. Let's see. <laughs> She's too drunk. Oh yeah, that's good. Hey, aren't you guys going to JBF this year? I had a Mallory twelve. I had a Mallory twelve, and I had a Carolus Grand Cru, so it's pretty good for when you weigh a buck fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that's a couple of big going, beers. We are going to JBF this year, indeed. Is it your first time there? It is my first time. Are you <laughs> Are you going to hang out at the booth with us? Oh yeah! All right, there you go. So but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not competing for Miss BN. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, we haven't is organized competition our... for Miss BN. Well, not yet. <laughs> what is that? But, uh, it's, it's, I oppose. It's BJ. It's not BN. What about that? <laughs> yeah. Way to spill the beans, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. <laughs> I heard about it on a radio show. <laughs> oh, 
Well. Yeah, there's always there's always been talk of a Miss BN competition, yeah. Beavis. Mm. Don't worry, you don't have to compete. I won't compete. I don't think it's fair. I think it should be open to others. Well, you don't have to compete because you would win. I yeah, I don't think, I think it's I think, fair. I think JP should be Miss BN. I think, they, I think that you should is the keep best idea I've heard all night, Nicole. I think you Thank should keep you. your ideas to yourself, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. I think Schumann should also compete for Miss BN. Oh, All Schumann of this is win. possible. Yeah, Sh- Shoe Light would win. For yeah. sure. Oh, Shoe Light would definitely win. <laughs> Although I keep my bushes a little more you know, trim than that. Kid I'm sure he'd look pretty in a dress. <laughs> he does. I can vouch for that. Or in a man thong. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Well, or in a man thong. Thank you for the call, and uh, you know, good luck tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right, miss you, <laughs> miss you guys. All right, you too. Come Not by really. again. See you soon. Nate wants, to, Nate, Nate wants to say hi. Okay. Hey, Nate. Brewing Network. Nathan, what's <laughs> happening? You guys are jerks, man. I can't believe it. Nicole's trying to call in drunk. It's just way too much. <laughs> yeah, she's not drunk enough, though. Like, she's beer. up no, there. No, she's not. It's, uh, yeah, it's halfway. I said, I told her before she called, I said, you better have a song ready. You better start singing or something. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and she did not have a song. We didn't ask her to sing. That's true. But she is drunk of the week, uh, though, because we haven't really had any drunk of the week calls, except for, <laughs> except for Bub. And Boob actually was drunker, I think. More drunk. Oh, yeah, well. Drunker. Dr- I'd give him credit, man. He's been drunkard, for a long time. Drunker. So. Drunkerested. Drunkerested. Yeah. Drunkerested. One of so those things. Nicole and I went to the Trappist, of course, because she's there working. And then after that, went to Triple Rock. Uh-huh. And uh, one of Tasty's beers is up on the board coming soon. Oh. Uh, Tasty's, it says McDole's uh, Belgian Pale Ale, which <laughs> I thought was pretty cool. Tasty, you are a slut right now. You're just getting around. I'm pouring no, myself out, aren't I? It's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. You brewed over at Triple got- Rock, too? No, I I consulted with them on a beer. That's all. Yeah. It's even brew. better than brewing. He consulted. He didn't even have to lift a bag of drink. <laughs> yeah, like, that is Like better. you did, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's the life, man. You yeah. just consult. Yeah. It's great. Well, that's what I did uh, today. I thought, that, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, that's I what I did at 21. for Tasty for that. At 21A, I was basically just, you know... Uh, Chad and Pete the Dink did all the work. I mean, well, of course. When it came time to empty the uh, mash tun out, I was busy uh, adding hops to the boil. <laughs> so Conveniently. Let me, so let me get this straight, Tasty. In the month of September, there will be two tasty beers at two professional brewing establishments in the Bay Area. Check that out. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah. both will be at the GABF. And both will be at the... It's pretty impressive. Plus, I they, uh, the <laughs> Sa- Sam Adams, is, who is paying my way there. Wow. May have a pilot batch oh. of the double IP there too. Oh really? Yeah, I could have three beers. You could have three. <laughs> oh man, tasty! There are breweries in this country, professional breweries, that won't have one beer at the GABF. You are going to have three recipes, not beers. Well, I'm just the recipe. Come on. Well, well one of them is a beer. Tasty McDowell Satellite Brewery. He's got there his go. own. He's yeah. got his own label going on here. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Tasty's friggin' contract brewing right now. You guys yeah. call him yeah. Satellite. I call him a whore. I say he's spreading it out. Yeah. A little thin. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's all fun. It's really, it's a lot of fun with this. Kind yeah. of Look at that. Jamil gets flown around to different competitions. McDole gets yeah. to brew. What do you get? Nothing. Except the spit on and kicked real hard in the face. What the fuck is uh, going on here, Tasty? Yeah. Somebody Nothing. explain to me what has happened. Where did this thing get away from me? Do we at least know. get a keg of beer for the studio? Yeah, we'll have some of the uh, the plenty light here, and not a two and a half. Thanks. Yeah, a okay. fifteen. <laughs> yeah, you're doing, a, you're doing a good job. Oh, thanks, Aiden. <laughs> doing a good job, Justin. Uh, rocketing, uh, rocketing McDole to fame here. I guess He's so. Very thankful for you. Yeah. That's what I get. I, this is what happens. Tasty brews his beer at three different locations. Right. Jamil oh. gets flown all over the world. I get 
You're doing a good job, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep, uh, keep, keep it up. A little pat on the back. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go drink. There, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to go drink free beer at the Trappist because my girlfriend works there. <laughs> but you, sir, are doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. You, my friend, yeah. are the glue that holds everything together. Here's a packet of ramen. Yeah. Oy. What's going on, Tasty? It's just getting away from me. It's just a different way to go. <laughs> I see. <laughs> All right, Nathan. Thanks, my brother. All right. Cheers, guys. Catch you later. Later, Bye. man. Bye, Nate. Nate's a good dude. You remember him good. from the uh, double IPA show we did not too long ago. Nathan. So go check that out if you haven't listened yet. Uh, plus, check out his bands. Nathan. Because <laughs> they rock. we got to get Nathan in on the uh, <laughs> BNA4, man. He's, he's going to be in the band at BNA4. Oh, for sure. He'll be doing it. Is that it for our 2A wrap-up, Tasty? Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong song. Yeah, go back to our outro song. All right, so I'm available having, for speaking engagements for the next couple. Of <laughs> deja vu. Yeah, I'll help you. Uh, I'll, I'll quest with you in Warcraft if you want to donate to the BN. JP and I are both available for speaking. <laughs> JP is available to brew at your establishment, and uh, I'm available yeah. for speaking engagements. In case anybody's interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about entertainment and brew radio and how we wish we could apply it. Yeah, I have a lot of what not to do stories. I think that's yeah. helpful. Yeah, right. You know, I could talk to you about all the. And you, there's beer. You have new beer. You have beer knowledge, like how to brew naked stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. If you want to, if you want Jana to MC your event, <laughs> what's our price? Uh, Flight plus hotel. Um, I don't know. We, we don't. Gotta, we don't want to pay you guys too much. Uh, We'll pay 150 bucks to do it. We'll pay? No, what they would pay for us to go MC their uh, event. Oh, oh, yeah! Come on. Oh, yeah. That's a whole new thing. I know, right? You gotta have this kind of that ain't uh, gonna work. You know, card, man, a rate card. <laughs> I do. Have a speaking rate card. Flight plus hotel, spending money, a couple escort, stripper money. Quote spending money. I think the IRS would look, you know, down. Oh, right. <laughs> what about blow money? What do we call that? <laughs> yeah, <it's> hooker money. <laughs> that the IRS is fine with yeah. that. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you to Captain Lawrence Brewing. Go to captainlawrencebrewing.com. Uh, good dude, Scott Vaccaro is, and uh, you can find out all about the beers that he was telling us about. I had a listener uh, type in saying that it's uh, we're such douchebags to talk to Scott without simultaneously drinking his beers. That's the equivalent of interviewing Vinny without having tasted Pliny. Disrespectful. It's not my fault they're not available in Pacheco. Yeah, what do you want, dude? And by the way, Scott was nice enough to do this on short notice, so there was no time to send beer either. So there's a good excuse for everything. Next time you see that on the website, uh, why don't you next day us some beer? There you go. And then we won't have to do this despicable interviewing again. Don't shame us that way. Yeah. Well, you got a front. All right, everybody. We'll uh, see you next week, huh? Cheers. Have a good night. Out.
love of that home brew. Can't get enough of it. Home brew, it blows my mind. 